Vicky here and this is the Weird Out Loud Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Eric and Jim will spoil all of this week's books and shock trash, garbage and nonsense. Strap yourselves in and God have mercy on your soul. Enjoy? The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. This year it's going to be different. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. What do you intend to do, sir? Delta's already on probation. They are? Yes, sir. Oh. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. In the diggy, I want to give a shout out to my boy Snooky Duke down in Kensington. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is Weird Out Loud, episode 37, the most dangerous comics podcast and blog in the world. Jeez, are we? Yeah, man. I know. I know that people are against us. I, that's for real. sure. And you know what? It is now Saturday night. And yesterday, on Friday, when we usually do our first part of the podcast, Eric, we decided we we're going to start another podcast. Because we're insane. A super, super secret podcast. Super uh, secret? Super secret. Because we keep mentioning this, that we, the 80s strike back. Fuck yeah. Because we love the 80s. So we're Who doesn't? Do, so uh, me and you were talking all week, and we thought Friday night we're going to get together. We're going to do a backdoor pilot. Yeah. You like to call it. I sure do. Of the 80s strike back podcast that we wanted to do for a long, long time. Probably longer than this one. Probably. We kept mentioning it. So I thought for a backdoor pilot, what would be great is we'll do a top five list. You know, one of those top five podcasts. Who doesn't love a list? Oh, we all love lists. And so we're, our top five 80s movies is how we're going to get it. And I said to you, I think this would be a good idea because it would give people an idea of what we're all about, kind of. And, and also I said, this podcast is misery, Eric. <laughs> it's misery when we do it. It's misery getting ready for it. It's misery afterwards. Yeah. Uh, when we get to pick this 80s thing, we would get to pick what we want to talk about. So how could that be miserable? Exactly. We get to sit down, time. watch a movie, have a good time, talking yeah, about the so, movies we love. So last night we got together and we thought, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do each um, number, each, you know, yeah, number five. My, my number five, your number five, get yeah, that shit done and locked. At one night, we'll do each one and we'll get, so I'm thinking to myself, people, you know, they love long podcasts, but a top five shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Yeah, we did our fives, uh, your number five 80s movie and my number five 80s movie, and it took almost two hours. <laughs> and so we can't have a 10-hour podcast, can we? No, I don't think this we can. This is a stupid list. We can't <laughs> shut our mouths up. Just going on and on, telling stories and crazy things. So I do not think that this thing that we recorded yesterday will ever be heard. But why I'm mentioning this anyway is because when we do end up finishing this top five thing, we are going to put it on the feed for this podcast. Yeah, the Weird Out Loud channel. Because we don't have any other feeds there. Yeah. And we're not, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not paying for another feed just Absolutely for not. a pilot thing. We have to see if we're going to stick with it. See how people yeah. like it. So it's very possible in the next couple of weeks that something will pop up and it'll just say uh, probably 80s strike back, top five 80s movies, yeah. uh, backdoor pilot. 
whoever, whatever. I wouldn't even call it backdoor pile. Just fucking put it out there. No, we already explained it's a backdoor pile. And yeah, well, I'm saying that if, if that does pop up and 80s movies aren't your thing, then the hell with you anyway. But you, you can that's, be, spirit. that's what it is. So when you see it, you go, oh, man, that's what the fuck they were talking about, those jerks. And you know why? One of the reasons why we did this last night. Guff, man, guff. Because people hate us, Eric, and I'm going to go on. Last week, we went on and on. We were upset about the Batman stuff. You gave Batman a 4 out of 10. Ruined my whole week. Everybody was yelling and screaming. So it continued. And the first one is kind it's kind of funny, but it's I put it in there because it was so ridiculous where everybody hates us. Well, then I did Omega Men. I did my um, review. Was it the, was it the, actually, it was Omega Men. No, it was Omega Men 1. Oh, yeah, it was the review for the first Omega Men. Now, probably, I don't think anybody who even follows the site would have seen this. The reason yeah. we see it is because it's a comment, pops, pops up, up, but this is months ago. This is from June. And it was from Paul Brousseau. Eric, Paul Brousseau was mad at me. Uh, why was he mad at me? Does anybody here know Paul Brousseau? Paul Brousseau. Is? Everybody raise your hand. He follows All right, put your hand Twitter. up. People are going to think you're crazy. Uh, Paul Brousseau, Eric, is the letterer. He's a DC Comics letterer on Omega Men. Yeah. And he left this note on the Omega Men. I have it. It says, as the letter of this comic, I'm wondering why you and other reviewers refuse to list who the letterer is in the credits section of your review. I really think you're doing a big disservice by not listing all the creators. If possible, myself and other letters would really appreciate it if you listed all the creators in your future reviews. Best, Paul, Paul Brousseau. And I'm, I get this. I'm like, really? And this was Sunday, I think, right? Somewhere Sunday or Monday. Yeah, it's around that time. It's already, the shitstorm has already hit hard, Eric. Yeah. I had my umbrella out trying to stop that shitstorm. <laughs> Then I'm but getting, you're a cheap guy, so it fell yeah, apart. Yeah, well, it was like half. It was like half ripped apart anyway. But now I'm getting yelled at by a letter on a comic. I, well, again, like last, I think it was last year when um, I had a colorist contact me and was like, "Why don't you have the colorist related uh, put on the creator spot?" I'm like, "You know what? Why don't we? Okay, yeah. I'll do that for you. No problem." And um, when Paul Brousseau wrote, and now again, if you look at the reviews now, Eric, we list it. Now we're not going to list individual deals. We're just art. He's part of the art team now, Paul yes. Brousseau. But actually, it was so funny because I get this, and I'm reading this, what I, what I just read. And I'm like, okay, you're wondering why we don't put – well, it's because you're a letterer. <laughs> and I, I'll have to admit, I do like the lettering in that comic. He has the, the, a couple different fonts. The best part of it, though, is you sent me the message after it happened. I didn't see the comment right away. You sent me a tweet. I looked at it. I immediately went to DC Comics' own website. And they don't list them, right? They don't list letterers in no, their trade. No, ne- I've never seen them listed in a uh, So why is he coming to us? I, I want to know, did he send this message to any other review sites? No, I, I think that he likes it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. Eric. I guess. It's just um, odd. You know, take it up with your management, you know? Oh, it's funny, too, because I, I looked up. I'm like, well, maybe when you look up a Mega Man number one, um, our review comes up first in search and Google. It does. Yeah. But it just was odd. Maybe he thinks this is his uh, grassroots program. He's going to start with us. I don't know. We're going to change the world for letters? Yes. But now he follows us on Twitter. All um, right. It's great. We, we like a follow. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then the next thing happened, Eric, and this is the big thing. This is actually oh, the thing that really set us off. And if you follow our site as well as this podcast, you might have noticed that we were a little down this week on getting things up. Oh, yeah. Just like at home, Eric. Oh. And because uh, we were depressed pretty much, right? We've Shit given is it not up. happening for us right well, now. What happened is, yeah. We worked and, hard and for two years. All of a so sudden, weird. did we finally make a name and we, people want to shit on well, us? Well, we worked very hard for two years. Our two-year anniversary was in July. July 16th. And it seemed like we were on an all-time high. 
Yeah, we, I was we on we cloud nine, man. I had a rickshaw just ready. I was pricing out <laughs> rickshaws there and maybe even sedan chairs. And what happened then, all this Batman thing happened. And the next thing I know, I think it was Tuesday, started tweeting. They actually might have been Monday. It was Monday. was Monday. Started tweeting out some things we do. Now, again, you can laugh at me or whatever. I, I know what our things get, uh, what play they get on Twitter. So I, I put it up, put a bunch of things up, uh, some previews, I think a uh, review of Reggie's, the, yeah, just yeah. for the hell of it. Already we were so down, and we didn't, me, neither of us did a just for the hell of it Monday review, which nah. we kind of said last podcast we had to catch up on things. So I put up about five or six things, and nothing, nothing. I'm they, sitting they, back wondering, huh, I guess Jim's busy, and he's yeah, not putting well, anything up on Twitter. To. They didn't go up because... Twitter has flagged our site as being malicious and a, uh, a malware <laughs> spam site. And at first, like, I'm getting all upset. What's going on? And then I went, I have my own personal account, and I went and I look, and none, no tweets. It, didn't look, it looked like I had done nothing all night on Twitter. So I, I what the hell's going on? So I'm looking in, I'm sending messages, trying to get a hold of uh, Twitter. And basically, I found out that it appears that somebody had uh, contacted them and reported our site as spam and a, um, a site that collects uh, personal information and sells it, things like that. Uh, we, I don't even know how to do that. No, and now, this again, is way so too much of hard some work. Some fucking asshole has fucking, they, they, these people, what, I, I know it sounds like we're paranoid, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that was the email that I got. The only thing I got was that, and the, the terminology was your site we were, uh, I can't even, I wish I would have printed out, like, your site was reported by a user. It all leads to somebody reporting it. And I'm sure it was a bunch of people in a, uh, a group effort, Eric. Go ahead. And again, on our site, uh, ads. We have ads? No. Pop-up ads? Nope. Nothing. We don't do anything. All we do is review Hell, comics. We, we even took the way, like, oh, we used to have a way that you could become a member of the site, which in my mind, it didn't do anything. Well, I don't know if it would send you emails or what. We took that away. Of like, ah, this is too much nonsense. People don't want to deal with that. We yeah. took that off. We made it so that our site was just, hey, you want to come by our site? Come on by. Yeah. Pull up a chair. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be doing our reviews or whatever. So in the meantime, I'm trying to work... 80 ways to work around this. And at yeah. first, the only way I think, and also you go to the site now and you hit on the like, oh, here's our website. You know, that little link on the side, yep. it gets flagged. It comes up and says, uh, you know, this site has been flagged as malicious and whatever. And if you want to go at your own risk, go. I'm like, Try to right. steal your personal again, information, blah, blah, blah. This is again, some fucked up and shit. And we're talking about like, oh, last week, oh, the views and all this. And it does, it does affect that. Uh, I, I could care less, Eric. What gets huh. me mad is that somebody out there who I would, I would assume does what we do and doesn't like us because for some reason they can't take it that you know some people actually like us. <laughs> and again, this is one thing. This brings up a thing in, in just general people is that why do people have to they – can't, people can't get better on their own. They have to bring other people down to their fucking shitty level. I'm so Isn't angry now. Are you doing sports? No, I would <laughs> cheat. Cheating's different because, and again, here's the thing: is uh, like they would say about uh, the Patriots. Most of the time, I had trained so hard to get to that point that I just couldn't take any. I took all the variables out there. Right. This is not the same. You're Chun uh, Li and freaking uh, blood sports, right? Freaking salt pellet. Yeah. 
Brick no hit back. Somebody saw Peladonis right in the motherfucking eyes. That's right. I'm telling you, though. This is, and again, all this, these things, if I was 15, the 15-year-old Jim Werner may have done this stuff. Yeah. Not a 15-year-old Jim Werner. I'm an older man. And all I want to do is do some comics and hopefully people read them and get a chuckle. And all this shit, though, has kind of put us off. We kind of don't want to do it anymore. Well, yeah, that, the problem is, is again, now, again, a 15-year-old Jim Werner would get angry and say, like, fuck you now. You, you vote, you've woken. You Don't wake the snake, Eric, because now you're don't in wake trouble. The snake, now huh? I'm going to fucking go and now I'm going to put up a trillion reviews. Also, I think that when Twitter did tag this or whatever, they probably looked and they thought, Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, this, this place puts up like 20 tweets. Yeah, because we work hard. Fucking ass. That's what we do. We try to put up a bunch of reviews. Sometimes we put up eight reviews in a day. We're two fucking guys. Well, there's Jody and, and Reggie. And we got Jody and Joel and, and, and Reggie. And Joel, they're all involved as well. But even them, they're, they jumped on a sinking ship, Eric. Fucking ass. <laughs> the ship is sinking. <laughs> yeah, but at one point, we're like, fuck it. You know what? Screw the website. Tear the website down. We're deleting it. We'll do this podcast. And then we'll do another two podcasts. Yeah. Just, we'll be podcast machines. That's what we'll do. Already, Eric, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> I know. You always apologize to the people. You're getting sick. I've been sick for two days now. Now I can't even talk. <laughs> getting all mad. I'm getting all fucking fired up. I'm so mad. I know that some people have emailed me and said that they really think it's funny when I get mad. I don't know now because now <laughs> this isn't a joke, Eric. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> It's just, again, you people, I know, baby. We people are listening to us week. now and don't like us. Just go away. Go away. But send nasty email because we think that's funny. <laughs> again, we, I'm, we're not bad guys. Yeah, to a degree. We might be a bad guy, but we're not we, bad guys. Exactly. We're, we, exactly. Yeah, we, we come off as bad, but we're, we're not bad guys. But you know what? Fuck this, Eric. We're getting on with the news. We're fucking. Fuck. We're going to do this goddamn yeah, podcast. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. We got to go on. Shove it right up their fucking ass. Jesus Christ. All right, the first news, Off Eric. the rails. <laughs> Can't even talk. First news. Bill Finger, uh, Bill Middle, middle Finger, Bill Finger oh, received Batman film credit. Boy, I am really losing my voice, and we're only at the news. <laughs> there are some big troubles. <sighs> One of Batman's earliest writers and contributor to many important aspects of his mythos, Bill Finger, is finally getting his due credit, Eric. In That's a statement time. released Friday by DC Entertainment via Heat Vision. Oh, yeah, Heat Vision? Oh, Heat Vision. I'm, I'm sure they're not uh, tagged as malicious. Uh, Finger will receive a creative credit in both the Fox TV series Gotham, where versions of characters he created, such as Catwoman, appear, as well as the upcoming film Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. That's really cool to me, actually. It's been like uh, it kind of an online petition for years. And what I really like about it is that he's alive to know that this happened, right? Eh, post-mortem, you know. <laughs> While works. Finger, who passed away in 1974, has been recognized as one of the main architects of Batman's mythos behind the scenes for some time, it's only in recent memory that DC has begun acknowledging Finger as a co-creator, along with Bob Kane of The Dark Knight. Bill Finger was instrumental in developing many of the key creative elements that enrich the Batman universe, and we look forward to building on our acknowledgement of a significant role in DC history, stated Diane Nelson. Oh, Diane Nelson. Oh, President shit. of DC Entertainment. As part of our acknowledgement of those contributions, we are pleased to confirm today that Bill Finger will be receiving credit in Warner Brothers television series Gotham beginning later this season and the forthcoming motion picture Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. DC did not reveal what Finger's specific credit would be or if it would be extended to DC's comic books, Eric. I, I want retributions. <laughs> I you? demand retributions for Bill Finger and his family. Hopefully, if there is, you know, hopefully they do get something. You know, I don't know. It's like the freaking Seagulls and the Schuster's family freaking were uh, suing DC for years for the Superman shit. Yep, they have. Eric. 
they have. But the next, we're moving on with the news. That's that's dismal news. You know what else is dismal? It's not Get, that dismal. Getting got... flagged on oh freaking Twitter. We're past that, baby. We're past I'm that. not. I will never be past it. I'm so angry. My wife got on the scene, too. She's like, oh, I think I figured it out. She sent an email. They sent something back. It's still freaking not resolved. Nothing gets resolved. <laughs> Second news story. Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie in development. That is crazy to me. Did you read this news story? I, I perused you it. You didn't read it. I perused it. Wait till I read it. it. Then you're going to say it's crazy, <laughs> all right. The tracking board. Oh, the tracking board, huh? The tracking board. Board, the hell kind of name is that? Is reporting that a Blue Beetle Booster Gold live action movie is in development at Warner Brothers. The studios reportedly chosen Greg Berlanti, the prolific writer, producer behind prolific. Arrow, The wow. Flash, and Supergirl, to direct and executive produce. The report goes on to call the unnamed film a superhero buddy cop movie, uh-huh. describing it as a stark contrast to Warner Brothers' more serious superhero films, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad. Right away, I'm already. I, I'm calling bullshit on this this reporter Why? because uh, how do they know what fucking Suicide Squad's like? Yeah, we that, all know what Suicide, suicide Squad's going to be like. Suicide Squad serious movie? It's going to be dark and gritty. You don't know that. Know. I think there's going to be a lot of jokes. There's going to be jokes, but it's going to be surrounded by death and murder. Okay, here we go. The tracking board offered mm. no other details, but the report did indicate that the two would be in a – the two, obviously, Booster and Beetle, will be in a quote-unquote future Justice League movie. Okay, so the Justice League movie you're saying? Uh, no, I'm saying the whole thing. No, well, yeah, I think that they, they're <laughs> definitely not in this one. I think they're saying the next one. I'm saying, who gives a shit? That's like a 2021, I, I, I if that. I think this is bullshit, Eric. I, I really do. I All right, let's call it bullshit. Fuck this. I Blue think. Beetle, I'm saying, that would, that's amazing to me that they, that could ever possibly happen. I just don't think it could. <laughs> you know what I didn't think could happen? Us getting flagged on Twitter, Eric. I am so angry. <laughs> I'm also there. If you notice, the gloves are off. I'm sick of these fucking people. I don't care who you are. You know that tracking board? You're on my list. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that is. I think tracking it's a, board. I, I think it's just a study group it's who funny tracks too. things. No, it's funny right now. It has to be a site, but right now they have a podcast. That weird science. What a fucking bunch of morons. Hey, we, we agree to that, though. Yes, we do. That's what makes us funnier, because we actually are right in front of the line of saying that we're fucking horrible. I think I flagged us on Twitter. <laughs> I said, you know, you know what? what? I'm Tanya sick of this crazy She's sick train. of you doing this, yeah, so she flagged true. you on maybe, Twitter. Maybe, and that's how she was like, I'll get involved. I'll send. She oh, yeah. didn't send anything. It's my <laughs> wife. She wants me to have free, you know, free time for her. Yeah. Oh, my God. She got so mad last her and, night. Her and Jessica home. got together. Oh, my God. That'd be a disaster. A fucking Legion I, of I Doom right home, there. I came home last night with Gremlins uh, to watch, and I was not allowed to watch it downstairs. I was sent <laughs> upstairs to watch it on the computer, and then I got yelled at for watching it on the computer, and I fell asleep. Yeah. Gremlins. How dare you? Gremlins. Great oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like a number five on the list. Somewhere. Oh, do you think that would be like somewhere around the number five movie of yours? That's funny. Because to me, that's like it might be a double feature with a number five movie like Bloodsport. That's a terrible double feature, and you that know it. That is a bad double. Well, you know what? That's that's nah, not that. I was going to say that's like when you go to a drive-in and they have the like cars teamed up with like a rated R movie because they think the kids have gone to sleep by then. It always does yeah. that at the drive-in. Ay ay ay! This is the big news. The next news item is a big, big, big thing. And it's this, only a week late. It is, but it leaked. Uh, probably Sunday night. Yeah, Saturday right after Sunday we got night. the podcast, it seemed yeah, like I cried for an emergency podcast. There, <laughs> and I said, "Emergency go to hell. podcast." I'm going to bed. <laughs> DC Comics cancels eight titles, 
and then brings one back, Eric. Oh, shit, is it Jesus? Actually, I think that somebody once said, sometimes dead is better. And I think that might be the case because we'll see. DC yeah. Comics December, and I'm, a, and I'm a big fan, but sometimes, uh, sometimes DC Comics December Solicis came out and the shit hit the fan, Eric. Ooh. You can tell when I actually didn't grab the news from somebody else and I wrote it myself yeah. as like shit like this. And you know, it's good. It's not that tracking board. You're cursing a lot tonight. Because I'm fucking mad. I know, it's weird. And I feel like out. shit. It's late. I'm hopped up on fucking NyQuil and uh, five hour energy. All right, man. Through the, the <laughs> when the solicits were announced, Eric, the DC solicits, and yes. I don't know about you, but me and you—well, I know about you. I don't know about people out there. When these solicits are, we never know when they're going to. Hey, happen. what you know about me? Hey, I'm... you badass! Uh, yeah. When this happens, we're always like waiting with bated breath for these solicits to come out. And I think I even said to you, you know what, Eric? When these solicits hit. I bet you eight titles are going to get canceled, and then one's going to be brought back. And you said, no. That, that's, I said, no. I, don't know. <laughs> I said, what an odd thing for you to say out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. But they, they came out, and then uh, they, it leaked before. And what happened was, I, I'm beating around the fucking bush. Uh, Doomed, Omega Men, Gotham by Midnight, Lobo, Justice League United, Green Lantern, Lost Army, Batman 66, and Sensation Comics were all canceled. They'll all yes. be done in, in – well, actually, I'm wrong. Uh, most of them will be done in December uh, Doomed and Green Lantern Lost Army will actually finish up in November with their number six issues. And I put a thing on the site, and I, you know, I want to talk to you a little about it, though. Uh, we've talked all week, and like you said, it's old news. Um, any of those shock you? Mm, blah, 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 no. Justice, Justice League, League United, United does a bit, that, yes. Justice League United actually shocked me. Of all the rest of these, it didn't shock me. Though when I looked at Green Lantern Lost Army's numbers, they're not bad. Uh, the, the, the comics better, awful. But um, in general, they are uh, twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. The rest of these are all sales issues, or what are canceling it. Now we we've been saying forever, Lobo and, and Gotham by Midnight. Every time Gotham by Midnight comes out, we're like, yeah, you better get on that. And now, we even fellas. said, doomed is doomed. Doomed is doomed. And I said, I put that article up. I wasn't going to do that. And then I look, everybody, uh, everybody you- put it. I prayed to the almighty Jeebus that freaking Omega Man would be canceled because even though everybody loves it, huge fan outcry and all that, I do not like the book. Yeah, and uh, that's the other part of the thing. Omega Man was canceled, though, uh, Friday, I guess it was. Um, It was brought back. They announced that Omega Man, DC officially announced that because of fan outcry, (laughs) um, Omega Man would be coming back to finish up a run of 12 issues. So you get six more issues, or actually it would be five, uh, five, I guess, because it was going to stop at seven, if I believe I'm correct in the numbers, because it was going to have a December issue. Uh, What did I say about that? I came in. Now, I love Omega Man. Yeah. I went on right away. Now, again, you you came in the work yesterday, and you were fired up. if If you go to the Twitter there is a thing that I put on Friday. You know what book I'm going to miss? Omega Man. I think it was Thursday. One of those days. Actually, All the it was, really early. Together, it was really early in the week. And I put, you know what? The one book I'm really going to miss is Omega Man. Now, Eric, in the meantime, that was kind of a shitty ass. Uh, I was faking the funk a little. I meant that. But actually, I was tweeting that to make sure that tweet went through. <laughs> because of our flag and again our that was a test <laughs> it was our, our twitter account wasn't bad but i didn't even go through that our twitter account count wasn't bad we still have our twitter account it's that just weird science and we're we cannot link to our site um but so i put that out just that and even uh tom king was like oh he favored it or retweeted it something like that because i really do i like a mega man i understand that it's not going anywhere 
like story-wise, it's really a slow burn, and that's what actually got me upset that it was going to end in those few issues without us learning anything. Well, that's what's pissing everybody else and about off that Lost Army. Like uh, Reggie even said about Doomed, a lot of these are going to have that info dump on that yeah. last issue. I didn't want that. I really didn't. And to me, the two important books of these in uh, the reality of the whole DCU are JLU, which seemed very important, but also Omega Men. I thought Omega Men was going to be used to bring Kyle back, and somehow that was going to tie into getting the uh, Green Lantern Corps back into the main thing, that he would, they'd have crossovers with Yeah, you got Lantern. your own theory thing going on. I have on. a theory, but my other theory that I came in yelling about is I really <laughs> cry bullshit on DC. Them announcing they're letting Omega Men continue to issue number 12 because a fan outcry to me is bullshit. It was too quick a move. For that to really have hit, like you said, well, maybe they got a lot of tweets. Believe me, I think that there's something else involved with this where financially it's it's easier for that book to continue to 12, and they're doing this to try to make themselves seem fan-friendly. So they can announce, hey, listen, the fans have said they want Omega Men. We're going to give you what you want, fans. And I'm telling you it's going to end up like the Firefly movie. Uh, right. Serenity, because they all oh, the fan outcry, and then nobody watched it. Eric. They it made shit. Yeah, it's a good movie, though. <laughs> we're gonna see all these fans. I am a huge fan of Omega Man. I, I love the fact that you put Serenity as the comparison here, because in my mind, this is only a slightly tweaked New Coke. Like everybody always said, that conspiracy they put yeah. New Coke out just so people would get back on the Coca Cola so bandwagon. I, I'm telling you why I say Serenity is. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Just That's the how, outcry. That's I went. Like though. I said, the outcry. And then, listen, we're going to give you what you want because you've said it, but that it never works out. These things that get – what? The only show that I could really think of is Family Guy. Yeah. That got canceled and came back uh, stronger. Like but, twice, I think. Yeah. And I think with the Mega Men, you're going to see it. It's 13,246 uh, yeah, 13, were the sales in August. We're going to get the next sales for September. They're not going to go They're going to be down. And I don't think they're ever going to go above this number. And people, no. You know, they always say, oh, yes, uh, you know, speak with your wallet. People aren't. The same people are going to buy it. I, at DC, I think, are you, they're really using this to uh, make themselves look better. And even now, they've said, what was it, 12 issues they said it's going to get to? Yep, 12 issues. P- Once people find out that a book is canceled, they drop they it. They bail. They always do. Yeah. And so the, to me, it's so weird. it's going to last a little bit longer. is not going to do anything we, we, for the sales. We've talked about this before the podcast, before the site. That, that amazes us. Because you think you you put this commitment in, yeah, and then I there's finish four issues. You just finish it up. What the hell? Um, the other thing, though, that I uh, what I mentioned that's that Batman sixty six right. is is going down, and that makes sense to me. Uh, it's run its course. That, exactly. I mean, we even so say much. to ourselves all the time whenever a new Batman sixty six comes out. How much longer can they get away with doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff Parker has been doing a good job as of yeah. late. Well, he's been in, adding other characters. Exactly. Bringing new characters into the universe that are in the regular comic universe yep. that were never in the show. I like this idea, but how many times can you do it? Yep. And uh, here's the other thing where I kind of see where the, these digital titles are might be a cash color Because the printed copy of the, the Batman 66 in August uh, sold 14562 That's yeah. just the print. You you imagine? God, I wish I knew those digital numbers. Well, you imagine that with the digital, then it that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Sensation Comics. I had reviewed a lot of those. I kind of fell off it. And not good books. Um, the problem with the Sensation Comics, and again, they had the Adventures of Superman, and was it the Legends of the Dark Knight? Um. Yes. Um. These like kind of like to me, they're celebrations of the character. They're like you get 
two-part story, then a one-part, then a three-part. And I'm one. saying I like that because then we also have like Wonder Woman 77, which is a celebration yes. of the TV well, character. Same with Batman 66. I like the way they do this, but it's to me, it's it's set up to kind of fail because say I I'm I'm into Sensation Comics. I'm somewhat into it. I'm reading. Yeah. I read like six issues. Then I get a stinker three-issue <laughs> run. And then you, a lot of people would be like, ah, I'll come back later. They never do. Stuff like that. Yeah, they find um, other shit to get into. But I, would, I really liked it. And um, the, the weird thing about the Batman 66 is the final issue will not be done by Jeff Parker, which is odd. But, again, we're talking this. Batman 66 doesn't actually get canceled in reality because they have that Man from Uncle crossover in December. Yeah. So you'll get that. And I would assume – that if they can come up with more crossovers like that, you'll get more of these through the year. Yeah, down the line. Maybe yeah, like, like one, twice one a, year. a year or something. Maybe. Um, Sensation Comics, though, is done. And the first issue was – the first arc was by Gail Simone. Gail Simone, yeah. And I really wish they would have went back and got her to kind of bookend it and end it. But they, they didn't. I don't even know. There was a solicit, and I, I didn't really pay attention to that. But uh, <laughs> the other thing why I brought that up is – I had been talking to you now. I am a huge fan of the digital first titles. I'm telling you, I think I might be the biggest fan. I think you are. I might be. I read and review a lot of them, and I really enjoy them. And I said to you, with these canceled, they always make the comment, we need one. They have a title for every day. They yeah. still do, kind of, because they have that uh, on fables. Wednesday with the, and Fables. They have the Mortal Kombat. And the Sensation Comics is being replaced by Wonder Woman 77. Yes. And Batman 66 comes out on a Wednesday, and that's Teen Titans Go! and Scooby-Doo team up. But I really think that they should come out with a, another couple books. And I'm telling you, I really think they're going to have a Legends of Tomorrow tie-in book. I think they're going to have – That'd be cool because like, they did the same thing with yeah, Arrow and Flash for the last season. That's why I think they're going to do it. I think it's a really good idea, too, to get these – that would be a really cool book. I think it would. To get it, get some people fired up. And also, I'm really looking forward to that show. I would really think that, like they had the Adventures of Superman, they had the Sensation Comics and the thing, I would like a, um, a World's Finest type book, a Batman Superman book, where you're just getting tales of the, the World's yeah. Finest or something. And that, again, could lead up to Batman v Superman. And you know what? And do you know what I want? You know what I want. <clears throat> What do you? Well, you want Batman, Batman eighty nine. Yeah, you want Batman eighty nine. I want them to get a hold of Tim Burton and this, like, throw down some ideas to continue that his world cool. after Batman yeah. returns. That would be awesome. I think another thing that people would also like would be like a Batgirl Beyond. Oh, Batgirl uh, Beyond would be a great. Yeah, there's book. A, there's a lot of things that the two point Batman or Batgirl yeah. Beyond two they could do that. There's a lot, there's so many things to do, and right now I'm telling you, Mortal Kombat that that should be gone soon. Yeah. Um, Fables is fine. They, they want to get a Vertigo d- title in there with the digital. I would say to me, get that out. Have Vertigo do their own. You know, have your own Vertigo deal and put something else on that Monday slot. Um, and but, then you know what they could do? They could advertise a little bit with their digital. Maybe give out the numbers because we heard a long time ago that Jim Lee was in charge of the digital. Yep. And because we talked to Dan DiDio and he didn't really have a lot of like knowledge about what's going on with digital because nope. that was Jim Lee's spot. Yep. And I'm like, come on, Jim Lee, you got to do something here. You're always late on this. You're not giving us any information. Nothing's being advertised. What are you doing? And I, I think he and and the whole of the digital. I think he's just a figurehead. I really I like, don't. I, I don't even know if he's still working. Well, on I'm it telling you, we even, we even reached out to him a couple times to find some stuff out and uh he did not get back to us he's still, he's still working on that letter back yeah yeah he's working <laughs> on it right i think he's the one who flagged us on twitter probably calm down a little now uh the others we're going to talk a little about green lantern lost army i'm going to save that because uh darren emailed us and he had some questions about that so i'm going to save that for that 
Lobo's a shame because it's really getting it is getting better. Finally, it's getting good. And it's really good. It's the now same it's thing that happened to Hawkman. But Once even, it started getting good, canceled. Even that, you know what makes me and laugh? Firestorm. Now, me and you are in the know somewhat. We try to keep up with things. Try. And this is gonna. I'm gonna talk about this in the Bat, uh, Superman Wonder Woman tonight. But Lobo, you're like they can't cancel it. They have a Sinestro crossover. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's like one issue. And you go, really? Oh shit! And that's what people because of not look looking um, at the solicits. Then and you know the normal person isn't looking at solicits. I no. don't think. Um, but yeah, we even look at solicits. I forget shit stuff like that. But Constantly. What else we have? Like I, I still said, don't even know what my cable bill is doing. Justice League United. It makes me laugh too. What their cable bill? Justice, my mind is a scrambled yeah, of all this shit. Justice League United made me laugh um, because last week we're going on and on. I listened to the podcast and we're talking about it. It came out last week, and we're talking about it. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of these anomalies. You're like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot. They must want this book to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah, canceled. Canceled. And it, it, makes, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's selling okay. It's a Justice League title. And again, if you say to me they're pissed because a Justice League title only sells 24000 then I can understand. But this was set up to do something in the DCU. They have these anomalies it, that are some, exactly. it's it's left from over from Convergence. And you would guess in your mind that this would eat, be the perfect way. They want to get back to the meat and potatoes. This is a perfect way when these anomalies are finally finished. And you have the last anomaly, the fucking Justice League. Everybody goes in. It becomes an event, a giant and, crossover yes. event. And, and it will be then, epic. And then you get a soft reboot where these anomalies happen. And somehow in my mind, the anomalies, in your mind, an anomaly of the DCU that's caused a lot of problems is a Mega Man. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, these books disappear. That's what it was all about. <laughs> Freaking uh, artists and writers disappearing. Tom King, you can't find him. The anomaly's gone, Eric. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's very odd that that book is canceled. I, I liked it. I love Last Issue. I really think, number one, they should have had a number one. It should have been renumbered. It really should have. There's no reason that that Justice League United that came out didn't come out in June. Remember, it was delayed until July. Yeah, it was July. Yeah, should, like have been number, should have been number one to get people involved and go, holy shit, you know what? I fell off this book because I was sick of nothing going on. Yeah, that's like I was. Look, I gave the book like to you because and, of you know, and I, But, hey, Stargirl's still there. I liked her and Adam Strang. I'll go in. and you have Stargirl's this a story. giant disappointment. Yeah, I know. Uh, don't tell her family that, Eric. What, Stripe's going to get me? <sighs> Maybe. Stripe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's about all. That got them by midnight. We knew that was going to get canceled. That's not a big deal. Oh, Doomed, just Doomed is as well. Doomed is the biggest. Like Jou and Doomed is my are my biggest disappointments for the cancellations. Yeah. Um. Again, I said in my thing, it's so funny because in my little write up of this, I said number one, I really didn't think you could discount. I've been saying this from the beginning. You can't discount the, the way things can be explained. So if I want to say to you, I really like this Doomed. Oh, what's it about? And it's so convoluted to say, and then you don't even know what to call that goddamn monster. But now you do, Eric. This issue out of nowhere. I don't know. I read really it. I didn't. I didn't. You see didn't get that. that. Well, I'm calling him doomed now. But okay. also, the main guy's name's Riser. Yeah, it's terrible. Riser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call him fucking Peter. Yeah, Peter, I'm telling you, this Peter Packer. Saying this could have been the Spider-Man book. I even I seen elements of it in this issue, which uh, you know, we'll talk about it. When yeah, we get but to I, it. that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought of all those previews. So you know what? This is the, a book that kind of, they want to go a little younger. I like this way they're going younger. It's not pandering yeah. to, to a, a younger set. And, and it actually, I'm an old guy. I read it, and it made me even like, boy, I feel, I usually feel 90. I feel 88 all of a sudden. <laughs> this book. I, I think I could walk down the stairs now. 
Fire up that stair chair. I'm heading downstairs for a sandwich, Eric. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. But yeah, like I said, I'm looking through my notes of this news. Uh, Mega Man's coming back. I, I still think that's bullshit. But in this whole thing, there's also two other things that were announced. Um, Genevieve Valentine's off of, and David Messina, they are off of Catwoman. Yes. And again, we talked about the news couldn't have come out in the worst time. All last week, I'm going on about how I can't wait for Genevieve to go. And she was, she was starting to add um, main characters in and other uh, Gotham characters. Yeah. And I, thought, and I thought, okay, it's going towards now. It, it seems like that was the case because it's going towards her leaving and then setting it up for Frank Thierry. Because it was announced in those solicits, uh, writer Frank Thierry and artist Anaki Miranda. Anaki Miranda, man or woman, Eric? Woman. Man. Damn you it. are always wrong. I looked it up. Yeah, it's a dude. Um, they're going to take on I got to start going against my gut. Yeah. My gut doesn't know shit. Yeah, your gut doesn't know shit. Uh, your gut, I was going to make some joke. I don't, that wouldn't even make sense. Something about not seeing your feet. <laughs> I don't Fuck know. I don't, you. But I don't know why your gut would be involved in that. Because uh, yeah. it's so big. Well, I know, but it would, it, I didn't have a flow of the joke Jesus to go from dust to feet. Uh, yeah, like I said, it came out that uh, Frank Thierry was going to be on in December, and Anaki Miranda, who Eric thinks is a woman. And like Bengal. The best part, yeah, yeah. The best part of this was when that came out, Frank Thierry follows us. He talks to us. Uh, he's promised us a lot of things, Eric, and he's never come through either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. Um, but we like Frank Thierry. I love him. I really do. Uh, he was going to do an interview with us, and he said he had some like a major A bomb he was going to drop on the world, and he was going to uh, fill us in. I think he forgot about us, <laughs> or he or he went to our site. One that or the happens. Other. So I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, congrats on uh, the upcoming Catwoman. That's going to be cool. I can't wait to read what you have in store." And he wrote back like. How the hell do you know about that? <laughs> and he's like, I, he's, I didn't think it, it released. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it kind of leaked. And he goes, yeah, the internet sucks. We had some big plans on how to announce it. So I'm, I'm thinking, what, is he out at a freaking car show? You know, big old press conference. Cutting ribbons. Hall. He's cutting ribbons and kissing babies. Uh, but yeah, that sucks, though, if they were going to have a big announcement. Um, so then I messaged him back again, and I put um, – is your cat? Well, this is my exact thing. Is your cat one going to be back to basics, or will it maintain some of Valentine's run, or both? And he replied, "Both." But I can't say more without spoiling the rest of Valentine's run. So I'm like, "That's cool." That and is then, cool. And then he added, though, the storyline will have her interacting a lot more with the Bat characters, and I mean a lot of them. <laughs> so in this last issue of Batgirl, uh, Batgirl, Catwoman, we saw that Killer Croc was in there. Penguin has been in there, and all the, and I think that it's going to get, and yeah. she, and she's even said she's getting back to being Catwoman. She, the mob stuff's going to be left behind a bit, um, though I think that Antonia, her cousin, is still going to be doing that with the family and stuff, and I think that's going to even carry over. That'll be something. What should have done? Frank Gehry's great at that mob stuff. Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be really good. But yeah, I, the one thing that's been missing from the book with Genevieve Valentine is. Cat kind woman. of the, the fun Catwoman stuff. And more of the thing, like I said, when Killer Croc showed up at the end of not last issue, the issue before, it felt so out of place. Because yeah, this, this we thought wasn't the motherfucker was going to eat, uh, that, what is that, Aiko? Yeah, Aiko. And it, it, it's like, wait a minute, these sort of things aren't happening in this book. And it was, and I really liked it. We said last week that I, I really liked that they're adding the characters, and that's why. And then the last part of this is that um, I'm a big fan of Injustice. Yes. Brian Bucciolato took over from Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor did uh, three whole years, did a bunch, and a little bit of uh, the fourth year, I believe. 
Oh, no. I believe so, too. No, yeah. no. Actually, I'm wrong. He did up until, like, near the end of the third year. He left because uh, Bucciolato finished that year for him. Oh, that's right. You're, and you're then correct. did all of four. And uh, it was announced. I, I got the news. I forget who sent it to me. Somebody sent me a note. Like, hey, Tom Taylor's back on Injustice. I'm like, oh, my God. That, that's so cool. And I, I'm a fan of Brian Bucciolato. I just don't like his Injustice as much. Yeah. So I looked. And, in fact, it's only the Injustice Annual. And what happens is it's a weird thing because they call it Gods Among Us Year 4 Annual 1. But how Injustice is gone. They finish out a year, and then the annual for that year comes out, but it's the setup for the next year. So it's the bridge. It's the gap between the years. Yeah, we get um, you. And I really, I, I've loved almost every one of them, and that's what he's doing. He's doing that. Uh, Bruno Redondo's doing art with it. And, and I we, I'm telling you, you haven't really enjoyed the Year of the no, Gods this year, so hopefully this does something to like, you know, redeem the whole year. And it continued this week. I didn't like it again this week. I've really been down, and it, People have bailed. It's me and some other guy reviewing it. That guy loves it. That guy's a big fan, Eric. Not me. And you know who that is? That's the fandom post, Chris Beveridge. You're on my I list. I like that name. You're on my yeah. list now, too, Chris Beveridge. Actually, he seems like a good guy. I yeah. don't know him. I've we have no idea. never talked to him. I, if you don't know the guy, you say good guy just in case. you got to keep those. You don't want to burn, the benefit of the you don't burn right, them bridges, on. Eric. I don't want to burn those bridges. All right, but that's about it for the news. That's, you know. There was right. a bunch of news, like I said, the or you said, that the book's being canceled. We had to talk about it, but it did come out right after. I'm telling you, it might have even broke a little while our podcast was going on. Probably. Week, since it took us like 50 hours. And like another little piece of news that came out of today as we're recording is uh, the first picture of Red Tornado from the Supergirl TV show was, came out, and he looks terrible. The end of the news. Uh, yeah, well, it makes me laugh because a lot of times I, I said that I wanted to add something to the podcast at one point, which was something like... Um, breaking news. Cra- no, well, that dun, 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 breaking news. No, uh, craziest uh, search that got to our site. Oh, right. And like, there's times where we get... We look at all the searches that, that led to the site, and there is like, Batman sucks off Joker. Yeah. And, you know, shit like that. But today you told me this news, and then I looked... Just looking at our stats and looking at the site, and there it was. Two people had gotten to our site already with, uh, what is it, an arrow? What did no, you it's say? Oh, Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, it said Supergirl, uh, Red Tornado costume, terrible. They already, <laughs> they're already looking it up. I'm like, that's a it, I'm sorry, it's only up. one picture. I don't know what it's going to look like in the show, but uh, it looks like we're back into the 90s of superhero TV shows the way it looks to me. Back in the 90s, Eric. Terrible. What the I'm, 90s were awful. They, yeah, they weren't that that's why they that's, will never strike back. Yeah, that's why we don't have a podcast about the 90s. We have <laughs> another podcast about the 80s, Eric, and we can leave this comic garbage behind. People don't say that. We pe- like comics. People won't yell at us when we say that Bloodsport is your fifth favorite movie of the 80s. But how it's could, not. How could they get mad at me if I say that, Eric? <laughs> how could they? Bloodsport is almost a perfect movie. It's almost. an American classic. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Uh, we're going to get on with the mail, Eric. Uh, I'm going to make, uh, that's it, I'm making sound effects. Mail, mail, mail. I'm like uh, Kevin, Kevin Winslow. Michael Winslow? Michael Winslow. Who the fuck is, I, I'm thinking of the football player. <laughs> Kevin Winslow Jr. And, and his dad. Oh, they were great tight ends, Eric. Great tight ends. Were they great sound effects, man? Yes, they did this. Okay, that's the mail, Eric. First mail is by Paul. Paul. And Paul is... Paul emailed us last week, and we told Paul, you email us again, sucker. 
because we like getting mail, right? And before we go, you know what? We started. Jim needs up. someone new to talk to every day. That's right. And since we didn't even mention any of the things about the site or whatever, because we're down, I'm yeah. miserable. I will, though, mention that. If you want to send in mail, send it to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. As of now, Eric, that has not been taken down. You no. still can get the email through. But, yeah, send it to us and we'll read anything. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, who knows. But uh, Paul wrote, another great show, even though it was under five hours. Paul likes the long ones. Everybody does, barely. Paul likes the long ones. The first thing I wanted to mention is that I've been an Eagles fan my whole life, and I hate the cowgirls with a passion. Now, I'll give you a little sneak peek, a little spoiler. Paul is from San Antonio, Eric, and he loves Ooh. the Eagles. He is on, now, he's on the good list. Uh, that list has one name, Paul. <laughs> but he's on there because he's a fellow Eagles fan. He's going to tell us. I was upset that they lost to the Falcons. So was I. I Who was it? Listen back to all the freaking high hopes I had. But what I'm was not worried. What was uh, 31-18 or some I, shit? Yeah, I think it was 38-19, something around or Something there. crazy. Something crazy. I don't know. Uh, believe me. I, uh, my voice might be gone from me yelling at the TV. And, and when I watch football, I do not like watching football with anybody. I like to watch it myself, but I sit there and scream and all right, but he says he, he was Your upset kids at the loss. call of social yeah. services. That's why I, I think only one of them likes football. Um, but I'm not worried about the rest of the season. I'm sure they will make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure either. I'm worried. I'm very... Motherfucker from San Antonio. It's better than like higher hopes than we do. talk number one. They get to Marco Murray and the guy gets nine yards and eight carries. I think it was. That's freaking nonsense. <laughs> That's so and I'm telling bad. you, the bi- their big thing. Oh, Byron Maxwell. He's such a great cornerback. He got burnt so bad all that whole game. Freaking... Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Eric. I could have went out there and covered for now. What's your cues? With my cues. My cues. Now, speaking of cues, we were in the Wawa the other day. And I saw what appeared to be the uh, Quakertown football team. Yeah, it was and, yesterday. And I was so angry because I was bigger than them. I'm a small guy. What, what are these people, football players? Got all mad. I was I'm like, like, these kids are towering over you. What are you talking no, no, about? No, I meant strength, Eric. Strength. You meant wider. I meant strength <laughs> and perseverance. Uh, I'm sure they lost. They, they didn't look like football players to me. Well, if I, was anything like Quakertown was when I was in high school, we definitely lost. Yeah, yeah. I read that DC was canceling a few books, including the Mega Men and JLU. I think it's an outrage that Dr. Fate will continue to exist, while a book that was delivering in story and art like a Mega Men, Eric, will be no more. I agree with you, Paul. Yeah, there are a couple that we could have went into this and when we were talking about it, but there are a couple books that should be getting the old ouster, and I think they will not last very long. And Dr. Well, Fate say January. Yeah, we Dr. Saying. Fate will be one of them. Um, you'll get, um, what's it called? Midnighter, I think. Oh, Midnighter's there's, gone. There's a couple ones. And I, well, actually, what I think, I don't think, it won't be the January solicits. I think that they will be told they'll be done in January, and then you'll get those three more. I think, remember we were saying it would be like March or April. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm saying, I would say that they were announced in January. Yeah, though, these it's weird, are- though. Again, DC does not announce these things. They no, let no. the solicits hit and let people figure it out. <laughs> in fact. I actually kind of like that. It's- well, we talk about how much we hate loot crates. We don't understand how, like, you know, yeah. people like getting stuff. They have no idea what they're going to get. It's kind of like the same thing. It, though, it, the it is solicits. exciting to go through. But even so, when they do that, on our site, when I did the thing, I included Batman 66 and Sensation Comics. That seemed to not get picked up by many people. No. They weren't aware. They were of very that. interested in that, though. Yeah, yeah. But he goes on, I would like to know how you feel about the cancellations, including JLU, since Parker was actually turning that awful book around. And we did talk about it. I, it's a shame. I it, was, like, it was a brave new world for JLU because he was doing an interesting story. Now, um, 
God, now I can't even remember who. Uh, Jeff Lemire was on the book. Yeah, Jeff Lemire. Yep. And uh, he brought the book to life. He did his thing. And then nothing happened for what ten issues, nine yeah, issues, yeah. something. Like that. Yep. It was it was torture to read because every issue, nothing new would happen. It seemed like we pick up where the cliffhanger left off, and move ten minutes into the story, and the book was yeah. over. And I was getting so fed up, like, okay, we're just in space. You just keep introducing character after character, and nothing is happening. Yeah, and right now it's like one of those things that it seemed very exciting because of the fact that you can get different teams, you can throw yeah. crazy things. Last issue, all of a sudden, Sergeant Rock and a. Uh, Enemy Ace are back. That's cool. That is cool. I yeah. Robot Man Schick. I love cool. Robot Man. I Man still, Savage. I still think that that's... Forget sto- about that's, it, huh? Hey, that story's going to have to continue, though. You know what I mean? It can't just end in some, like we said, an info dump. That exci- I think that somehow in, I think in the end, they're gonna these anomalies They're going to say they're going to go on gonna, and do it, and we'll, yeah. like, we'll, it'll never happen on but panel. But I think maybe they'll use that later. I don't know. It's weird, though. I'm telling you, I have a weird idea in my head that I can't really put to words about why they're doing this because it seems like they're doing this to get rid of this book to do it bigger somewhere else. I don't it know, man. Give it a year. Weird. Nobody's going to remember the story arc. In regards to the tools from Doom Rocket, comic book <laughs> reviews are based on opinions and are subjective. If you have a problem with anyone giving a review, then don't read them or listen to a podcast that reviews them, plain and simple. I was really upset about those clowns accusing you of trying to give a book a certain rating to get views and revenue. I listen to other podcasts that pander to sponsors and seem to give cookie-cutter reviews. I enjoy your show because I feel the two of you are more than fair in your reviews, even if a book is not very good or you'll try to find something positive about it. Really? <laughs> I, I, and even try to give we it a better rating. We try to find rating. the funny in it. Yeah, That's yeah. Just... I know. But he's even saying it. Even try to give it a better rating than you were originally going to do in the first place, except for that monstrosity. That is Dr. Fate. And that's true. A lot of times we do say, like I said, um, I gave Action Comics a, a bad review last week. Yeah. And then when, when I read it again and we talked about it yeah, together. Yeah, we talked about it. It's good. I think well, in it's, general, it's okay. I, my whole thing is to try to convince you that the books that I like are, are better than they are for you. That's and my vice goal. versa. Yeah, you never succeed. As I said last week, I listen to the show at work. Look forward to it each Sunday. Keep up the good work. Well, good the, job the, of providing honest reviews. Paul from San Antonio. I appreciate this, Paul, because one thing when we started the site, and like even when I do my reviews, and like Jim will disagree, but I always wanted to do something where it was if it was a bunch of guys sitting together talking about the book and discussing it. That was the point of the site, the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what we're always trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I like spoiling the book. Because in my mind, I'm talking to other people who have read the book. Or, you know, like, they can't afford to buy it. I talked to 10-year-old Eric. a big Eric, fucking really. Eric Shea party going on. You shut your Welcome to the up. party. Woohoo! Put Hold on, on the hat and get your streamers. We got it. We got No, we got to pause the podcast. We got to go out to Party City, get some uh, pinatas You're going and to RC party. Coley. Do they still have Party City? Yeah, man. They're it's not the selling RC Cola at Party City. I'll get it at the Walmart. It's right next door. I don't know if they have RC Cola at Walmart. I would have gotten some of that Royal Crown. I like That's the Royal right Crown there. Cola. They came back at one point and they wanted to really up the ante and then they, they went back to calling themselves Royal Crown and it didn't work out. No, not at all. No. Next email is from Darren. D-Ron! D-Ron says, Jim and Eric, I heard your bitch fest last week in regards to the backlash from Eric's negative review of Batman 44. Let me start by saying that hey, you guys... Hey, this mail has a pattern. <laughs> yes, it does. Let me start by saying that you guys did the right thing in speaking your minds on the matter. I've read reviews from some fans and comment sections from social media platforms of people parroting Scott Snyder's sermons. It's like some fans, but not all fans, prop Snyder and Capullo up on a pedestal and presume that they are infallible. While I do think both Snyder and Capullo are indeed talented, which we do as well at what they do, I will not join the church of Snyder and Capullo. I'm not either, Eric. 
Do they meet care. at the Kingdom Hall, those guys? Shut your mouth, man. This is a big problem in multiple entertainment medias that in that once a creator gets on a proverbial role, humans tend to view them as miniature demigods. It's all, it is only when those creators do something apart from the norm or maybe not tell one of their better stories that people start to see what these creators actually are, and that's human beings. And uh, I agree with them there. The other thing that I think is it's like a movie where you have a kick-ass movie, like The Matrix, Eric. Okay. Great movie. What was Love the, what was the next one? Reloaded. Matrix Reloaded came out. Not so great, right? No. And then, but still, people are still. It's even like the um, even like Phantom Menace when when uh, it, this all came out. It's the third. Like you, they have to fuck up a couple times. Yeah. To get people to really jump up, like that first fuck up. They'll be like, eh, you know what? I still love them. And not only that, but they seem to defend the, them even with more fervor. When, you know, when they, all of a sudden they're, they're... Say that word again. Fervor. The, just... <laughs> the, the people get so upset and then they'll eventually come. And it does remind me, my friend Herb, me and him went to see... I knew see, you were going to bring up Herb. Yep, me and him went to see Phantom Menace when it came out. We went, all my friends, we went that night, 12 midnight, the midnight show. And we came out and I said, and I'm telling you, it's a feather in my cap, Eric. Because, not that it's crazy to watch a movie and think it sucked, but I said, yeah. that was a piece of garbage and it ruined my childhood. And my buddy Herb's like, no, that was good. And you're going to see in 20 years, they're going to say that that's a classic. And I, you are so full of shit. Now, I hadn't talked to Herb in a while. I, I always bring it up to him. And I talked to him a, you know, a while ago. And I brought this up again. He denies it, Eric. Denies he it. He says he hated it from the get-go he's now? full of shit. Yes. He's, oh, I, I said, no, you did not. We argued for weeks about it. I, <laughs> it does this seem out of character for me to argue by yelling points at him about how it's been? What did I do when I saw Age of Ultron with you? We, well, not with you, but talking about it. You ruined my movie yeah, experience. I just screamed you at you until you agreed with me. And then you agreed with me for the most part. No, I still I like that points, movie. But I did have good points, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Where am I on this thing? <laughs> I am not crazy about this new direction for Batman. I'm actually contemplating picking back up the series once Bruce Wayne returns to Cape and Cal. I'm thinking perhaps by the time both Snyder and Capullo will have long since gone, we can all get back to Batman that we all know and love. Uh, I think a lot of people want that. Yeah. I think a lot of people wanted that last week, and that's why they saw the regular Batman and went gaga. I'm really interested in a robot Batman. The stories just haven't been that great from what I expected yeah. going into it. And he goes on with your review, Eric. I read the review Eric gave Batman 44 and understood where he was coming from and the points that he was making. I hereby stand by Eric's review of the issue and admire his intestinal fortitude for sticking it out to all those Snyder sheep. With all the abuse that America's sweetheart received last week over one issue, I'm surprised he did not reach out and make an attempt to book the main attraction. That would be him, D-Ron, <laughs> to publicly issue a statement regarding the matter of an episode of the show. Be that as it may, you guys are doing an amazing job in addition of Reggie's recklessness thought, uh, is a thought-provoking segment, and has only upped your game. Reggie Next has upped our game. Next time D-Ron, I will get a hold of you. Yes. On a side note, with the announcement of the cancellations of Omega Men and Lost Army, do you think there will be a third Lantern book considering the amount of characters involved? Perhaps a miniseries event that will eventually relaunch the Green Lantern Corps ongoing series. Now, he says this. He goes on, but I'm going to pause. Basically, what D-Ron said right there, it's exactly what I said to you at work before I got this email. I said they have to have – they will tie something in with the Green Lantern Renegade book, Hal Jordan. Yeah, they and they will to. have some sort of miniseries uh, event type thing. And I do think they will relaunch the Green Lantern core title. Though you kept saying there's not a lot left. They're that, if, yeah, I'm telling it. you, after Uprising, and I, like, I even realized reading Lost Army this week, mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of Green Lanterns no, left. No, there isn't. But I'm telling you, as long as you have Kyle – 
uh, John and Guy, uh, to me, it is, it's ridiculous not to have a Green Lantern core book and just take but, advantage but of those characters. Is Kyle a Green Lantern or a White Lantern, well, Jim? The last time I heard, he told me it was a Green Lantern. But he's, well, I'm telling Nonsense. you, have just a, he could still be part of the core. He's no, everything. No, he he's not he's a everything Lantern. to everybody. You could he he created him, no? a White Lantern core, okay? Uh, yeah, and I guess that no other colors could actually show up in a Green Lantern core book. I never said that. I just yeah, said he couldn't be part of the core. Said. I never said that. <laughs> I said he'd be part of the book. But yeah, I think it's a, it's ridiculous to not take advantage of those characters. And to just Especially think, having Kyle Rayner out there, my favorite Green Lantern, and, and being in a shitty book like a my favorite, Man. Guy Gardner. And being in a shitty book like Lost Army. That, yeah. He's really off this issue, too. He's, they're really, I don't know what Cullen Bunn's doing with him. He really seems like it's not. I don't know what Cullen Bunn's doing a lot of things lately. Uh, logic would dictate that a third book is needed, but then again, DC hasn't exactly been very logical lately, and I agree with that. I'm Agreed. sure there will be some who get upset because I dare to disagree with the rest of the yes sheep, but maybe something I say will spark some reasonable thoughts. Regards, Darren. I, I, again, I agree with him fully with the Green Lantern stuff. I, I would love another Green Lantern book because I'm telling you, when we started out, I was in goddamn heaven. I, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, yeah. Green Lantern New Guardians, Red Lanterns. Like, and really, of shit, all those, awesome. and New, then Sinestro New Guardians came out was, on top of it. New Guardians was your favorite at that point. Oh, I right? love you New Guardians. Love that book. Uh, Especially the first story arc with the, like, the mastering of the rings. I never expected Kyle to actually turn into a uh, White Lantern and this yeah. whole thing become that. Like, we had all these series, like, all right. Kyle's gonna like you know get on these all these rings going on. Yep. He has all these freaking people like uh, delegates from the other Lantern Corps going with him. They the Guardians are gonna die, and he, he's gonna start his own like Guardians of the Universe where it's like a UN of the freaking uh, the emotional spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And we love this idea. And then he became a White Lantern and it all went to hell. But I still yeah. liked a lot of that story. Yeah, you were a huge fan. Uh, I do want to say right now, I'm declaring Darren the biggest Green Lantern fan. And any sort of things, Green Lantern, uh, DC should get a hold of Darren. Do it up. And they get, uh, I'm just looking, I was looking, I want to just see his uh, Twitter is DJM934. I know, everybody might get mad because I just keep giving Darren some shout outs. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the guy is the biggest Green Lantern fan I know. And, and in fact, he goes above and beyond because I'm telling they announced the Batman Day and what's going to happen. Darren can't even enjoy that Batman day, Eric. He no. wants a Green Lantern day. He's like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? It's in the And he, I think he was really upset because uh, Batman day was happening in Green Lantern month. And he yeah. thought that was an affront to his characters. He loves it. <laughs> he loves the Green Lantern. I, I, again, with this Lost Army, right away, he was on it. He's like, God damn it. And I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Thanks, Darren, D-Ron. He is uh, Green Lantern fan number one. We're going to get on with Manship, and Manship's going to start out by saying, sorry, Jim, but the Quakertown comic fits the podcast better. Still think that's like the unknown comic, me running around with a paper bag on my head. I will always remember that really you are the Quakertown's fastest man, the comet. And I think at one point I might have been. I really do. On the playground. Yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. And after listening to podcast number one, I'll, I'll give that shout out again. We put up number one and two. I listen to number two. Listen at your own risk. Yeah, I listened to number two, which was called uh, Episode 2, Eric's a Big Fat Fatty. I love that title. I, I did too. And in fact, at one point, the running gag by me, because I put those up, was going to be that every episode was going to have Eric something. Yeah. Like, you know, Eric does this. Eric smokes like a badass. Eric loves men. 
stuff like that. Shit like that, yeah. Yeah, but um, I got away from that because I ended up getting caught up in like uh, trying to advertise it a little more with the title of what was going on, and that, that didn't man, work. Bad, so girl, I'm almost blah, back blah, blah. to I'm back to just statements. Everything's gonna be episode thirty-seven. Eric's a big fat fatty part yeah. two. Eric's still a big fat fatty, <laughs> uh, but he says after listening to podcast number one, he's dying to know if that Russian lady ever made her way back to the Shea apartment. Oh, keep listening to the back podcast. You'll hear about it. If yeah, you want. she she shows up again. In my mind, was that when she showed up and. Uh, Jess thought it was an Asian man. Yeah, she thought the Russian lady was an Asian man, and we got into an argument about it, and she wouldn't talk to me for like a day because of me saying, you're insane. I was face-to-face with this goddamn crone, and she has an eye patch on. It was the craziest goddamn night, and she's telling me, no, that was an old Asian man. I imagine like fucking snot coming out her nose. and. Luckily, I can't see very well, but she was like... You can't. That's the worst part, too, because I opened the door, and when you imagine... I've talked about this on the podcast whenever it happened... And when you, like, knock a door, you kind of step back and you wait for someone to open. I get a knock at the door. I open it. She's pretty much in the doorway. Like, like you know, you lean your face out a little bit. Her face is right fucking there. Personal I was terrified. Issues. Seriously, man. Who does that shit? I know. I know. Russian, Russian ladies. Russian ladies. Who want I don't even I, know if she's And Russian. I even listened to a little because that I heard a little of that as well. And I, it was that she wanted you to take her to the hospital for her husband, correct? That was on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. That was a test. It, exactly. Immediately when I told her no, I'm like, that's one of those tests you always hear about where an angel comes and tries yep. to ask you something. like, and I failed. You failed. I'm not even a religious person, and I failed. <laughs> uh, yes, well, manship goes on. Jim, why do you hate Martian Manhunter so much? Um, I'll just tell you. You know what? I thought of this after he sent this. I don't, it's not that I don't hate, I don't hate Martian Manhunter. I just don't like him. I really just don't have any sort of interest in him. It's getting more interesting, though. Oh, yeah, especially under the helm of Rob Williams. Oh, yeah. Growing up, I always thought that Martian Manhunter was stronger than Superman. Basically, they both have the same skill set, but Martian Manhunter also has telepathic powers, can shapeshift, has invisibility, and can also phase through objects. So it brings up the question, who would win in a fight on Earth with no kryptonite, no fire available between Superman and Martian Manhunter? Who do you think? Well, Martian Manhunter. So do I. That's maybe why I don't like him as well. But and, then we also have Batman joining the fight. He kills both of them somehow. Yes. And then some other character comes. Aquaman. You know what Martian Manhunter does? He telepathically gets somebody to use some magic against Superman. No, actually, I think that he would do what he did at the beginning of that series oh, yeah. where he makes them think that they're fighting him. And he's I was just, just trying to have some fun, man. He's that. just kicking up, eating a sandwich. <laughs> that is sign- cookies. That's signed by Elongated Manship, and that was what I said was going to be. And I don't know if we mentioned that, and he was just throwing me a bone. I think we did. From so now you on, get nothing. Yep, from now on, we will uh, come up with a new. I'm going to figure out what he's going to say next. I always <laughs> win, Eric. Though I won, won the last you week. You won the first one. Uh, Matt from Calgary says to us, Eric, Jim, your amazing reviews made me pick up Catwoman 44, and I loved it. Tough jumping on point, but worth it. See? See, DC? <laughs> Yeah. Somebody bought a book because of our reviews. Not your stupid nonsense that you hate us now. Also, don't do interviews, Eric. He does not <laughs> want us to do interviews. I had mentioned that. Uh, kind of just thrown it out there. You yeah. guys want us to do some interviews because I think we probably could. And we'd though. be terrible at it. It might be funny. But that's, oh, you know, we'd be awful. And uh, that was one of the reasons. The only way we would do it is if everybody's like, I would love that. I would love that. And we'd like, we're going to have to do it because we have to be forced to talk to people. But it's not going to happen, Eric. Because he Thank says, God. Like, what makes you awesome is that you don't take yourself seriously, unlike other podcasts and most writers. It's right. Yeah. 
And see what it gets you, Eric? Nothing. It gets you a lot of grief. It gets me depressed where I say, you know what? Fuck the site. We're just going to do other shit. You get yelled at by your wife. Coming I don't out have a wife. At me. Yeah. I said, what did I, I say this to was you? about me, man. What did I say to you on the way home from work today? I, said, I want to die? And I no. said, well, I wish these people would see the hell that I go through to get this fucking podcast done. Jesus Christ. That was after three hours of weeping at work. Yeah, just yelling and screaming. No right. weeping. Weeping. All right, let's go on with the last mail, which always is... Reggie, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie starts with me. Dear Jim, the Quakertown Cowlick. Oh. Thank you, Reggie. Thanks a lot. I read this. I actually skipped right over that part. I like that. Yeah. The audience <laughs> has been bracing themselves with a nervous grimace, waiting for the inevitable time that you would prove yourself a racist. And last week, you finally did it. You finally made an incendiary comment that shows the world that you believe in Caucasian superiority <laughs> and can't even fathom the plate of realities of non-white people. I'm talking, of course, of your comment during Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark's special live edition of The Other Side when you said Lando Calrissian couldn't be a general of the rebel army. <laughs> Suddenly a black man with good hair, known for hawking cool cold Colt 45, can't be a general. But of course you're probably fine with known alcoholic and sociopath Ulysses S. Grant having been generally even president of the United States. Yeah, Jim. I, I, really, Racist. really, Reggie, Ulysses S. Grant and Lando. <laughs> Lando led the team that blew up the second Death Star. Yeah, but the problem is, that, uh, don't give me that because he was already a general, correct? Yeah, correct. Already a general. All he did before that was fucking turn in Han. All that crap that went down was because of him. For crying out loud, he says. He was part of the disguise group that helped free Han Solo. Yeah, because he got him in Carbonite from Jedi, the Job of the Hut. I'm telling you, this is like I could set a fire. It's the guy set a fire, and I go and put it out. I'm a hero. I'm guessing you still haven't forgotten him for selling out Han, <laughs> Luke, and Leia to Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire. Yet I get the feeling if Darth Vader asked, you'd hand over your wife, kids, keys to the house, and probably all of your hockey trading cards without even letting him finish the sentence. And he... I he would not have to alter that deal, Eric. No, I would give I would it. Do, a, I'd give it all. I would do the exact same thing. Darth Vader. You know what? I would not expect to become a general afterwards. Yeah, really. I, I'm like, okay, here's here's my keys. There's my wife. Okay, just I don't want to go in the closet and watch you nail her. Just you take her your own. You can have the kids and down there. They can work with those Ugnots. I don't care what they're <laughs> that's, doing. That's what I call children anyway. <laughs> send, send them to the sweatshop that is Bespin, and. Uh, yeah, and then just leave me alone. You don't have to alter any deal. And if you want to, just call me because I <laughs> got other relatives. Me, just leave me with my low bot. Let yeah, me have my I'm dignity. telling you, yeah, you, got, you want to alter the deal, just let me know ahead of time. We'll, we'll work it out. I think you need to open your mind, Jim. Black men can be interstellar generals, <laughs> along with Wookiees, Asian men, and even fish-faced aliens with their eyes on stars. I don't know about Wookiees. The they don't even get face. medals. And, yeah, they don't. And I'm telling you. Uh, we also he's, he's also talking about Admiral Akbar there, yeah. who just yells it's a trap all the time. And also is you want to hear racist these these names that people have called these people in this universe. The guy is Mon Calamari. He, yeah. He's a fucking that's ridiculous. That, that's that's a white man's name for their race. Eric, <laughs> they want their own name. The only people that would make ridiculous generals are women. And you're right, you're right, Reggie. Who would want that? <laughs> Frickin' Nadine. What was uh, Maydean. Maydean. Both of us thought it was Nadine, right? Eh, I guess. I guess I didn't read enough of it. I just heard the name. I, I yeah. just went with it. Plus, again, like Reggie just said, it was a woman. Who's, who's no, General Maydean was a man. Was it? I thought that Crick's was the woman. No, that was Mon Mothma. Yeah, I'm thinking of Mon Mothma. 
See, that's where I'm at. I don't know. Actually, I heard, I did see an expanded universe uh, thing where a uh, general name, is it Maydean? Maydean. General Maydean did like to dress up like a woman. So I well, think, who does it? Well, he liked to um, not portray himself. He liked to um, think of himself as a woman. So I think it would be against the code to. A pretty girl, maybe? He's a pretty girl. I truly enjoyed that special edition of The Other Side. And not just because I got to hear Ryan curse. I had really a good time, did, too. Really did seem like a daycare. With Ryan as the authority and you and Eric, a couple of barely restrained children crying out for your names. <laughs> While Ryan described and critiqued the Star Wars comic being discussed, you burped out some unconnected thoughts, and Eric kept trying to get everyone to sing the Ewok Celebration <laughs> song from the end of Return of the Jedi. More on that later. Frankly, I think Ryan should be a part of every episode just so he can put you two in a timeout when you get out of hand. Yeah, we at one point, me and you were just laughing at each other while Ryan was talking. <laughs> I think Ryan at points was getting very annoyed with us. And That'll I, happen. I'll give Ryan, uh, Ryan credit because there were a couple times where he just didn't, he wouldn't bite. We were no, trying to get no. him involved in like sexy talk and he would at points. And then I think he realized, he realized very quickly, if, if I bait these guys on, we will never get done. Uh, because we, we mentioned last week, the thing was like two hours long yeah. before I edited it down. It was all our fault. We just kept Completely. going on and on. Still love when you mention that battle of Kashish. Freaking nobody responded. I'm, I put the crickets in that part, and it was so funny because without the crickets, it was even better. I should have just left it because it's just dead silent. You guys are assholes. Uh, of course, this puts a strain on Ryan's free time, which is more valuable than yours by virtue of your hobby being this podcast and your website. You should probably just give the whole podcast to Ryan and stay out of it completely. God, that'd be oh, awesome. Fuck yeah, Take it man. over. And knowing and harassing people in your immediate neighborhood instead of throughout cyberspace. It'd be great. I'd just yell off the window at people. What do you think you're Batman? Just yell <laughs> Not me, man. I don't like talking to anybody in uh, my neighborhood. We have the crazy house down the road, and boy, there's a lot of people. If I yelled, what are you, Batman? First off, they probably think they are, and then they'd probably kill me. That's the best part, too, because my buddy Knuckles moved like, a, like no, down Knuckles. the street. Yeah, Knuckles, he moved down the street huh? a little bit, right? Yeah. And when you dropped me off from my house... We actually pulled up behind his car. The one yep. He's getting out. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah, we just sat he, there. I'm like, he's going to get his car driveway. I just don't want to talk to him right Looked now. Looked like me, you were my date. We just got done the <laughs> date. and it, we, I was, You were trying to figure out if you should invite me up so, for a, a nightcap. So, Eric, do you want to park? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm pretty, I'm pretty thirsty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Now I lost my place again. What are you doing to me? Where Talking about I? Knuckles? Uh, Knuckles. Fucking Knuckles. Every one of your fucking friends has a goddamn nickname, and they're wor one worse than the next. Uh, yes, where are we? Oh, goodness gracious. You've been, You've been pretty, pretty hard, hard on the truth. On the, yes. You've been pretty hard on the truth storyline, running through Superman's books. I don't blame you. It did look more like a Doom-style crossover, but it turned out the true story was in the main title while Action Comics and Batman Superman were dedicated to more of the day-to-day -day realities of Clark being depowered. I think that taken as their own comics without the tie-in, True story, Greg Park wrote some good comics. But we all kept expecting to get more information on how and why things got to there in the first place. Spending almost, 20 bucks, spending almost 20 bucks a month to find out, mind you, but it never happened. I like to get back to these stories when the trades are out, see how I feel about them then. I do, I do think sometimes an old episode, oh, I do that sometimes with old episodes of your podcast, but it just enrages me more than previously thought <laughs> possible. Thanks for the podcast, and I agree. That whole true story. I went on about it last week, and even afterwards, I thought to myself, maybe I'm a dummy, and maybe um, that I was expecting lot. more and that I didn't 
realize and I'm the only one, but no, I really no. expected something more. I thought it was an event, not an arc. It felt like an event. Yeah. It was fucking brought out to feel like an event to everyone because we had this whole thing. Clark is freaking depowered. His uh, identity is done. He's all new, all different Superman. Come to this giant event, the truth. Yep. And yeah. nothing happened. Nope. And he goes on there. He, I said, he, Reggie the Reckless, he signs off. Then he goes on to you, Dear Eric, America's Sweetheart. Hello. Wow, did you ever get some heat in the comments section of your recent Batman review? Boy, did I. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Opinions are like assholes. And as they say, there's a bunch in Eric's family. And that goes for <laughs> That was my comment. And that goes for comments about a review as well as the review itself. Your reviews I find useful because you describe the book well. So no matter what the final score, you give the reader enough information to make their own decisions. I actually think they, you, you just spit out what the book is. And they freaking... Yeah, I talked to 10-year-old Eric and friends who want to know the thing. The funniest comments were the ones claiming you get Batman a low score to drive more traffic to the site for your business reasons. If those people hadn't noticed, you have the worst website URL since 1997. Yes, it is. Uh, Your site (laughs) banners and images are like something a child would make. Oh, well, I put a lot of time and effort into those goddamn things. I don't know shit about nothing. Yes, and the site that hurts design, my feelings, Reggie. Site design looks like a kidnapper's ransom note rather than anything coherent. Your website is more of a dare than it is a resource. I anyone, agree. anyone can tell you uh, can tell that the only business you and Jim have knowledge about is smelly cattle business spewed weekly into the ears of your facial buttholes. If your website was a lemonade stand, it would just be the recipe for lemonade and a tip on where to get fresh lemons for free. And then you would be the first customer to plunk down five bucks for a glass. Savvy businessmen, you and Jim are not. <laughs> I noticed that during Ryan Clark's special edition of The Other Side, you kept referencing the final scene of The Return of the Jedi where the Ewoks and Rebel Alliance are celebrating the destruction of the Death Star and the Moon of Endor. You would begin their, you would begin their catchy song with Wub Zub. Yub Nub. Yub, he puts Zub, but yeah, Yub Nub. But I'm not sure that you're aware that this song was changed for the home DVD release of Return of the Jedi. It's now I- some mournful dirge that goes on while scenes of computer-generated planets around the galaxy celebrating are kind of spliced in. I do remember that. That's like that crazy day. I, thing. I'm thinking this. I remember seeing the things where we had all those different planets, everybody yeah. celebrating. I don't remember the song being different, though. Wow. Yeah. Well. The sick thing is the Ewoks are all dancing and doing cartwheels playing a xylophone made from Stormtrooper helmets. (laughs) I actually mentioned that in the thing. And generally corrals around while something that sounds like a funeral is playing over the scene. To me, this is the worst, stupidest, most damaging edit George Lucas did to the movies. Even more than Greedo shooting Han first and not the other way around. Because it makes the end of the great trilogy of movies a complete bummer. Which, come to think of it, it's sort of what George Lucas is himself. I agree. We're finally heading in the new season of DC's comic book shows, which includes new episodes of Gotham, iZombie, Flash, and Arrow. Brand new shows in Supergirl and Legend of Tomorrow. What show are you looking forward to the most? Um, I would say Legends of Tomorrow and Flash, because I I, I love the Flash so much, and I I don't know, the idea of Legends of Tomorrow getting all these strange heroes and uh villains together... With Arthur Darvel playing Rip Hunter, this sounds amazing to me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Supergirl and Legends tomorrow, and I probably won't watch more than two episodes of each. No. But I am looking forward to see how they are. I Zombie, I think I fell off after, I want to say, six episodes. It was pretty early on. Uh, I don't Tanya, think that, that wasn't a full that. season, I don't think. Yeah, Tanya liked that. But yeah, I, hey, it, it continued more than Constantine. You shut your whore mouth. I think The Flash is my favorite, but I caught up with Arrow over the summer. It was pretty solid. I'm looking I didn't care to, for the last season. I'm looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow, but I can't lie. I'm really looking forward to Supergirl. So am I. I, I want to see how it is. It looks pretty fun. Not after Red Tornado. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm not disappointed, but it looks to have the same fun and wackiness that The Flash does. I know there's no point in asking Jim this question because he hasn't watched regular television since My Three Sons, which I do love, but still on the air. 
I like my three sons. I'm also curious to know if you will wear your glasses while watching these shows or if you'll need your girlfriend to tell you what's happening on the screen. Thanks for the podcast, love. Reggie. You know what's funny as shit? I can't see anything, right? But I'm, I'm always wearing my glasses for the most part um, when I'm watching television. Yeah. You know what else I have going on? What's that? Closed captioning. I always have closed captioning on for the hearing impairment. My hearing is fantastic. I need that on. I know. Because you, you, I don't know. You like to hear, to see exactly what they're talking about. Though, you'll never watch a subtitled movie. No, I, I can't watch. That saying, doesn't make sense. It does because I can hear. I can't do a subtitle movie because I don't want to spend the whole movie reading and not watching the goddamn movie. So when you movie. have the, su- the, the subtitles on, on the regular thing, you're not reading them, the caption? Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. You're ridiculous. You can't see shit. I know. I laugh. We're at work and we're doing something where we have to get something really clean. You don't have your goddamn glasses. You walk over. Oh, you missed that. I mean, you can't fucking see. You're fucking lying. I can lying. feel. You are lying. Uh, you know who isn't lying? Reggie. He's not faking that funk, Eric. Not like us. Nobody's banned him from Twitter. Hell Holy no. Holy moly. But yeah, we're going to get on with Reggie's recklessness. Oh, and... you know what? Talking about TV. Oh, what? Doctor Who aired tonight. We oh. started a little bit late. Jim's going to tell you because I, he, wanted, he wanted me to watch Doctor Who, but because he didn't want to rush to get ready. No, I wanted you to get watch out Doctor of Who. Because I told you I was going to be late. I said 9.30. I figured to myself, you know what? Fucking let him have his goddamn Doctor Who. Great story, uh, but the film looked like it was actually filmed in the 80s, Doctor review? Who. What, yeah. Is this out of nowhere? You knew this the whole I, I time. Why that, didn't you I throw it in Doctor the intro? Who. You're throwing it before Reggie. It's a yeah. fucking Doctor Who all of a sudden. Uh, You're so banned. Good. You're banned from this podcast. Well, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> I think Reggie's going to stir the pot this time. He's gonna, all right, cool. Yeah, he's going to cause some controversy. But yeah, we're going to give it over to Reggie so he can take it away. fellow comic enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Mazzucchelli. Several days ago, veteran comics creator Brian Wood released, first to his subscribers and then to the public, a newsletter alleging systemic sexual harassment and abuse within the comic book industry, implicating some high-level persons without actually naming any names. I wish I could say this was a singular bombshell in an otherwise placid and morally upright comics industry, but the fact is that such allegations have increased in recent years, including allegations of sexual harassment levied against Wood himself in 2013. All of these instances taken together paint a very ugly picture of the comic book industry, and reactions have been across the spectrum. What does this mean for comic books? Is the well-established publisher so poisoned that it cannot be saved? Or can we identify and arrest the guilty parties, exonerate the innocent, and bring justice to a four-color world that espouses the same in every issue. There is a stereotype of the comic book fan that may no longer apply. The virginal adult male, more concerned with the condition of his floppy books than his social life. Recent studies show that nearly half of comics' modern fan base is female, and yet whenever a woman speaks on the gender inconsistencies and inequities within the comics industry, the comics fan stereotype rears his bespotted head and is quick to cut off any argument. Female characters don't need to be written by women, they cry. 
which would be fair enough. It meant that female superheroes were written by men and the male heroes were all written by women. These iconic characters are not to be meddled with. Create new characters, moan the old guard, ignoring the fact that change in comics has long been the constant, and the main thing that gets curious onlookers into the comic shops is an amendment to the status quo that garners mainstream media attention. That is a fact. But we're not talking about whether Thor wears a wonder bra or if Guy Gardner in Justice League 3001 is gender queer. We're talking about honest-to-goodness sexual harassment that has happened in real time, in the third dimension, for many years and allegedly continues to happen today. The same folk that hate the idea of a black Wally West are quick to demand proof of any accusation by a victim of harassment. This strikes me as something an utter asshole would do. Because even a cursory consideration of what a direct allegation of sexual abuse implies would reveal that it is not something to be taken lightly. Yes, conceivably a person could create such an accusation out of thin air, but they would do so at their complete peril, under the assumption that scores of women wouldn't vouch for the accused, or that it wouldn't be impartially and scrutinized for truthfulness, if such allegations were somehow taken seriously. I mean, look around, fellas. We're clearly not taking them seriously. The people directly charged with sexual molestation are still working in comics, still collecting paychecks from the big two, still issuing newsletters about how we should be mindful of our accusations, lest they make the accused commit suicide. In the immortal words of Nell Carter, Give me a break. We, the comics enthusiasts, must know who these people are. We must know their names. We must know what they have done. This is not to shame or heckle the victim, but to out the criminals who lurk within the comics industry and pervert it to their own fetishes. An all-inclusive environment paradoxically cannot contain an element that would threaten the spirit of inclusion. This doesn't mean an editor who is a little gruff, but the man who would subjugate, coerce, or blackmail someone else into accepting sexual misconduct. We must know these people. We must stop purchasing their product, and we must let their publishers know why. Because the future of comics is the growth of the fan base, and the adult male recluse demographic isn't getting a whole lot larger. How do we foment an industry that is inclusive? Hire more diverse freelancers and staff, for one. Don't give me any nonsense about there being a dearth of female talent. You can see scores of skilled female and transgender illustrators and authors on sites like Tumblr and DeviantArt. I can understand that it is scary to try someone new when your established camp of creators is, well, established. And you don't necessarily want to deny them any work, after so many have shown years and years of loyalty. But for the sake of your own medium, the publishers will have to bend on this. We are seeing some change happen on new, ancillary titles launched by DC and Marvel. But we are also seeing the same loaded chamber of white men getting the big books, and often multiple titles in the line. Something needs to be figured out. Perhaps this is not an issue that can be fixed with the flip of a switch, but it deserves serious consideration and immediate recourse. If legal action can be pursued against sexual aggressors within the industry, it should be. If not, for whatever reason, then they should be censured and avoided by the comic book community. Hiding their identities out of fear or professionalism or whatever reason accomplishes nothing except to prove that the comic book industry is a closed system in which sexual predators are kept safe. And of course there will be a lot of backlash. There will undoubtedly be those who demand some mysterious physical proof or insist that 
publicizing a persistent threat is somehow dishonest or wrong. But by not naming the guilty, you don't even give the scenario a chance to play out. You don't even give the people who might take action the opportunity to do so. And frankly, all of this, I've got a secret I won't tell stuff is annoying. Either button your lip or spill the beans. Don't be gross about it. All of this having been said, perhaps I am wrong. Naive about people and of what good they are really capable. Brian Wood still gets plenty of work, including on the fantastically popular Star Wars series. I myself was a fan of his Vertigo published series, DMZ, until the allegations that he used his position in the industry to coerce females into sex surfaced, and then I found I couldn't enjoy his work the same way I had. His name having been named, I was able to take action, to do something even if it didn't change the social order overnight. But I think if given the opportunities to do so, things will change for the better. For Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com podcast, I'm Rezzy Mazzucchelli, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at Reggie Reggie, or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. I am woman, hear me roar. When I grab the mic, it's never a bore. Man, I'm on stage saying a rhyme. I often wonder... All right, we're back, Eric. Oh, yes, we are. And I took a couple drinks. Little hard Flush. liquor. Some NyQuil now, there? I'm tra- yeah, I took some NyQuil, and now I'm going to take another five-hour energy, and I think I got my voice back a little. I think that causes um, hallucinations. It might. Uh, it's, in fact, I hit the record. I'm like, you know what? I really enjoy doing this podcast. And I realized, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck is going on? I must be high on NyQuil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to do the books now, Eric. And if you want it to, if you personally, you like going to the site to look at reviews? No, I don't. You, you don't? Shit. No. Well, if other people did, I and didn't I, I read mine already. Oh, no. did you? I didn't. I don't read your reviews because I don't I read find yours. Them, I find them pretentious. <laughs> uh, you could go to the site. It's Weird Science DC Comics blog dot com. Hitting hard since ninety seven, as Reggie said. Boosh. Uh, but yeah, you can go and see the full reviews because we're going to pick things apart and talk a lot of nonsense here. But yeah, if you really want to see our nitty gritty, down and dirty reviews, you go there. See Eric will explain the whole book to you. He'll tell you everything that happens. You don't even list. save yourself four. Hey, non-spoilers and score at the bottom. Save man. yourself four dollars. Just read Eric's reviews. I'm <laughs> gonna drink this five-hour energy, and then we're gonna get on. But unless you want to start, you want to talk about the first book, Eric? Yeah, I'll talk about the first big book. book. You're always the big book. <sighs> Go for it. Martian Manhunter number four, written by Rob Williams, with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Gabe Altieb, and Tom Napolitano. Never had to oh, say I, that name. I've before never because heard that's that the name. Before. Oh, is that the letter? Yes. That is very gracious of you to add the letterers to your reviews, Eric. And apparently he has a lot of work. He's on most of my books tonight. How is he? The many parts of Martian Manhunter fight to survive in this issue as Agent Wessel and Mr. Biscuits call upon their Martian powers to combat the Martian Maneater. And over in Dubai, Pearl evades her white Martian pursuers by phasing through a boat and almost drowning. It's a good thing, though, that Aquaman just happened to be chilling with a whale to save her. Boosh. Yes. Um, you like that? Good I did summer? like it. I like this issue. Um, not as you much. Like- I actually, I like it a little more than you. Okay. Um, mainly because of the the beginning. I really like the whole way the beginning started up until like the credit page. I believe it was. It's mm-hmm. it's a very cinematic opening to me. It's very like shit's just going crazy. You don't know what's going on. I I did really enjoy it. Now again, Manship called me out that I didn't like Martian Manhunter. 
and I, I really well, haven't. You've, set, I you've been adamant about that yes, on the podcast. I really like this book. I do. And, and yes, I'll admit, this is a down issue. Un- unfortunately, this isn't the best issue of Martian Manhunter. Uh, you're going to get these sort of issues. For some reason, I had the idea that that was going to happen this week. You told me on Wednesday morning before we got the books, like, yeah, you're going to get this issue. It's going to be the worst issue yet. Yeah, I just, but I, I'm saying it is the worst issue in my opinion. It's still a good issue. Yeah, it's I still good. It. But you need, you, you're getting all these characters. You need something to try to get them together. And uh, God, is, I hate saying that though. It's the worst issue. It's not. The, it's saying it is the worst overall when you put well, them compar- comparably. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good issue. It's just not as like uh, strong as the others. It's just it's a it's a bridge to the. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not filler. Uh, it is kind of setup, but you do get some answers, and there's a lot of action. Every other issue had this overwhelming impact on me. The previous issues, you know. They were just, I don't know, stronger is the word? Yeah, well, they were. And again, you were getting a lot of new information. Here we have our characters fighting to survive. They are fighting. <laughs> what is, is this blood sport? They're fighting. <laughs> Kumite. 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 That's the best. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting it down right now. Let's go watch blood sport, me and you. Uh, yeah, you get some weird things in here. Um, but I, did, I love the characters in this book. I love Mr. Biscuits. Though he's Mr. my favorite. Mr. Biscuits is uh, trying. He's like gradually getting more coherent and stuff, which I like as well. To me, don't you, do you find that? I don't know if it's coherence. The word I'm, I would use. He's almost becoming the comedy relief. But yeah, I'm like, he is. He, but I'm he saying, was a weird element before, him, but here he's just downright silly. It I just think. seemed to me though before he would he didn't talk a ton. You know what? He just kind of say his little phrases. They weren't a little complete. bit of jibber jabber. Yeah, but here he's like full out complete deals he knows what's going on he gets more of an idea of how things are going but i don't know you're gonna to have to talk more about this because i i love the book but yeah i don't have tons of stuff to talk about well we get more of pearl here but when martian manhunter comes to her and opens her mind like like quado does to quaid yeah yeah um to what she can do it just wasn't as powerful Open or as a mind quaid quaid um, <laughs> uh like, remember in when uh, Martian Manhunter went to Wessel in his mind and opened his mind like Quato? Yes. yes. Like Quato? Um, like no, I, I, what's Quato? To me, it was really powerful and intense. And yes. here, Martian Manhunter just seemed to be standing beside her. This it, wasn't it was as like strong. That. But again, I think that you're going to, what are you going to get that? crazy mind-blowing thing all the time yes. i think it's let's get on with it i think that probably he's doing a good job it of, was like, one panel that did it in the last one it was awesome yeah that's true and but i'm saying the worst part here is that like when martian manor is talking to pearl and like you know you you can defeat these white martians you can like you know do stuff you have to escape we have this clunky-esque like caption boxes describing everything that goes on it really hindered the story for me it yeah. slowed it down because you don't need to tell me, you know, oh, I'm going to use my telekinetic powers to blow your livers up. And then, oh, but I really blew up your head. It just didn't really work. It wasn't I, I kind of like that just because of the way she messed up. Like you get the idea it's not complete. And the only way you would know that is by saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm saying I use it as a like a, uh, <laughs> a example. But it like she's, they said it on the dialogue, but these caption boxes just weren't needed. They were yeah. describing everything that was going down. I will tell you one thing that Leo Eddie freaks is the, strong enough to Leo, show me, man. Leo freaks the crap out of me. I don't even talk about Leo in my review. I don't have anything on Leo because there's not much going. He's always just this background creepy ass motherfucker. Always and, with a crazy look. He's yeah, but he's definitely going to be something big, I guess. And I'm I'm waiting for something like huge to happen before I can finally talk about him, write about him. Just yeah, that's something what I'm saying. Say. Something is going to happen with him. Uh, but uh, do you like Daryl, Agent Wessel? Yeah, Wessel. 
Yeah, I, I don't like calling him Dale for some reason. Like to me, I always forget his first name. I'm like, okay, Agent West. Yeah, just because they were talk- they were. I do him. like Agent West a lot. He really stepped up in this issue, yeah, and I, I dug I liked that. I like him a lot in this. Um, I liked him a lot in this, but because he he kicks ass. But I think the best the best part of the issue was for me was when Mister Biscuits was getting attacked by uh, Martian Manhunter. Or, yeah, Martian Man Eater. Eater. And um, He's a man when uh, the Martian Man Eater tried to uh, give him the hallucination that nothing was happening. Right. I-, I thought that was awesome. No, 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 no. See that? Uh, Wasn't we, it? What, the hallucination with Agent Wessel? No, I, no it was when he's, uh, when, oh, when he's, Mr. When he Biscuit shows thinks Mars. he's on Mars. Yes, yes. I thought yeah. that was incredible. I thought that was so good the way they did it and the way they played it out. And then uh, Mr. Biscuits just figures it out. And now, did, did you? What did you think when Mr. Biscuit's arm just fell off after shouting karate? Yeah, I don't, I just, I was, I'm under the assumption that, because he's, what they spell out, he's the subconscious, right? Uh, to a degree, They yeah. kind of said that. I got the idea in my mind that I his body. I thought it was body, a throwaway line. I just thought that that's what he is, and his body eventually is just going to fall apart, and then he's going to be the subconscious. The, the subconscious doesn't need a body. No, but everything is body. separated right now. And so I know, I figured, but I thought know, this was part of the beginning of him, and then we're going to see, like, all of a sudden his ear is going to fall off later, and he's going to do this. I don't I know it, a lot of people thought it was like an attack or it was that. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I just found it very odd. Um, I would have liked a little bit more of an explanation. Yeah. If it's just going to be subtle, like you said, he's going to eventually keep falling apart. I, that's what I, th- I think that it, it was one of those. Because, like, right now he looks fucked up like he already is yeah, melting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually think that eventually, and the little girl's going to be so upset, and it's going to be like, he's I'm okay, I'm not dying, I'm going to be part of something bigger. I think that's how it's ending up. There was somebody on the side, maybe it was Manship or somebody else, I don't know, who uh, actually had no idea with the scene I'm talking about right now, where Agent Wessel's on top of the uh, ambulance, yep. and he's fighting the Martian Maneater. And there's that scene where you see the ambulance hit a truck and explode. Yes. And then the next scene, they're okay, I'm like, the fuck just happened? I'm fucking have the page back, and I'm looking at. Yep. Oh, okay. It's all in his mind about what's going to happen. He floats the ambulance over top. Somebody else had an issue with that too. So I'm thank God it wasn't just me. Yeah, whenever nah, I write about it, I was like, people are going to think I'm a goddamn idiot. You are a dummy. Because I'm. Like, I am yeah, a dummy. That's what happens. But yeah, he picks it up. It was he's, very odd. To add he's that kick though. ass though. And uh, what's the little girl's name? I always forget her name too. We just said Angela, didn't we? Is it? Nah, you would have. I've never said the name. I, I thought you said, just did. No, no. That's I. Weird. Yeah, you're crazy. Because Apparently I, I am. I was paging through trying to see Maybe it's what, Alicia? Alicia, it is. Okay, yeah. It's so great when she takes control of the truck, too, the ambulance. It's like they're all kicking ass. Like they're all, they're all stepping up. I really Except like Except for Leo. <laughs> yeah, he's really. just He just smiles crazy and says crazy shit. But, yeah, I really liked it. Then at the end, Aquaman showed up, and I thought, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I hate what this seems so weird for Aquaman to show up. But he just get done the oil rig over in freaking uh, what was yeah, it? He, uh, he, uh, Batman Superman. He he shook Ukar's hand and said, <laughs> "I'm heading out. Hey, I got to go to the Indian Ocean. I got to go to the Indian Ocean. I hear shit's going down. There's a disturbance uh, in the forest. But then you have it's not an epilogue, but it's the ending, craziest ending, Eric, with the freaking Phobos. Oh yeah, Jesus oh my Christ. God, that would now there's the thing, like the whole issue. I'm really enjoying it. And then you had Aquaman show up, and it threw me a little off. I'll admit. I'm like, oh, here we go. Aquaman, and Aquaman, I, is Aquaman, like, getting paid, like, extra? Because he's a guest star in every goddamn book, it seems. <laughs> like, what, does this guy have a lot of free time now? Did freaking Mara kick him out of fucking Atlantis? Yeah, I'm uh, just swimming around, saving folk, you know. But then you get, the, you get that weird thing where the, the two guys are uh, out looking through their telescope. To me, they don't look like guys who are in, 
like like telescope things no. either. You know what I mean? I thought they they appear to be like guys who would like ice fishing more than looking at a telescope. And and for some reason they're just looking at at the moons of Mars. Yeah. And then Phobos starts getting teeth there. <laughs> And it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then it looks like it crashes into the moon like, it, or gonna, the uh, it, Earth. Or, I mean. Yeah, I'm saying. But it's one of the crazy endings. I actually did not write about it in my notes here at all. Um, I think I blocked it out of my mind because of how odd and out of place it felt. That's so weird. And it reminded me, what was that movie where the, the with the teeth, was it Slither or? Teeth? Was, was it Teeth? With the teeth and the vagina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that, that just like, Teeth? That, that movie ruined my libido. Well, it's that's, that's what it reminded me of for some reason. I'm like, oh, that movie. I didn't what, is somebody going to come and fuck that movie? I don't know, face? but then again, um, when it, it smashes into Earth, and I got the idea in my head, okay, we already saw that thing where, was it Wessel when he was thinking about how his uh, Martian part and the Earth were combining and it had the, yes. the things combined? I don't know if this it maybe has to be something along those lines. Well, as we well. saw a bit in the last issue with the uh, white Martians that were put together to make the Martian Manator, how they were like the High Council of Martians yeah, yeah. or some shit like that. They were talking about resurrecting Mars and they needed Earth to do it. So, and like then when Martian Manator got a hold of Wessel's mind, you saw Mars smashing That's what I'm saying. Earth. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Uh, that I, to me, if this is actually happening, this shit's gone badder because boy, it looks big. And let's just let's just say that the White Martians have done a psychic attack across the Earth, and everybody's just seeing this crazy shit. That's what I think has happened. I don't think they drank the Kool Aid, man. Nothing's real. Yeah, I don't think that it's actually happening, but we'll see. I'm, I'm saying oh, we like wrong, to pick Eric. shit apart and laugh at things like that. I do. I I don't know. It was funny to me. It did not really feel right for this book. What really would though? I I don't know. Yeah, uh, I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, seven point five out of ten. Yeah. I love the art in this book. It remains to be. Awesome every yeah, issue. I love the art as well. Um, I would have given an eight. I put. I yeah. liked it, and still, an eight would have been my least, uh, uh, my lowest score for this book so far because it's yeah. been so good. That's the thing. It's like one of those things. Like I'll take a a bad Martian Manhunter over a great Doomed issue. I'm saying, I think I, I think I've given a series like number one. I think I gave an eight, two, and nine, or not, and like a three and nine. Somewhere around there in the freaking high nines. It's 7.5. It's yeah, one of my highest like scored ones. Yeah, four ever. A four. Shut your fucking mouth. Uh, we're going to move on then, right? You're done with that? I am done you with it. You are done and done. And I'm going to move on to my first book of Go the night. Go read Martian Manhunter. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Superman Wonder Woman number 21, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Get Ready. Take a seat, Eric. I'm Art I'm by Doug down. Mankey. Jaime Mendoza. Mark Jaime. Irwin. Sean Parsons. Scott Hanna. Will Quintana, Ulysses Ariola, Tomei Moray, and Rob Lee. A lot of people on that book. And I believe I've never said Rob Lee before because I, I think that he is the letterer. Uh, the truth it's also ends. The letter on Wonder Woman. Yes, the truth ends in yet another book. And again, I was left pretty damn disappointed. The issue starts with a cool look at Firestorm that ended in disaster. Then it continues with the odd interrogation of Superman's pals. And in the end, we learn that Lois is a bit of a bitch, Eric. I'm saying it. When Superman, said it. when Superman shows up, things go even more off the rails. As Steel shows he's an awful person, and Superman can't forgive and forget. All this was a mess, but I'm sure that those who are reading got a kick out of the cliffhanger that ties this book in with Action Comics and Batman Superman. All right, Eric. Yeah, do you like, you like seeing Firestorm there? I hate you so goddamn much. Why is that? Because I just want everybody to know, you might know from other podcasts and us just talking in general, during the week at work, Jim lets me in on some of the books. I don't read the books till Saturday, yep. like Jim's books. And he lets me in on what's going on in that, uh, his books throughout the week. 
and he's telling me how firestorms in this, and he's talking about how these people have come, and they're going to suck his powers. Away. I envision this awesome scene, and yeah. like this whole big thing in my mind. Firestorm was throughout this issue. No, no, three no. pages in, yeah. he's already taken. I'm like, motherfucker, yeah. first firestorm I've seen in a long ass time, and he's done. Yeah, he didn't I last was long. So did angry. He? Um. I liked it, it, but it was it definitely was a throwaway thing with Firestorm. Yeah. And when you get through this issue again, and the the main thing I'll tell you right now, the main thing that you get out of this is that we're guessing Wrath, Vandal Savage, uh, now this Mister Bend. Mister Bend. So stupid. Um, they're trying to get power. They've gotten the sun now. Now it's. I'm telling you. After this issue, some things started clicking a little for me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they're going after, you know, we knew the sun or whatever, and he kind of knew this, but they're going after uh, superheroes that have powers, like uh, energy power. Yes, inner still, energy. Still doesn't make sense. That, yeah, they say that later. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Uh, but, yeah, they go after Firestorm. They suck his energy out, and he looks like a freaking zombie or a, like a mummy. Yeah, He's in trouble there. He is in trouble. But again, it's kind of like a weird deal. You don't know what's going on, whatever. So then, and this is something I came right to work to tell you as well. You get the thing where this last issue ended with Wonder Woman supposedly interrogating all of Superman's pals. Like we I talked said, all about Jimmy, this We were last so upset. Time. We were like, what is she getting at? What? And now you see it wasn't Wonder Woman. And it's yeah. so weird that it definitely, Tomasi was trying to make you think that. Well, you went back and checked out the last issue after reading yep. this, and you're like, the word balloons do not match nope. the Wonder Woman. And the, the really? thing was, if you re- I'll tell you exactly how it went down. If you remember in your mind when he, she was, they, the others were getting interrogated, yeah. there was never questions. So there was Jimmy in a panel saying, yeah, sure, I love Superman. He told me his thing, and I, I take it to the grave. He's and my pal. <laughs> yep, and then they'd show the next one, and it'd be, oh, yeah, I was a school teacher, and I, you never got the questions. But then the question was asked to Lois at the end. That was like the big reveal because then it pulls away and you see the lasso is on them. Yeah. And that you are so led to believe that it's Wonder Woman and it's not. And I don't understand the concept of what's going on. I do understand it. I think it's nonsense. Basically, Wonder Woman went there and she is doing this. She's forcing them to tell the truth because the government somehow seems to think that the bunch of these people – are going to take over the world. It you is have, nonsense. You have Jimmy. You have, and again, you have Lois Lane, Eric, a very well-known reporter. Yeah, she is one Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize. Prizes, yes. man, and she's going to take over because she called out. It doesn't make sense. This shadowy if, Superman if regime anybody, trying to take over the country. Enough, that's the thing. If anything, you would go to uh, Lois and congratulate her because you think that she's. You the, rooted again, out an alien threat that was cute. living among us. And Congratulations, make, yeah. Lois. And it does, I know the government can be like you know conspiracy theories and yeah. stuff like that, but still, it's Superman. And they're, they're going. Everybody after, seems to forget how much good he's done. I, they, everybody has forgot, but yeah. So you get, uh, you get Lois, and I'm telling you, I said she was a bitch. I, I just did that kind of a I'm, joke because people just go nuts. And yet, yeah, even on the site, we were talking right before we came back. This review, I just said she was a jerk. I kept saying, I, and you don't think that she was out of character. I, I honestly do. think she is spot on I, in the character in this so. book. And you know why? We mentioned it before. I think. That as a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, author, Eric, she would have better ways to express herself than, you idiot, no, uh, she's you're sometimes. a moron. No, no, that's Lois, man. Yeah. She fucking, she spruces stuff up for the uh, stories nah, and gets, just, she misspells she stuff all the time. She came up as too much of a jerk to me. No, no, I'm fuck that you. noise. Lois is the only person who has done 
realistically for her character right. in this book. Well, in this, well, first off, you say that because to me, the characterizations of everybody are off in this book. That's I what I'm saying. Like Except they just, for Lois, they stressed it too much. I, I didn't like it. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I did not. I actually, I'm almost at the point of hating. It. I thought it was stupid, <laughs> especially because I like it now. Yeah, but I just thought it, I thought it was over the top, stupid. I really, it, it didn't add anything to it. For me, and then she tops it off at the end. We'll just skip to the end real quick. When she tells Superman, "I'll follow you, and I'll write another story." That shut up, Fuck Lois. You. Go to hell, you freaking. I, I was just going to call her something very. Bad. Jesus. Uh, but Superman shows up, and now I'm going to tell you again. I mentioned this uh, to you at work. I mentioned in my review. Uh, is he powered all of a sudden? It Jesus seems like Christ. Jesus. The guy, they are in a, a government facility. How many walls do you think? This isn't like He's tearing like, the floor, yeah, the walls. He's got to go through so much to get He's there. taking hit after through. hit. I, I'm surprised there wasn't heat vision involved uh, yeah, in some part. The whole time he is so powered and um, he rips doors off like security doors. He, He's just, he, he freaking runs through the goddamn wall yeah, that's to what I'm like, get there. Yeah. To get there, he must have ran through 20 walls. <laughs> and he's there. And we said, this is where it's getting to me. I mentioned last week, and we've mentioned all. This is the book that we thought in our timeline is the last along yes. the line that this is his most empowered self. And in fact, it led to him saying, hey, I don't want you to have to protect me, Wonder Woman. I feel bad. I, I'm putting people in danger. Now, and he kind of continues that, this issue, but he doesn't show that he's depowered. He no. is full out just wrecking shit. I'm telling you, he becomes Jesse the Body Ventura from Predator in this. Like, Clark, you're, you're back. You're hit pretty bad. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, but then you get the idea. He doesn't like that she used the lasso on his friends. No. She explains why. And to me, again, how I get mad at everybody being pissed everybody. at Clark, <laughs> I don't know why he gets that angry. I no, really no, he don't. is over – I'm telling you, his character is over-the-top whiny. Like, yeah. he, like, he already felt betrayed a bit from Lo- – uh, not a bit, but a lot – from Lois. But it seemed to like he was kind of getting over it a bit with everything he's been yeah. dealing with, yeah. with the people in the, like, yep. uh, action comics in his town. Yeah. And, you know, like, he's being the person that he has to be now – He's going to become Superman again. He had a bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he's getting back to where he was. Yeah. And he comes off as such just a little whiny douchebag. Yeah, I, I, I don't want any part of you, Wonder Woman, or you, Lois. I'm no. going to be on my own. And even so, we, we know we've read Superman. I want to go so over we, to Doom. Yeah, well, we know, we know why Lois did what she did. Yeah. And it felt wrong there when he got Exactly. Mad. Remember, well, she not, thought he was – I don't know. It was – I could understand him being a little hurt because this is his whole life. It's, it's hurt, but remember, she thought that she had to do oh, that to save him and then – he was like, oh, screw you. And then it's, oh, it was nonsense. I don't even want to go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all this. Then there's a couple weird things. So he goes off with this fucking scientist. I guess it's a scientist. Uh, he looks like he's dressed as one. I don't know why a scientist is there when they're interrogating Lois Lane. And he gets the weird thing. They're walking. What, they could be aliens, too. What are the soldiers doing? You know when they're walking, he, yeah. sa- he says, they're- seems they got the president's memo. They're putting their guns down. Yeah, but it's not even – one guy's like leaning over. They all listen. They're getting the calm. Like it's like, don't kill Superman. But they're there. And at points, if you look, there's gunshots on the wall. I don't understand this panel. It, really, yeah. it bothered me the whole time. But, Jim, they got the president's memo. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. So then they go. And, and also, here's a great thing for me too. They get to the room where the others are being held, Right. Yeah. He already told Superman's like, take me to them. I think they're about to open the door. 
Yeah. He yeah, yeah. rips it this. the fuck off. <laughs> He's like, fuck you and your doorknobs. He just wrecks it down. Like, what are you doing? What a jerk. No wonder everybody hates you now. So then... I think what happened, then he's, again, he's, he's complaining with Diana, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't use your lasso, bullshit. So he goes, and then he punches the door. <laughs> then he's, everybody's going home. He punches the door. They're all there. And I think that everybody takes a cue of this and like, boy, Superman's a douche. Free reign on me. I'm going to be a douche. And Steel, if, it, if you ask me, they ruined the character of Steel. I think they you did. told me that. When I, they Completely. have ruined Steel. And in fact, to the point where he actually looks... He breaks the, th- the fourth wall and looks at the, the comic reader when he is bullying the scientist. And why, would, why could he take off that thing? It I didn't know, even I'll say, like why did he anything. do that originally? Yeah, it seemed like all of a sudden you're, you're led to believe because Superman shows up and we're oh, going shit. home. Okay. Oh, you mean this restraining bolt? Okay. Takes it off and shoves it in the scientist's mouth and tells him to chew it. And smiles. And he's smiles. So happy and, with what and he's so, doing. And he's smiling at the be a reader. Good guy, Steel. And in the Come background, on. you have a, 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 I think, elementary school teacher. Yeah. I think it ended up being. And a guy from their hometown, from uh, Smallville, Smallville, laughing. Now, the, the, the guy might be a jerk. An uh, elementary school teacher should not condone this behavior. Steel shouldn't condone this behavior. No, it's I love Steel, and especially the way he's done. Like he's just a dude in a metal, like you know, completely metal body. Now yep. he looks kind of like Silver Surfer right now. Yeah, but it, it's so much better than the original New Fifty Two Steel we got. I love Steel. I always have, ever since he was introduced in Reign of Superman. Yeah, and after reading this book, I'm like, I don't like you now no, either. I hate him. Uh, you know who's pretty good is uh, Cat. Cat Grant. So hot, and I love what she freaking did. Like, what is it? Saved by my big, strong, yeah. sec- uh, secretive least, hero. And at least she's in character. Yeah. You know, that's it. And again, I think on the site, um, was it Mike who said that he's a big fan of Lana Lang? Yeah. They don't use her enough in this, and she's no, been great in action comic. The whole but, point yeah. was to find Lana and Steel. We finally got there, and they don't do Lana at all, and Steel's a piece of shit. Yeah, oh, he's such a jerk. And um, then, the, you know, they get the thing. Then they're, they, it's so weird. They're sitting there, and then they're like, hey, hey uh, what's, what's that? that? <laughs> what's that on the uh, atomic skull? Major disaster. Huh, that's very odd. Uh, yeah, above them are, like, big villains. And containment units. And containment units. Then uh, I'm, I'm paging through as we're talking about this. I hate so to do it bit by bit, but it is, this issue infuriated me at points. Then you get fucking Perry, a fucking jerk. He's like, hey, I want to get out of here. Hey, listen, Perry, I don't want to hear that. He's a dick. Get the fuck, fuck you, out, Perry. Perry. Ray Caesar's like ghost, yeah. you are done. We don't like you. But then all of a sudden, like, conveniently. Shadow they, monsters. They, and are they? That's what I'm confused with. They are know, different man. monsters. I like to call these the energy, energy suckers. Okay. I have no idea. I'm, they're a neat visual, but to just come out of nowhere like this and like, you're, oh, okay. And then they, they start getting... It kind of reminds me of an invasion of the body snatchers when they just, everybody starts pointing and screaming. Yeah, and, and they're all yelling, and basically you get the idea. And I, I love, too, where you have steel just out of nowhere. It's some kind of power grab. They're only taking bad guys with internal energy. Thanks, Steel. Thank thanks you, Steel. For, thanks for narrating that for us. <laughs> like, really, you needed Steel to save that. And then he's like, get them out of here, uh, you know, Steel. Get your fucking badass out of here, you jerk. And then again... No, everybody's he, a jerk in this. Oh, I know. Except Lana, I think. And She shuts her mouth. And Cat is just Cat. But yeah, they're, so 
you get the deal you know, that Superman again is being attacked so bad. He has no powers, but yeah, nothing's happening. He's ripping shit apart. And then the the one thing I like they they seem to turn into like they they're like a black hole that sucks yeah. people. And Superman's about to die. Wonder Woman grabs, and then all the people somehow have I gotten like that guns. That's the one I said. It reminds me a little of the Untouchables. Yeah, where they're just going to town. And, they all got uh, their Tommy guns just standing yep. in a row. Yeah, and uh, they they make this thing disappear, right? Yeah. And um, there is this comment on here as I'm going through. The bla- they're, oh, it's creating a black hole, and they disappear. And Wonder Woman goes, they're gone. And then Superman looks at her and goes, but they stayed. <laughs> what? Who stayed? The, the people he the, told the to get out of there. Thing. Yeah, but it, that's so stupid. It's the worst line. I know. It's so bad. I so agree. Then, now, what has happened in this issue, Eric? Let's refresh. All right. Superman has showed up. He's mad at Wonder Woman, whatever. They, they just had shit where Superman was almost dead. Yeah. Everybody has banded together, including Lois and Wonder Woman. They banded and together. Perry. And Perry. Everybody. They, they're doing the right thing. Superman's still pissed off. He still can't get over and shit. I love the next scene after because he's just sitting down like a sad sack, yep. but they stayed. And they're like, well, that was different. Yeah. Sheesh. And not one Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's pissed off that he didn't take a picture. Uh, the other thing about it, though, is right from here, and you're like, oh, man, Clark, you're hurt. So there he's bleeding. Okay. Now he doesn't have powers. Yeah. But this was the perfect thing to say. You know what? I've been worried about being a hindrance to people and being good. But you know what? People can take care of themselves as yeah. well. Thank you, guys. I realize Regular people now. people can even help yes, a Superman. I realize now <laughs> that, a, yeah, Superman doesn't just mean that. You know what I mean? You all are Supermen. Yeah. Not you, Cat Grant. You're a woman. A sexy woman. Sexy woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they, it's so, and he's like, they're in the, and at the you point. You haven't betrayed me yet. I'll yeah, call you, you later. You haven't betrayed me. So, yeah, they, they have a great point where superman cannot be a douchebag in this and then and they don't go with it and he goes completely off the rails again he's like look at here i have this transporter i'm <laughs> gonna press it right now and i'm gonna leave you and then one everyone's <laughs> like I, I i can come with you no no and then what uh, lois is like hey let me go too i can redirect the narrative and write a story what the hell kind of sentence is that that is awful it's yeah. like hey how about I can write a story that makes things look better? Or I can help you out. No, I I'm can gonna, spin this. I can redirect the narrative. He's like, listen, I don't even know what you're talking about, Lois. You talk with those fancy words. I know I'm a reporter, but I never went to college because I didn't have a birth certificate. <laughs> I didn't have a birth certificate. I never went or to social college. security number. So he's like, no, you both made choices and you betrayed me. <laughs> the hell with you. <laughs> and then he presses the thing and disappears. And they're, they're like left. If you look, it's like Lois again looks like she's about to yell moron. She's pissed. Wonder Woman doesn't know what to think. And then we have the epilogue, which I'll give you one thing. I'm really shocked because this epilogue really, really looks like Howard Porter's art. Correct? Uh, it starts to, yeah. And it's not. It, he's not listed in the credits. And I think maybe. I'm looking they, at it closer now. It does really look I, like Howard I Porter. I think You're maybe right. they made a mistake because it really does. And if it is um, a Doug Mankey aping the style because all the other be- epilogues were Howard Porter. Howard Porter, yeah. Boy, he did a good job because it does look like that Howard Porter art. So it, to keep maintaining the, the whole thing. But um, I laughed at this because basically Obama uh, fires Mr. Ben, who yes. I, I don't know why. I didn't know he's the chief of staff. I had no idea. It's he just was Mr. that guy ben. who just, I just thought he was. Like, yeah, I thought he was like part of Argus or somebody, but he did. He got fired because of the parasite incident, I'd like to say they'd call yeah. it. Does he ever look upset? No. It's so funny. He's like, what? Okay. And then he just walks away. 
You see, like, a daily routine with Mr. Ben. He goes home to the scariest-looking motherfucking house (laughs) ever. And It doesn't even go. He walks off to the side of his property where there's a scariest fucking tree stump you've ever seen in your life. And tree stump is so big. He has to crawl up it. He climbs up that motherfucking tree stump, and it's filled with the glowing shit. He goes in, and then again... Where this issue may have been shenanigans. Yeah, well, well, where this issue may have been under a deal when he shows up and there's Vandal Savage and Wrath. I'm like, okay, it ties in, but it doesn't make sense in the timeline no. to me at doesn't, all. No, it doesn't even make the, the timeline is a problem to begin with. It is when because, we have. Yeah, I'm saying though, but when we have Wrath coming out, one of the three doors we saw in the previous issue, well, Vandal Savage and Mr. Here's ben. the deal. She makes she's that one is the main door that she came in. I would say. Where's the third? No, no, it. that is the third door. Fuck that! No. I They're say the third Rath door is. The third is person. I say with the third door is where we are. Oh yeah, we're the, we're the third person entering. That is that's how we. Tie it's going to become in. a Grant Morrison joint. It's going to get all meta. This it's in four D. <laughs> you are part of it. I, I actually think that we're going to see, and now we'll see something in Superman that leads it, and it's going to be no, nonsense. it can't. The timeline makes no sense. Unless what you're saying is that room is out of time. No, and I'm not up saying there. that. I'm saying if they did. But him coming out of the, it, I like that it tied in, and I'm like, okay, get some. But it doesn't make sense in any. We really have tried to make a timeline with this book. Oh, yeah. But if this happened, then basically at the same time that uh, – he is teleporting away from there. He's also strutting on down the street. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. All these books, they end with that crazy thing that he's going to get wrath. And this one he isn't, which is also odd in the timeline, we thought. It, it all, if you really think of it and think of it as a whole, it, things don't add up. Yeah. Because where, if this is at some point, he would have been aware of wrath in this book. And it just, the yeah. timeline. Yeah, he, he was not. aware of wrath, went to Gotham, freaking fought Batman, left that to go to back to Smallville with Wonder Woman. Yep. And this whole thing, it doesn't make sense. Nope. Because at the end of Action Comics, wrath goes and summons these three doors or the three people from the doors. And here we see that she's one of them. And yep. it's all going on at the end of the story. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. But I did, I'm telling you, I did once that panel. I'm like, okay, at least I got some. Right. Yeah, I'm telling you, you have something that just doesn't add up the way I want it to. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm looking at my notes, and I, yeah, I, I have a bunch of things. It's funny. This is the first time uh, I have in my notes. I was so angry with certain parts of this issue that I have like five exclamation points. Like, so <laughs> Superman shows up and acts like a dick. I got to make sure I'm angry at this. Yeah, I'm like, uh, the one point it looks like Steve Trevor set them up. Makes no sense to me. No. Uh, it just is weird. But I did like the art. I love the art. Um, Everything, and I'm it's saying, weird for as because many inkers yeah, and whatever. Inkers and colorists, they're tons. And it really flowed well. It flows well. well. Yeah. yeah. And I said they don't list Howard Porter, but if it isn't Howard Porter, boy, Doug Mankey did a great job of, of doing his style. At the send end. him a message tomorrow. Yeah. I'm actually curious. Yeah, now. I could ask how. Yeah, I could. I should have done that before him, but I'll ask him. But yeah. Um, Never even crossed my mind before. Just, I thought, now you, again, you thought Wonder, or, uh, Lois was on. I thought, every, on. I thought every character was off. I really did. I thought yeah, they but, were well, off. I'm saying, everybody, Cat Grant and Lois were spot on. Yeah. Everybody else was off. Actually, you know what? Wonder Woman wasn't really that off because she just really didn't do much. Um, and she was she more betrayed like, her boyfriend. Well, she was all she was in defensive mode because I know. Superman just he, he was not going to let her go. Just but I gave this issue if I can find that I gave it a five point nine out of ten, which is actually probably the best score I've given Superman Wonder Woman in this truth arc. What would um, you have given it? Probably a five. I don't know. I like your score. I'm going to go with your score. Five nine. Five nine. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Let's get on with the next book.
That's a weird score. I'd never give it, it anything. Weird I score. Well, I, I didn't want to give it a six. I know. I, I, I felt the same thing. But I don't really feel like a 5-5 five, five either because I like really a, like the art. You hit a six, and now you're starting to get in a, okay, I like the little bunch of it, but I like the art. And some of the things were okay. I don't know. I think I'm I'm going in the opposite. I'm punch drunk from this fucking truth story that I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, wait till next week, Superman. Oh, well, you get to review gonna, that, gonna be, not me. Yeah, it's going to be awful, though. Yeah, Fuck I it. have a feeling. Hey, don't you prejudge that, you jerk. No, Superman's been awful from the get-go. It has. You're right. Next book we got Wonder Woman number 44 written by Meredith Finch with art by David Finch, Finch Jonathan Glapian, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. Yep. Or lie. Lie. Nah, that's like Wonder Woman is miraculously fine after getting shot with a god-killer arrow in the previous issue, and then we spent our time following Donna Troy and a girl who never introduces herself as the two become best buds. Finally, Diana confronts Strife about sending Aegis uh, after her, but to my surprise, Strife isn't behind the attack, and Aegis comes out of nowhere to confront the god of war, Jim. Yes. Yes, I had yes, been enjoying yes. the story arc so much until this issue, and after reading this, I have lost almost completely all of my interest. Really? It, that it, much? It, it hit me so goddamn hard this time. Uh, yeah, I didn't like this issue too much. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of when they first took over the Finches. Yeah. Because it, everything, it things were seemed off. Uh, this one, I'm telling you, I, I've never read an issue where it seemed like they were more trying to force you to think that they're hip or something. I'm telling you, right away, I'm going to go and play my Arkham Knight on PS4. PS4. I'm like, I'm fucking Get done. Get the fuck out of here. I hate that. that was, I don't know why that bothered me so much. That's even so worse much. than having Obama as the president in your mind, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, really. It is. And what? I like Obama as president. No, what, it's the fact make me that racist? Real... <laughs> Reggie said I didn't like Lando. Now I don't like Obama? Jesus Christ. Actually, I, I'm not a very political guy. Don't you don't care. like real people in your comics yeah, really. or real things. No, I don't. It should and have then, been a Q station again, or something that, like that. that. The way now Obama makes sense to me because I'm telling you, when you're doing a comic and then you have a white president, there people are going to call you on it. Like, oh yeah, what the hell you? So you go with that. You never call. They never called him Obama, you, but you know. Yeah. Um, calling out this Arkham Knight on the PlayStation seems so bo. It seemed so shitty to me. I'm telling you, when I did my review, I I saw that it angered me. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not even going to talk about it. Fuck it. It's a throwaway line. Fuck it. I'm not going to deal with it. It's so weird to throw that in. It's like, is this the beginning of like product placement? I didn't even put it in my notes. I'm like, Jim's going to fucking bring this up. So so angry. Uh, But yeah, you get uh, he's he's having problems. Is that uh, what's his name? Aegis. Aegis. Yeah, he's he's everything's going wrong. His uh, fuck that shit. This flashback, we see the ages before all this thing where we find out he's a whiny piece of shit asshole. Yeah, yes. We have a flashback to find out he was a piece of shit. Yeah. We do not need this flashback. Yeah. It does nothing for the story. We already know this guy's a piece of shit. We don't need further proof. I like, too, where you get this. He's getting. He steals credit cards. He's getting his latte, right? Yeah. And the guy's cutting up the card. This is what we do with stolen cards. Yeah, seriously. And then he walks out and the guy starts yelling, hey, do you still want your coffee? Well, they made it. No, Come I on. don't want your fucking coffee. Go to hell. Well, I don't want stolen credit Jerks. cards. He goes, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it with views. And then they're <laughs> like, okay, here, have a latte. Um, it, it was just, I'm telling you, this ageist flashback did nothing yeah, for this he's, person. Yeah, he's a fucking awful piece of shit. We know this. Yes, I Give know. us something new. And then I like they go back to uh, the flashback to one of my least favorite panels of Wonder Woman 42. And let's see if that old bat was right when he's talking about his yeah. mom. And he freaking, oh, oh, yeah, I'm standing on the freaking shoreline. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this. There's not a lot that I like about this issue. And I said, uh, in, the, in, in the previous issue, 
we had such a great uh, cliffhanger with Aegis shot uh, Diana with one of those golden arrows. Yeah. She began bleeding from her eyes and she passed out. It was yeah. a great clip. I'm like, yep. holy shit, what was that arrow? What is it going to do? Yeah. I spent the month between issues with my imagination peaked about what happened. Yep. And I opened this issue and she's fine. She is completely she fucking she fine. Takes she takes it off and throws it. And she goes home and he, oh, I'm healed now. Um, I was so fucking Do you think it's off that you would have a God killer arrow and just throw it in the river? I, I don't so know. so odd I, to, to throw it. Well, it's um, even odder that Harrow like opened a portal yeah. right there and no, took it. That's weird. But what's really weird is it scared the shit out of me when Harris talking through the the mirror. It what? reminded me of Bloody Mary. <laughs> when you do that, I'm like, holy shit. That's one of my biggest fears, that you would look into a mirror and it's not you there. Like, holy crap, I just shit my pants. You, Luckily, you, she was in the bathroom. You're, you're a weird guy, Jim. Uh, it just it really threw me off. That would really scare the crap out of me. I don't Always- know. And, um, does she go back to her own apartment? Is yeah. that her apartment? Yes. Do, do you remember what picture she has hanging up in her bathroom? No. She has a picture of herself. There's a picture. I'm looking Don't at you right have now. a picture of yourself in no. your bathroom? No, she has a picture of herself as Wonder Woman in the bathroom. I'm she, flexing mine. Thinking? But then there's Harris. She's talking about that mirror. It scares the crap out of me. Jesus Christ. It really does. Uh, that is one of my... I'm telling you. And you know what else is funny? The picture of her kind of changes through panels. Very odd. Very odd to have a picture of yourself in the, in the thing. But yeah, then you get you get Asbestos. He shows up because Hera got the arrow. Yeah. And he's they're like talking, oh, where'd you get that? That was done on my forge. And the only god killer weapon I made is Deathstroke's sword. I'm like, why are we having a reference to Deathstroke in this fucking book? So stupid. Ay, ay, ay. Well, you go on. I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm saying that we, we go from this. We find out, you know, Festus made the arrow. Yep. He's going to be looking into who did this because he's pissed when people touch his stuff without asking. Mm-hmm. We jump to Donna Troy, which I'm a, I am want to like this Donna yeah. Troy. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I, I have so much of, like, an interest invested in her. It's weird, you know, I have an interest invested. But I want her to be badass. I want her and a Wonder Woman team up. I want yeah. everything to be great. So do I. We have her walking through London, yeah. and she goes and stops like a pseudo pimp from beating up this girl and who is we saw. London, is London before that? Is London like the worst place you could ever go? Everybody's Besides like, Detroit. Every I don't think I think Detroit. They leave her alone. They're like loser, freak, Great weirdo, cosplay. nine o'clock. And then the the next one was I have a big issue in this book where every time somebody starts talking in English slang, I think of Dick Van Dyke. And crackers, poor girl. What the hell are you doing? It's so stupid. Then somebody takes a – the people are the – who walks down the street and just in unison everybody's yelling loser, freak because she's uh, dressed shut up? Shut up. It's high school, all right? But it's, she's dressed up. What the, yeah, how would you do – you don't do that. No, you don't. No, and I'm telling you, I've been to England. My mom's English. For the most part, they would fucking ignore her and and not engage her at all because they don't want to talk to her. I think that's most places, really. That's my me. I'd but, actually, I'd be like, holy shit, she's pretty hot. Besides, for ages, so with that stupid ass flashback, did nothing. I hate this part with Donna Troy, Troy because she beats up a pseudo pimp who's beating yep. up on a girl. Yep. And this girl we saw. She uh, in the last issue of Wonder Woman. She happened to be there when Aegis showed up and shot Wonder Woman with the yeah. arrow. So here she is. Donna saves her, and but it also leads to the fact of where now that you save me, it's going to be an even worse beating next time. Yeah. I, again, it also reminds me of uh, we had a guy who uh, we worked with, Sean. Yeah. And he got the crap kicked out of him one time a couple years ago because there was a boyfriend and girlfriend fighting. Yeah. And he stepped in. And, and every time you do that, it always ends up bad. Oh, and I yeah. think if that happened was the uh, the guy started beating up Sean and then the girl joined in and started kicking <laughs> him and stuff. And I'm, I thought right away, I'm like, 
you son of a bitch. She just saved your ass, and now you're just pissed off. Well, yeah, but I'm under- I understand where she's coming from, I though. Know, I want to get still... away from this girl. But, you know, she uh, she takes Donna Troy in, gets her a change of clothes, so she's all modern looking now. Yeah. This whole fucking thing, from last issue when we first saw her to this, she never introduces herself. No. We never get a name. It looks like her and Donna are going to be BFFs forever. Donna says her name. We never yeah. get this fucking new girl's uh, name. One of the things that bothered me. Donna Troy actually reminded me a bit of Starfire in this scene, too, where she doesn't understand, like, oh, I accept your challenge. And, you it know, was a bit it, of that. Yeah, yeah I got I just, you. I but, thought the same uh, But I thing. liked it. I liked that she was kicking ass. Well, Donna is relatively new, yeah, and I, she pretty much lived on an Amazonian island. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I really would love that if they would have introduced her a different way, and maybe she would have shown up and partnered up with Wonder Woman. You could add some fun stories, but boy, they're gonna have they're doing they're really desperately trying to get away from that beginning where she was awful. So now yeah. she's saving women, getting beating. Uh, you know, it's obvious they're trying to force the issue that she's not bad. And I don't know; it just seemed off. And you know what else seemed off? This freaking issue's cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. We have Wonder Woman go to confront Strife because, hey, I know you sent Aegis after me. Hey, I might have let Donna out of her cage, but I wouldn't send somebody with a dumb name like Aegis after you. I'd just do it myself. And I'm like, that blew me away because I've been saying from the get-go, Strife is behind this. Mm-hmm. And because that well, there was a throwaway like a line to a degree where like, and I like to call it Strife. I'm like, well, I wonder who this is then. <coughs> um, but no, she's not behind it apparently. I actually no. believe her. And out of nowhere, Aegis just teleports in, time to resume the fight. Yep. What the fuck? You would call me brother when I'm God of War. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you weren't invited here. This issue is so off. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's not off about this issue is the art. The because, art's awesome. Uh, David Finch is back for this issue. Yeah. I like the art from last issue when somebody was replacing him. I can't remember his name yeah, now. Yeah. But David Finch is back. The book looks great. Probably the best looking book at DC right I now. I would agree. But the story is nonsense. Yeah, it's right weird. Now. I actually, I, I, what I put, I like the art. Uh, the references pulled me out a bit, and there was also the Xena Warrior Princess yeah. uh, reference. Again, Which I actually said in a review know, a couple yeah. issues ago. I, I just, that's okay for your shitty reviews. I don't need it in a book, Eric. <laughs> you know, you're a hack. These people are getting paid for their shit. You, you're just trying to get views. I thought I was getting paid, too. Go, Business yeah, reasons, paid man. Views, baby. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. I actually had that I'd give it a 6.5. Um, I do like Donna Troy a lot. I really want her to do more. I, I hope that this is like her redemption story, which it seems like it's setting it up. I don't know, though, what it's going to go forward with that, if she's going to stay in this book, if they're setting it up for something else. Uh, but the art's awesome. The art to me is, is so good. And like you We're going to get I've, a big thing where Donna actually ends up killing Wonder Woman by mistake with one of yes. and She's going to become the god of war I'm, and take over the Wonder Woman book for a while. I'm in. I'm in. And, and somehow she'll be in a robot suit. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna. That's it for the first bit of books, Eric. All right, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You have survived, um, and we're gonna get on with Ryan's segment, which we will not be a part of, so it will not be thirty-five minutes long. Was it a forty-seven or something? Something like that. I'm telling you, originally it was over two hours, uh, <laughs> and he's doing the book, the paybacks number one. He had talked about it. Uh, I hear that's good. Yeah, I heard it was good too. But let's see what Ryan has to say about it. Do it. Hello, Weird Science, and welcome to the 31st installment of The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clerk. This week, I'm coming to you with Paybacks Number 1, with a story by Donnie Cates and Elliot Rahal, with art by Jeff Shaw, colors by Lauren Affey, and letters by Michael Heisler through Dark Horse Comics. 
Now, did you read Buzzkill? Uh, I did, and I thought that it was a weird, wild ride on a superhero-adjacent track that really took the story places uh, I couldn't have seen coming. Uh, this book is sort of like a sequel, uh, in, in a way, uh, in so much that it is set in the same universe and even has uh, a character uh, that crosses over from Buzzkill in the Dr. Black with a Q. Uh, but this issue reads more like um, its own story, uh, that is sort of a Suicide Squad meets Repo Men kind of moment. Now, this, the issue opens with a pair of superhero Repo teams, Alpha Team and Beta Team, though Alpha Team would rather be called the A-Team, for obvious reasons. Uh, and they are both tasked with, with retrieving gadgets and tech that belong to uh, fellow supers who are behind on their payments of the sizable loans that make their... Um, gadgetry and layers in superherodom possible. The artwork in this book feels very much similar to that in Buzzkill, and I really enjoyed that book uh, from start to finish with the art. Uh, so this book, to me, uh, is really nice looking. It's a little, little rougher, a little sketchy-er, um, but I really like the way that it looks. And the writing is playing in the same sandbox, as I said. They're sort of uh, set in the, the shared universe, so the writers know the kind of vibe that they are going for, and they get it. Uh, I thought that there could have been more setup for the characters than just some of the uh, than just the the opening page listing uh, the character list. Uh, but I do like that we did only get to see some uh, of the team members uh, without too much of their abilities being shown, uh, and not too much of their personalities. Uh, coming out early on to keep things mysterious. Uh, the end of the story was a pretty madcap moment with the Night Knight, spelled N-I-G-H-T-K-N-I-G-H-T, being taken in by Repo Team Alpha, or the A-Team. Uh, and Night Knight is now soon to become the newest member of the Suicide Squad, I mean the Paybacks, in order to work off his debt. And the B-team, also finding their quarry toward the end of the issue, only discover, spoilers, that he had been found by someone before them, and he was brutally murdered. Uh, to be specific, he was beheaded, which is a pretty major uh, moment that we see at the end of the first issue. Kind of crazy, uh, with a message scrawled in, in blood behind him that says, Payback's a bitch, and... Um, I think that could could have made a a good not PG tagline for this book because it it would sure seem like that. Now I think that this book could be an interesting read for anyone who's looking for something a bit different in the superhero genre. There are dinosaurs and a Russian who only speaks English through the use of American movie quotes. And a van that's not really a van, but some sort of super-powered, somewhat sentient secret headquarters for the Command, which is the group that is tasked with putting members of the Paybacks together. Plus, my favorite moment, um, which really only came in the title page, was the introduction of the character Blood Pouch, which is a pretty obvious... Liefeldian 90s superhero complete with lots of pouches and that sort of uh, traditional Liefeld 90s weird headgear. Uh, 
and a name that accentuates both his extremeness with blood and pouches, two things very Liefeld in nature. Uh, This was a fun, strange read, and I think that this creative team could really do a lot with this concept, and I highly recommend checking out uh, the Payback series. Uh, Along with uh, the Paybacks, I've been reading a lot of uh, monthly books, but for trades uh, that I had picked up recently, I just checked out of the library the... uh, Marvel original graphic novel Rage of Ultron, and really enjoyed that. It didn't necessarily feel like it was sort of paralleling the Marvel film Age of Ultron. It felt like its own separate story uh, involving Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Hank Pym, so that was a a nice uh, change of pace for that story. Along with the fourth volume of Saga that I just finished, um, which unfortunately I felt was probably the weakest of the four volumes, the four trades that I had read so far, but without the story being as dynamic as I had hoped for, it does accomplish a lot to make the story as it goes forward have quite a lot of promise. So, uh, as always, if there are any uh, suggestions or recommendations for books to be reviewing for the other side, you can uh, let the Weird Science guys know. You can contact me directly. Uh, via Twitter at BDC Comics. I have pages on Tumblr, Facebook, and Google Plus as well if you search Brightest Daycare, two words. And you can always email me directly at brightestdaycare at gmail.com. And you can read all of my written reviews over at my website, which is brightestdaycare.com. And until next week, weird science fans, I will see you on the other side. All right, Eric, we're back. We're we back. back. I'm about to drink some Alka-Seltzer plus uh, severe cold and flu. I don't think you're supposed to be taking so many things at the same time. Who says that, Eric? Who says that? That's the people. Surgeon General? The Surgeon General? Who's that? Guff McGuffin? I don't. What's, do you I know mean, who the Surgeon General is nowadays? I, I I've never known who the Surgeon General is. So then how would you know he says that? I don't you know. You have man. no idea. And you know what? It's making me feel good. It's <laughs> making me feel a little bit strange. Eric. A little strange <laughs> a little in strange? the head. A little strange in the head. A little uh, sideways. Yeah, a little sideways. But yeah, I hope that people enjoy this because I will not remember a thing I say. I think I've taken NyQuil. Now I'm taking this. I had five-hour energy. I have a gridlock energy drink and I have a coffee. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And I, I realize now I didn't even finish that coffee. i got to finish that after this. I'm going to sip some, uh, some Alka-Seltzer, though, and yeah, get on with the podcast. The podcast yeah. I'm going to get on with it, which is the next book is mine, Black Canary, number four, written by Brendan Fletcher, art by Pia Guerrero, Lee Lowridge, and Steve Wands. All right, here we go. I can fully understand why some people would be turned off by this book, but I love it. This week we get a heavy dose of Maeve, and I know she's supposed to be the villain, but I loved her as well. She has kidnapped Ditto, and we get a little Thelma and Louise action as they burn rubber, eat ice cream, and learn how to dance. We also get Maeve's origin story, and everything solidifies the idea that she is downright crazy. I don't know why, but Eric, that turns me on a bit. In the end, Maeve gets her wish, and having the canary cry, and Ditto was reunited with Dinah. This book has been all about the character since it started, and this issue is no exception. Like I said, I love it, but if we don't get a forward-moving narrative soon, I'm afraid that most people will abandon ship. Are you one of those people, Eric? 
I don't think I was ever on the ship, really. I, I, I read the book for the podcast. Yeah, you're I'm not, not a fan. Invested, I knew you I'm would. not invested in this book. You wouldn't. You didn't like this issue. I know you. No, wouldn't. I did not. This is not an issue. For, if you're, oh, excuse me. If you have been reading this book and so enjoy I'm, it, you it's this Alka Seltzer. If you're reading this book and enjoy it, you'll love this issue. If you are not on the trolley, you, you might as well get off that trolley because you're you're never going to like. We're not going to be on. So why would we get off? Well, I'm saying you don't get on the next stop. The next stop, you don't get on. If you're on, somehow you accidentally got on that trolley, Eric. You get the hell off. You know, what, do you, what do you say? Next time you just want me to say we get to this book? What did you think of this? Oh, I didn't read it. No, I'm just saying you have to realize <laughs> going in that you're never going to like it. I don't think anybody who's already decided they're not going to like, well, like it will not. Talk, that doesn't change it. When I was talking earlier about how we talk all week at work and you tell me about your books, we discussed this book a little bit because you're yeah. talking about Maeve's background and how we see some flashbacks of how she got started. And it, when you were discussing it, I really saw that um, Villains Month issue, I think it was, of Joker's Daughter in my head, yeah, yeah. where we saw one thing and it was contradictory to what Joker's Daughter was actually saying. And that's what I thought we were talking about the whole time. I read this. It is straightforward. Maeve, like, you know, she was just a rebellious girl. Her parents seemed to love her. They, she just yeah, didn't want to be exploited. Yeah, but she says they didn't. She says that they didn't love her. No, no they said – all she said was they were trying to, like, you know, exploit her a little bit for her talents. Like, you know, make her like a child star where they reap the benefits. And I think that's more of an over-exaggeration from a young girl. They, well, she says she's dancing at one point. They're yeah. clapping. Then the next thing, she's at a uh, – like a tryout. Yeah. Says, oh, they can't. I had promised that I can contribute. But after a time, it was clear that I was becoming nothing but a commodity to them. Does it look like they cha- It doesn't look like they're trying to get rich off her. I think that she's insane. And they look very upset she's leaving. Not like they're like, oh, there goes the meal ticket. Uh, she's no, insane. No, I'm just saying it's, it's not one of those things where, like, you know, she's not saying anything really bad. They were trying to, you know, help her daughter move her town along. Yeah. And she just, she's a bit, she's really arrogant. And she thought, you know what? I don't need to share this talent yeah, with my I parents. Th- I think them. actually, I in my mind, I'm, I might be twisting it. I think in, in my mind, she thought that they were trying to use her, and they don't appear. You don't get anything that they were. And no. you also get the idea that she is so crazy with the stuff that these talent shows and everything she'd be in, she's all in. And then you know what she reminds like, me of? You, know you and your cues. You're holding me back. And then she left, and I'm like, yeah. okay. And in, in general, in this issue... I said in my intro, I fell in love with her because she's very nice to Ditto. She's not a mean oh, no, person. Oh, yeah. She is, she's really nice. Yeah, she's, she's actually having a, a good time yeah, she's and not playing a bad, with her. She's not a bad person. No. Um, she's just somebody who wants acceptance and, and looked at as a great person. And again, though, you also get where, where I maybe go back with this thing with the family is when she continues and starts talking about when they got signed and they're the right. band. It's like, they all knew I was a star, and yet everybody there, you realize she's a bitch. You, nobody can work with her. She's impossible. That's and a lot of stars are like that, but, but still good stars. They're so glad to get rid of her, and in her mind, she still doesn't see that. And even when Dinah comes, like, oh, yeah, they got this, the, this other singer who wasn't as good, and they knew it. But yet they're saying, like, thank God we got rid of that other singer. Jesus yeah. Christ, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, she was and, a diva. Yeah, she is a diva. And I think she was a diva from the, the get-go. She's two years old she was I, I a diva i don't really think i don't get that i like i can see what you're saying i could understand that after a degree i just had this idea in my head where she was like a child star where she grew up thinking she was the best and that became her sole personality well, again i i like you're saying but I it's don't nothing think, insane or no crazy i don't think in there, she was really. a, i don't that's the problem is i don't think she was a 
a child star. She was a girl who was dancing to the TV and thought she was a star. And really, and I think that in her mind, how it leads up to this book is she is a person who throughout all her life, every bit of disappointment she's had, she's blamed on somebody else. It's never her. It's always this person didn't understand. My parents were holding me back. They were trying to do this. And so in this, that's what's leading her to go, okay, you know why uh, Dinah's a singer now? Because, only because she has that cry. I, if I get that, then they'll see I'm the – she's just – she's an awful person who's not an awful person. Really up to the point where they decide that it's not worth having uh, Maeve around for this group yeah. because she's so much of a diva? Yeah. I don't really get the idea that she's had any disappointment in her life to well, actually blame other people. Well, she's, Everything I'm, seems to be R.C. Well, Coles and well, pinatas no, in her the, life. I don't think so because at one point I think she's saying that she was a prostitute. She says, I went and I did whatever I had to do. And she's dancing on the fucking street with a guy with a fiddle doing goddamn dancing. And she's like, and I was willing. That's a street performer. She goes, I was willing to do anything. That's not just dancing on the street. She's seen some rough times here. And again, I I have the feeling. Then what does she do when she sees Dinah has replaced her? She sets the place yeah, on fire. She's fucking crazy. Yes, I don't care that, what you said is... before. This is what's happening where she's like, you know what? You think you're better than me? You're going to burn. And she sets the goddamn place on fire and r- runs away. You know what's away. funny to me? Maeve sounds a lot like you. Yeah, I'm, that's maybe why I hate her. I'm a self-hating diva. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up. Anybody here. says anything bad, you're fired up. You're about yeah. going to burn the whole place down. It's always somebody else's fault here. It's not my fault. I'm perfect. <laughs> Uh, yes, but yeah, she uh, she sees the cry, and then right there, again, she doesn't think like, okay, I was a diva. I was a real bitch. I didn't like this outfit I had on. I was a real pain in the ass. They didn't want to deal with me. She's kind of like T.O. In the, in the NFL. Yeah. The guy, you know, when you have somebody who does have talent, because they obviously up until this point, she has some talent. She, you just can't work with her. And so she sets the place on fire, and it's just, she's like, sees this goddamn canary cry and just thinks that that's the only reason yep. that Dinah got that job over her is this cry. It has nothing to do with her being awful and being a diva. But again, I like, I, I, I'm conflicted because what Brendan Fletcher does then is while you're seeing that she tried to kill many people in this Everybody. Day, and she's, she is so driven that she will, she'll kidnap a little girl, yeah. but yet she's a nice person. Right, how, how old did Brendan Fletcher say that Ditto was supposed to be? I don't know, because up until now, I'm telling you, I thought she was 13 or 14. She looks 16 in this. Or I'm telling you, maybe I even thought before that she was 12. No, I'm telling you, now, especially in this, because of this issue, I'm saying she's 12. Yeah, but she, I'm t- this is one of my issues, though. Her character art, she looks a little older to me. Yes, she's short. Her she face, looks like Damian Wayne to me I in a goddamn her, kitty hat. Her face comes off as a little too old. That's the only thing I didn't like about the issue was that. That's actually I like I really like this issue, but it's because I've loved the series. Yeah. And I know, it's almost like a Mega Man. I read a Mega Man, and I'm in a state of mind when I read it of I know what we're getting, it's a slow but this sort of thing. Um, this book is not about the story. They're on the road. They're they're traveling on the road. Ditto is the main, but it's more about the character interactions. Sam, what that we I love. just discussed is the majority of the book. Yeah, it is. We basically just talked about the whole book, and the big reveal is that she has kidnapped uh, Ditto, and the person she is going to give her over to is Amanda Waller. Amanda I'm, Waller. I'm shows crying up. foul again. No, I don't know if I cry foul, but I think it's odd because then the big thing is that uh, White Ninja shows up, and do you think that is White Canary? 
Do you think I'm, they're I, tying it in? I'm saying the, if you want, I'm telling you, we, we even discussed earlier, you told me how White Canary showed up. I'm like, yeah. that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And when I read this tonight, I forgot all of our conversation. I'm like, the fuck is this White Ninja? Because at yeah. first I thought it was uh, Dinah had found them, got all dressed up like a yeah. ninja. And But nope, that's not it. You know who I thought it was at first? Oh. Spoiler. I thought it was Stephanie <laughs> Brown. I'm like, in some of the things, the way Spoiler has her costume set up, yeah. this is just a white version, but with a gi. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just I'm like, okay, maybe they're tying it in with the the TV stuff and whatever. And I didn't. I mind. can understand whatever. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I actually didn't mind that. But yeah, uh, you don't like that Amanda Waller was involved. No, no, I can understand the whole thing. Amanda Waller once ditto, and uh, yeah. we. I don't think that, and even like she gets ditto. The whole thing is Maeve's going to give uh, Argus ditto. Yep. In exchange for them giving yeah, her I, a canary I have, cry. I know what you're going to say because I think it's bullshit too. That afterwards, when ditto gets taken away, yeah. even though it's Maeve's, it isn't Maeve's fault. They still go through with it. They're they're people of their not, word. Not only that, fucking the fact that they were going to go with it. They might have said they were, and they. Just shoot her. Fucking get her out of here. We're not going to give her the goddamn thing. I was actually, while you were talking to, I was thinking, yeah, they have all those guys, uh, armed people. And yeah, yeah, I think that basically Maeve, and you know what? I wouldn't have cried foul then, and I would have thought, boy, that's like a a tragic ending to somebody who just wanted to be recognized. I think it would have been an awesome ending. Had she just got shot. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think that they would have taken care of it. There's no way that Argus is going to give somebody superpowers when they have a goddamn point. What is it called? The freaking uh, the circus in their basement yeah. full of superpowered uh, di- di- dimensional people. Yep. And you're just going to give this fucking rock star a canary cry? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know here. if for some reason we end up finding out that it's part of their plan to kind of uh, study it. I don't know. They I already did know. with Team 7. I know. But, it, yeah, they get like an injection and give her the cry. And I, in my mind, I would hope that it's like something that might wear off. I, I don't know. It is a little bit of a weird ending, but I, I really like the issue. I love the art. The art was uh, by uh, the lady who, Pia Guerrera, who did the art on Why the Last, Stand, Last Man. Right. And you know what? She's won a lot of Eisner's and Harvey's there. Holy shit. Huh? Eisner's and Harvey's. But people no, love I, I, her. I like the art in this book. I'll give it that. I don't like uh, Ditto. In some panels, and I'm telling you, the one that really gets me is at the end when Ditto shows up at the hotel with uh, Dinah, and she's like standing in the doorway, and it just she seemed off to me. You know why? Because she looks like a cancer kid. Yeah, she does. She looks off. Before she seemed like this little like she still had like baby fat in her face and was yeah. like that really cute. And I like the idea of it. Like Jesus Christ, they have like a ten year old in this band. Why isn't anybody getting upset? You said that the first issue. Yeah. And I like that whole thing. Then you found out she was an alien and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I gave it a nine seven, Eric. I know you were going to give. You're going to say somewhere around a six. I know it. I um, know you. Six six five. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, I loved it, and I love this this series. I don't think it's going to last uh, long, even though it, it doesn't sell bad. I just think that eventually there's not it's enough just, going on. It's going to run its course of this yeah. thing, and then they're going to go on. It's, it's going to set. I up, could have seen this being a twelve issue limit. Yeah, it's going to set up Dinah. Uh, with like this new origin of the cry and stuff like that, but then it's just probably going to... And possibly the White Canary. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, but yeah, you don't like it. Go on with this next one that I didn't really like. Next one we got Robin, Son of Batman, number four, written by Patrick Gleason, with art by Patrick Gleason, Mick Gray, John Cleese, and Tom Napolitano. Ooh. 
I don't know if I said it better or worse that time. I don't know. Maybe they were not going to want us to say the letters. We're Seriously. ripping their names apart. We rip everybody else's names apart. That letters are freaking with them. Yes. Uh, Damien's atonement for his hero blood has interrupted this issue as Deathstroke comes a calling because apparently nobody quits Slade Wilson. Slade plans on uh, Slade plans on killing his former partner Ducard for standing him up on after he finds out that nobody is actually his daughter now. Well, he won't let something as silly as a mistaken identity stop him from killing kids. That's right. After a brief tussle between the Terminator and Robin, Damien ends the fight by transferring $5 million into Slade's account, and I'm left wondering where the series will go once Damien finally returns all the treasures he once stole. Because right now, I'm bored to shit with this, and I want to see the other story. Well, I didn't like this either. Uh, The worst part of it is, when you look and think about this issue, which we talked about this week, there's a lot of fun that could be had. Yeah. And I, I didn't have it. First off, it starts off with, the, again, they keep showing, you know, they show different ports where Damien was mean or did something or something noise. happened. This, for, this intro is too long, and it leads to, to really, you know, what does it lead to? They have a bunch of flashbacks in this, like yeah. for like when Damien's year of blood and when he lived yep. with the Al Ghouls and shit like that. When we're still doing this now, this almost feels like the ageist flashbacks because we know Damien was a bad dude yeah. back then. Yeah, it's just, and again... We don't need to keep seeing Yeah, it's this, he's painting, he has a teacher. The guy is the worst yes man ever. Too. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this guy just will just say yes to Oh, my. It's, I said, it reminds me of... Uh, my Damien's old, manservant. And it reminds me of my old boss had this thing that was called like the yes men where it was a bunch of buttons you pressed and it had sounds. And it yeah. was like, that's the best joke I've ever heard since your last one. And that's basically all that guy's doing. It's like, you are a master painter. But it, it lasts, what, six freaking uh, pages? I don't know, man. It lasts forever. And then I'm like, wait a second. That's all just to show me again, like you said, that Damien's bad. We know that. He was I've a known bad that dude. since the he's beginning of ba- Batman and He's better now, and bad for the bad shit yeah. he's done in the past. We've yeah. gotten this. And we, we had and then, this from Batman and Robin. Yes. And then it leads to, again, like you said, it leads to him. He wants to replace all the shit that he took. Some canopic jars to a yeah, freaking secret to tomb. The, the tomb. And yes, it, it should be a lot of fun. I got the Indiana Jones vibe right away. Yeah, you did. And they even say it. Nowhere calls him. Okay, Indy. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is going to be good. And at the very beginning, I'm looking. You have Goliath, uh, Nowhere, uh, Nobody, Nobody, and yeah. uh, Damien. And it's, it's a good back and forth. Where she, uh, Do I look like a sidekick? She's like, hey, nice catch, Boy Wonder. And it's really fun. Nobody then, is the best part of this book, yeah, in my opinion. And then it just, it just goes and just I don't know what's happening. And again, I'll say that I don't know what's happening because half of the time now I know this became an issue on the site where again. you where you mentioned like I couldn't follow the thing and people are calling you an idiot for not being able to follow. Oh no! I, look, I actually spelled this out a little bit. I wanted to clear some shit up for this. I actually got this note right here for it. Let me just do this real fast. Okay. I went on and on in my review on this book about the art not being that good and confusing. And while I still think that, I don't think that people get the idea. I exaggerate a bit in my reviews for fucking humor's sake and my, like, what I try to give off. The art in this book is nowhere near as consistently good as in Batman and Robin. And half the time, the characters come off weird looking, like they're wall-eyed mongoloids. Oh, and the main geez. problem that I had with the art in this book was how dark it was and how the colors seemed to run together. And when the battle between Robin and Deathstroke took place, it was a bit confusing about what was going down with the backgrounds constantly changing but us having no real frame of reference to the, what the place actually looked like. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you with that. I'm just trying to like you know step back. Like, look, I just said this. I, the art was confusing. The battle was still a bit confusing to me because we didn't get a big like um, 
like a master shot to know what this place actually looks like, where the traps are, yeah. where the stairwells are. So all this shit is going down. And each time we get a panel during this fight, it's a different background with different traps and different areas. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I thought that uh, the way I kind of would explain it, a lot of times, like, there are individual panels that I think look really good. Yes. I'm uh, saying there but, are some, like, when Damien first shows up on Deathstroke's back, yeah. I thought that looked amazing. I think, though, the flow between panels during action scenes is off. Like you said, I it's, agree. it's mainly because of the change of backgrounds. Uh, I will tell you that being a fellow who has some time paying attention, has trouble paying attention sometimes, uh, that uh, page eight, I believe it is, Eric. Okay. You had warned me about this page. I hit that page. Boy, I have not seen that many words on a page of a comic ever. <laughs> Holy I, moly. I, I got to the point. I was like, oh, Jim hates there, reading. It's there is such a part where you don't even have barely any art because it's all word balloons. Uh, what is going on? I'm like, boy, if you really have to talk that much about that, and it's all a bunch of it's, – it's okay. Um, the problem I had mainly with this issue is that when you really think about it and break it down, no, nothing really happens. Nothing at all. No, they go to this. They go, and again, they, I'm looking too where they're having ports and it points. It even seems like they they're claiming to be underwater, and I didn't know. And they're. Yeah, I'm saying I still don't get half of that. Why is, is this supposed to be a secret tomb? Why is there glass? Yeah, well, they kind of mentioned they made that uh, facility under there, and they were wondering how people were healing. And uh, that's why kind of also, again, he's going back to take things back, but it seemed also that he's there to try to figure this out as well because he said, oh, and nobody got that deep. And uh, that scientist who, who had discovered it had brought patients down and they were yeah. miraculously healing. And it, it ties into the end. That's fine. But it, it was a bit confusing. And then out of nowhere, Deathstroke shows up and it, it, the whole thing got thrown off for me. And I will also say, I, said, I really too, like Deathstroke, and I, I, his inclusion in this should have been great, and yeah. it wasn't for me. The only other thing that really kind of threw me off was when uh, Nobody's Mask comes off, and uh -huh. she looks just like Damien. She, yeah. I, like he's like a one, and I, I'm Patrick Gleason. I love his art. So do I. But he looks, she looks like a just a different hair version yeah. of Damien, and I was like, See, really. I I think it's funny because when Deathstroke shows up, he sets off that paint grenade so he yeah, can yeah. see nobody. Yep, yeah. And I'm sorry, it took it took until he got her mask off for him to realize that it's a hey, little girl. You're not the man I knew. You have, yeah. you're a 12 year old girl. Yeah, that's a weird guy. Deathstroke I, is a master assassin, but he can't tell the difference between a full grown man's body frame and a 12 year old girl's. Yeah, it was off. A Deathstroke in this issue was off fully. He, well, especially he starts off with like, yeah, like he it's uh, Ducard's daughter. It's like, yep. what, like what is with you uh, assassins' daughters like getting in costume? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and that's funny. That, to me, that's funny. It is but funny. It's not. But, it doesn't work with how Deathstroke is no, in the regular No, because form. we have Deathstroke in his normal title being a sad sack forever oh, now because he's, he's so failed upset. as a father. And in fact, the one issue that I didn't like of him and Wonder Woman in the Deathstroke title yeah. is God's life. His main uh, fault or the thing he's most afraid of in his life, his biggest uh, disappointment is how he ended up treating his kids and what they yeah. became. He but did, then he but, still feels the need to murder Maya after making a comparison between her and Rose. Yeah. It yep. seems so off to me. And then, like you said, there's a bunch of panels. And again, I think that some people now, people can like what they want, Eric. I'm not going to go on any forums and call people freaking jerks like people do to us. <laughs> uh, you can like what you want. But I'm telling you, I think that in the, I'm looking at the scene where he's fighting Deathstroke. It's a big scene. It's a yeah. big fight scene. And individually, you take a panel out of there, and a lot of it looks great. 
I'm telling you, they have almost like a mosaic look at the one point where they're uh, fighting and it looks real. But altogether, it's very confusing. I can see what you said. I, I agree with you, and I hate to agree with you. But <laughs> it, it does. Like one panel leads to the next, and they just don't. You see, oh, there's traps. We've, they have really pounded in your head that these traps are there. But again, you see, and in my mind, in the traps, is that Damien throwing Batarangs yeah, he's, at he's the traps. The... But again, it doesn't, you don't well, even get I'm that. I'm saying the, the arrows are coming out of the wall opposite. Yeah. I think he's throwing the Batarangs at Deathstroke, yeah, t- and the arrows are shooting out opposite yeah, I... after they're all, they just got done running on pillars across yeah, something. Yeah, Where did all just, this come from? I know, and then there's like bodies. And, but again, they have that one where the, it has that long panel. Uh, skinny panel where they're showing the fight. That's really yeah. good. I like. Yeah, that. I'm sorry, I like that. And it's it's kind of a gimmick, but I like it. But again, you ha- it just everything just seems weird. And then it just you have all this, and then basically it ends with Damien just sending the money to yeah. to Slade's account. He's like, okay, we're even up here. Hey, kid, maybe this will come in handy. And throws uh, nobody the thing about her dad. He's yeah. got like a little zip drive thing and thumb drive, and then that's it. And then they like, oh. Look, a Lazarus pit. <laughs> hey. And, like, wouldn't you think that Deathstroke would have hung around, too? He got in this tomb where no. nobody goes that low. No, I, don't I don't know. I think he would have been like, maybe I can find out something here. No, maybe I'm on to lay. my next thing. I, I don't I have guess. time for children, especially yeah, my own. It seems like they get in a fight. They get in a fight with Deathstroke. I'm like, oh, let's look at those stairs. Oh, my goodness, a Lazarus pit. Fancy me. And no one's gotten down this far. Hey, look at those stairs that go yeah. down. Oh, you mean they couldn't take those stairs? I don't what, know. What did nobody get past those traps no. that they just kind of ran across? And I don't it was think all the traps, actually, I think it was, it was not uh, handicap accessible, and they were upset and went to go talk to the union or something. <laughs> I don't know who you talk to. Uh, City also, council. Yeah, it's also, I'm looking to it, like crazy, like uh, crazy machinery down there. I, yeah. I don't know. And, I have yeah, no idea like what's said, going there, on. There's a, a stairway. They go down at the Lazarus Pit, which does tie in well with what they said happened, where yeah. miraculously these people were healing. And, then, but and also, if, that was but the not other if thing. nobody got down that far. I, well, this that was, was a, no, that, that was the thing. I think they were spelling out that the, the guy had gotten down that far. But after that, when, when all hell broke loose and the thing was kind of uh, in shambles, then people couldn't figure out to get See, down. See, I got to the point because the stairs are below the secret tomb where Damien stole the canopic jars. And in my mind, Damien was the only person who ever reached the secret yeah, tomb. No, I think that, I don't know. To me, it was And then that, there's a lower level where the Lazarus pit that was. They were, it was all there at one point, and then the guy set the thing up. Shit went bad because they shut it down because basically, you know, Damien, and uh, that was it. Done. Do you, do you know why everybody got healed? Why? Dionysium in the walls. Dionysium? Did it yeah. go in and change their uh, brain Yeah, they became pattern? children. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, th- the- this returning the treasure story, though, is just beginning to bore the shit out of it, me. It's a different version of the, uh, uh, you know, the assassin of the week, yeah. the monster of the week. It's the same thing. You can't, and you I'm can't sorry, paint it differently. The only thing I care about this book anymore is Maya. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Damien, I'm sorry, and this is a Damien, it should be Damien's son of Batman, not Robin, because it's not really Robin. This yeah. is all about Damien atoning for what he's done. Yeah. And I don't, he shouldn't even be wearing the Robin costume in my mind. Yeah. Well, we're issue four, and I wouldn't mind having, like, at points where he just says in the two issues, he's like, oh, I got to atone for this year of the book. And he, they just show him very quickly in a montage of doing things, and then he's like, okay, I feel better about myself. Now I'm going to go, and I'm going to, yeah. It, it it is like a it's a Damien book. It's not a Robin book. I can't wait for the Robin War for him to come back to Gotham. Yeah, I'm pissed off. 
Yeah, that's going to be where I really think this book is going to pick up, or hopefully. Yeah, I hope I gave too. this a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I would have given it, what did I put, a 5. Um, I did like the art, but I didn't like the flow of the art. But uh, some panels were good. But again, I, I'm giving it right down the middle. I think people have affected me. I don't want to give anything under a 5 ever again. <laughs> I see what they did to you. They don't yell at me. Nobody cares. They look at my reviews and go, ah, what the hell. I uh, actually didn't. I thought I was going to get uh, issues for giving uh, Black Canary too high a score because, you know, that's clickbait as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll go to this. This issue was not clickbait because I don't think anybody cares about it anymore. And it is Doomed Number 4, written by Scott Liddell, art by Javier Fernandez, Ulysses Ariola, and Corey Breen. Corey Breen, Eric. I've never is that a letter? Corey Breen is the letterer. Uh-huh. Boy, I want to like this book, but Scott Liddell isn't making it easy anymore. While this issue actually gives us a good dose of Doomed and Riser, it does nothing to make me think canceling it was a bad idea. Wonder Girl is in Metropolis, but Kid Flash and Power Girl are suddenly not there. And we get a fight, some attempted humor, more fighting, and some confusing shit thrown in. This issue was all about Riser trying to control Doomed and waking up naked. The end reveal that Riser has been contaminated by Doomsday Spores was laughable, and Superman showing up at the end is not enough to save this book. I have tried to convince myself that this book could and should be better, but Scott Liddell does not seem up to the task. And you liked it more than me. I did. I liked this book a lot. I think there's a lot of missed opportunity, though, because um, Riser, I like the character Riser. I like the fact that he has this affliction. He can't control. He's scared. But he's not reacting right in my mind. Uh, to me, he's reacting the same way every issue, and it's starting to annoy me. Agreed. That is the biggest step. I'm, I want some emotion out of him. He yeah. is become, He's scared. He's becoming this monster. His whole life is affected. I just don't know. He should be more scared than he is. I want real emotion out of yeah. this character he's that we're goofy. not getting. He, he acts he, goofy. His inner monologue is goofy. He should be terrified yeah. that like, and he should be in hiding because of this. Like his whole life should fall apart at this point. He should not have to. He should not go home. You know, not return wee wee to his aunt. He should be scared out of his goddamn mind that he's going to be found and killed because he's a goddamn monster. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah I, I agree. I, one thing I do like his reaction, I love his uh, like fanboy reaction when he sees all these superheroes and stuff like this, like it's Wonder yeah, Girl. Yeah, one Wonder Girl, that's cool. But yeah, um, the, the same thing, but again, you're again, saying that, but I also don't more like... Fear. Yeah, I don't like the, the... It's the same inner monologue every issue. It's like, it is. all they see is a monster. They, it's the same thing. Oh, they don't care about my thoughts and, and my oh, feelings. He, just the yeah, monster on the outside. He's the guy that the women won't date and is claiming like, oh, if they only got to know the real me. And the real me is awful, too. Everybody knows that. You're an awful person, Eric. I'm talking to you. Oh. Uh, then you, you have them. It, it starts off the Wonder Girl uh, fighting. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. She's beating the oh, crap You know out what? Of Fuck that noise. I started this issue pissed off. Okay. Because Wonder Girl, ever since uh, like Will Pfeiffer took over Teen Titans... Mm. And even in the beginning of this, she is all just rage. There is no yeah. character in his. Yeah. Like, we had this whole big setup about how she has the silent armor. Yeah. And, like, you know, she took on this affliction that's helped save the world. She is a strong character. But all we've gotten is this bitchy rage ever since the new Teen Titans and even in this. And I, I called bullshit right away because they really freaking sent um, – who was it? It was Kid Flash and who? Kid Did they Flash send? and Power Girl. And <laughs> Power Girl. They, like, we had a big cliffhanger with them showing up before and, like, oh, here – why did you send your friends away? I don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. What? And actually, she doesn't even say that. You know what she says to them? Mm. You don't need to know. They're off on something else that you don't need to know about. I what? Was, 
What the fuck is yeah, that? I said to you, I even mentioned this at work. It's like almost like this was a movie and they had to film two extra scenes and the other two actors were off doing. I said, what do they have? Life problems? Yeah. Why aren't they here? Even if they showed them, she's like, they get a call and like, oh, Jesus Christ, fucking what's it? Manchester Black needs us. I got to go. No, they, you don't get them. They start off in a, uh, to me, where it's also ridiculous to think this happened. Like they started drawing the issue. And forgot all about that, then write the issue, forgot all about them, and then had to retroactively, because it's near the end. No, it's, it's in the at, beginning. Oh, no. It's near no, the I end. It was, I it it's the at beginning. the very end, right? Because it's out of time. Because they start fighting, oh, then, yeah, they the, and then they go back, and she's training and beating up the robots. And they're like, oh, by the way, where's uh, Power Girl and Kid Flash? You don't need to know. What? Makes no sense. It, you know, but it, it's out of sequence. The but, first the first half of the book I really didn't care for, mm-hmm. but once we got to uh, we got back to the regular time because it's an out of time yeah, book. Yeah. When we got back to the fight, and uh, Wonder Girl was about to get like you know pummeled by a falling Ferris wheel or whatever the hell yeah, that yeah. thing was, and Riser goes and saves her, and she gets away, and she grabs him with her lasso, pulls him out, and he turns back to Riser. The whole book turned around for me. Yeah. I loved this book then. Yeah, the problem is that's like six panels or six pages of a fucking 21-page book. Scott Liddell was doing Teen Titans and like he really – my, I think it was pretty sure it's Scott Liddell who created this Cassie Sandsmark, this new Wonder Girl for the New yeah, 52. Yeah. And since nobody else has taken the time to actually develop her character any, he finally went back with this and did it. He talked about her silent armor yeah. and all the things she's gone through. She no, sat like down and she became a person for the first time since the Teen Titans were renumbered. See, that's the promise. You're good. You love this issue because it's your hate of Teen Titans now. It's coming through now, Eric. Because, boy, he, Riser goes back to his aunt. Most ridiculous scene I've ever that's, seen. That's it. Life. It's in the beginning. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. I'm just saying in, in general. I love this. I love Doomed. Yeah, I've been, I really, I really, think really this like book this, could be but great. I, don't, I don't like this issue. The, he, the glasses fall off. You're a man without glasses. When you don't have glasses, you can't see. You can't see without his glasses. Is there going to be a monster like this that can't talk and you're just going to, uh, oh, hey, Riser, what, how does she, what would she think? Just because the dog's there? Could have been some crazy guy who found the, it's oh, so yeah. off. It's just it such, is a, off. It, it's it's such a old, bad attempt. At it's like pretty, a 1950s TV trope. It, it's Mr. Magoo. Exactly. It is That's Mr. all Magoo. it is. And then you go right from there to him with his crazy ass fucking, uh, his daydreaming again with yeah. the, I wonder what it'll be like if I'm stuck like this. There he is at dinner. They're like, what? What's going on? So then they go, and like you said, you like the part where Wonder Girl, like, I, I think that's the most cliched thing in any sort of entertainment where you're fighting and then all of a sudden the, the bad guy saves you. It happened in fucking uh, Batman Superman yeah. when Superman saves Ukar and the, oh my God, you are a my. It, it came off as so odd to me. Uh, the weird thing, though, is you get that bit with Clarice. That's like seems like a, a the big thing where he is doomed. He yeah. has gone like a bomb. He is like, I hate this, but boom, and then he passes out in a crater. Which I found very odd that he just passes out yeah, out of nowhere. She can't, she comes over. Clarice is that girl who was uh, squatting in the LexCorp uh, yeah. things and took him condominiums, home. and she's been watching him from the the sidelines this whole time she's now she starts talking monstre eric monstre monstre and she tells him and then she says we need you the world needs you and then he reverts back to riser and then they get the whole thing with him being naked yeah it's to me it's all goofy now i understand the best part is at the end but before that you uh they're talking she's in uh 
at Star Labs, Wonder Girl. And yeah. the whole thing was uh, you, Power Girl, and Kid Flash were on loan to us, courtesy of Star City. And you ordered the two of them away. Never mind where I sent them. That's all she <laughs> says. And then she goes, we're freelancers, Doc Crabs, not superpowered bounty hunters. I don't know. That sounds like the same thing to me. Not only that, it's Doc Crab Man. Yeah, and he goes, it's Crab Man. You know my name is Dr. Crab Man. Like, I, I really? did not need that in the book. Like, no, and it just seems off. It's just stupid. Then you have a little bit of Jane there. And now she, uh, it, it, I'm telling you, you like the part with Wonder Girl. I think it's mainly because, I love the part with Wonder I think Girl. it's mainly because of the way they've uh, Will Pfeiffer has used her in well, not only that, and that's we, a retribution for you. Not only that, it's we have Riser here. He is a perfect candidate for the Teen Titans. When Teen yeah, Titans yeah. first started in the New 52, it was all about collecting teens with powers who yeah. like, are in trouble. Yep. And they can protect one another from this cruel world like who want to exploit them, hurt them, whatever. Here we have it. She even says, look, if you need help at any point, Riser, yep. call this number. Like Red Robin's not a fan of me right now, but like uh, he'll know how to get a hold of me and I'll come help you. Yep. Because she's still in for the original Teen Titans freaking um, their uh, like message a, statement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the and I really liked it. She is become she became a character here that I haven't seen in a goddamn long time. I like Riser to sitting down explaining because in his and I love the fact too because he's actually stuff. I wish uh, I haven't had another person with powers to talk to. Alpha like the Alpha Centurion is your goddamn roommate. Yeah, he's only the roommate. If, only if you guys would open up to each other, yep. you could talk if to they somebody. Weren't just jerks. I if, thought that was funny. Uh, I did like the idea that her lasso, uh, is, it sucks power. Yeah. And I like that that's what they used to re- get him back to Riser. I think that was a cool deal. The only thing else that I didn't like about this scene, um, why do people keep telling Riser that he's going to be okay? It doesn't seem like he's going to no, be okay to he's me. he's not going to be they okay. They keep telling him this. Now, Jane said, hey, you're okay. I'm not telling anybody. Now Wonder Girl tells him he's okay and then tells him he's a good guy, which that's fine. He well, does no, they, seem like they, a good guy. they both have the same inner yeah, struggle because she always like, has to control her that, uh, silent armor, which I love seeing the full blown outside. We haven't seen that in so long. Uh, and that, but he, say, he says, I should probably turn myself in. Uh, you know, I'll go back to Star Labs. She goes, listen to me. You want my advice? I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> what? No, he isn't. But that's when she tells him the backstory. And I did really like that. I loved it. And um, then at the end, you get that crazy reveal, Eric. Crazy. I could never imagine that there was something with Doomsday Spores when he got infected. <laughs> Holy crap. I the was so reveal. amazed. I said to you, I'm like, it's the worst fucking reveal ever. Oh, my. It, it's the Doomsday Virus? I would have never known. What, what's the book called? Doomed? Oh, my God. He, oh, my. Really? And uh, I said the only thing that I would have uh, liked if this continued past these six issues would be that maybe somebody at Star Labs had set them up, but I want to call Star Labs. Doctor Crabman, maybe, but he—they seem to not think no. But really, okay. Jane finds out. Oh no, the clean room had doomsday spores. Eric, these people were the first day on the job as interns. I know. They are not paid in. They're they are unpaid working at night, interns, unsupervised, unsupervised on their first day. It seemed, and what they send them to do is clean a clean room with doomsday spores. With nobody there. Yeah. Nobody supervising them. You know, that, what is worse at this point in the DCU when, Star when this is happening? Is terrible. When this is happening. Can't this hold doom, a candle to freaking Doomsday virus pretty much almost did, almost destroy destroyed the world. The world. Yeah. And they're going to send two interns to clean it up? 
That is such bullshit. And you're going to tell me that this lab that had doomsday spores in it has no cameras that they would know? Now, yeah. maybe that'll be a reveal later that they do know it's Riser. Better but not it, be again, too much later. Why would they? If Say they knew it was Riser. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to tell me they know it's Riser. Why wouldn't you just go to his house and wait till he's not doomed and just take him in? Why sit? Why get the fucking Wonder Girl and Kid Flash and that nonsense? So, I would honestly get that too because he's a goddamn doomsday monster. Oh, he is, but you just contain him. They have ways to, you know, you just get him. But uh, yeah, you try to contain doomsday. And in the meantime, he, they're letting him. If they know, they're just letting him run around and infect everyone. Um, well, I don't yeah. think he can infect anyone. I, who knows? I don't I agree, think they agreed. would know. Who knows? I think they would know better than us because we haven't been told. Well, but I we're think they talking would know. about it. Freaking Superman was infected, and you're still claiming that on Action Comics they were freaking quarantining the whole block because they thought that he'd, uh, you know, infect other people. Yeah, so those I'm regular telling folks. You, they don't know shit. I'm telling you, it's nonsense. <laughs> so then at the end, <laughs> oh, like, I agree with. Oh you. my God, Doomsday Sports. Superman? They just let him walk in. He's allowed. He's he's got a key. That's the worst part of this is that the inclusion of Superman here ruins his timeline. Yeah. It's in the first weird. issue, we know that we find out that Riser is, lives in the same apartment building as Clark Kent. Yep. And he even shows up, hey, Mr. Kent. And yeah. now here he is, unpowered, like truth Superman. That, that does not add up. Because I would say this at tops is, what, three days since the first issue? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a week. Maybe. At the most, because he's met Miles and Adela. But again... In time frame, it gets screwed up because we're this many issues, but most of them have been other characters besides him. So, yeah, I would think that it's maybe a week because he met Clarice. Uh, in my mind, yeah, a couple days a week at the most. Yeah. Hello? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was taking oh. a drink. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd bailed on me. No, I'm just looking at this, this last page of Superman. Just looking at him, and I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. That, there's so much going against this book to re- at already to fuck up the timeline at yeah. issue four. I know. It's off. And again, and yes, and this is fully, fully depowered Superman. Yes. Um, because he's even got his like ripped cape in his, in his pockets. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's off. And I like to, she's like, oh no, this can't get worse. And then there's Superman. You'd be surprised. Where'd you come from, Superman? Jesus Christ. Though I, I always love when they say Superman and it's the font of Superman. I yeah, like I love that too. I got uh, another issue too. I was, that's what I was trying to think of when I uh, went quiet for that second actually. Um, I think the Star Labs would already know some shit because earlier when uh, Wonder Girl shows up with Crab Man, yeah. uh, Jane is there working. Yeah, Riser, she sees him. I'm saying, uh, she Riser, sees Wonder Girl and goes, what's she doing here? Riser isn't at his job. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, and I'm huh. guessing he hasn't been there since that whole first day. Yeah, yeah. He's been infected, and they have no idea. I mean, oh, wouldn't you? Unless, again, you tell me that they're like, holy shit. Who the fuck authorized the interns to go and clean that? We got to clean this shit Crab up. We're, man. we're all going to lose our jobs. So they're trying to fucking get it done quick. Nobody's going to admit shit, Eric. They want to keep their jobs. I'm sure Star Labs pays well. They have a good fucking benefits program. You don't want to fuck that up, right? I, I really want Scott Liddell back on Teen Titans after reading this issue. Yeah. I, again, this issue, I'm going on and on about how irritating it was. and that. But every other issue, I really enjoyed. I, yeah. I think that I was probably the most positive of oh, all Oh, yeah, you were a booster. I loved it. This issue, is it's starting to fall apart only because we're, again, we're at four issues. And yes, it gets me a little when you're reading it and you realize there's only going to be six. And you're like, Jesus Christ, we're not getting anywhere. We're getting nowhere, but you did get a little, like you said, you got more development from uh, Wonder Girl than actually Riser, but at least going forward, he can say, like, okay, 
there's other people like me. I'll do and that. I, but I, I really the, like the idea of him joining Teen Titans at some point. And I love the fact where he is like almost destined to save the world because what was it? Corey said that. Yeah, she said. Uh, yeah. I I really like the scene because it's so mysterious, but it just gives me such hope for what this story could have been. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think. We're and never be. Get, yeah, we're, we're never gonna get the whole story, but. Uh, we're going to move on, Eric. We're going to move. Oh, well, I didn't say. I didn't say what I gave it, did no. I? No. I gave it a 5 out of 10. <laughs> right down the middle again. I said, I don't want to get uh, yelled at. I'm talking about that. I would say 5.5, 6 yeah. tops. I actually really like the art in this I book. Love I love the art. I have since the beginning. I think this is uh, another one where I said earlier, I like the idea of Doom being like a, uh, a fresh take on a, like a, it's not an all ages book. Um, but it's got that like teen feel to it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm telling you, it could have been Spider-Man and I, Yes, and I think the art fits that very well. I think yes, the art well. in this book does a really good job of fitting the tone of the book where it's not a dark story, even though he's doomed and he's this uh, doomsday spore virus uh, monster. It's got that light feel to it. And I think it almost feels really like Brett Booth it. at times. Yeah, it does. I, I really like it. It's what Javier Fernandez, right? Yeah, Javier Fernandez. You tell me, bro. It is. It's Javier Fernandez. And I'm telling you, Ulysses Ariola, the, uh, the colors are really good, too. Colors I, are great. I really like this book. Uh, this issue I just thought was a little down, and it sucks because it's, it's going to end soon. We've got two more issues. That's it. Oh, uh, that's so disappointing. I know. But you know what? Now, speaking of the disappointing here, it's time to get to the Flash reviews. All right. Flash! And as always, Eric, my first Flash review is Injustice, Year 4, Number 20. I enjoyed last week's Harley-centric issue, but this week, Brian Bucciolato returns with an odd issue about saving the Amazons from Poseidon's flood, and Zeus again telling Superman to stop his nonsense. While I'm a huge fan of Bruno Redondo's art, this issue was a little off and a little more confusing than it needed to be, and the story just fell flat. I thought the Year of the Gods would be a bit more exciting than this, Eric. I have been down on it. The way Sorry. this issue ends, it looks like the Trinity may have to call a truce to deal with the new big bad, who we still haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure it's Darkseid, Eric. You keep saying that. I keep saying it. I'm saying anti-monitor uh, out of nowhere. It could be. Uh, Harley has a mother box, and that seems all they do is mention Harley has a mother box, and all shit breaks loose, and Superman flies away. I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. My next issue is Harley Quinn, number 20, and it's the start of a new arc. It's Harley off to Hollywood. And after a crazy dream, she lands and kills the first person she meets. She then searches for Sparrow, who's the girl that got kidnapped by the cult she's trying to find, heads off to a party and kills somebody else, Eric. (sighs) Then she randomly meets up with a cowboy, finds Sparrow, and and the cowboy shoots her in the foot. I'm glad I don't read this book anymore. She then runs into superhero cosplay escorts, Eric. These are escorts. That are dressed up as superheroes. So somebody stole your idea. Yes. There's Wonder Woman, and it looks like she's a hooker. I've watched those videos. That sounds like somebody had that idea before. And really doesn't do anything, uh, much of anything else but run her mouth. (laughs) I'm telling you, this issue's all. The cliffhanger had Deadshot showing up, wanting uh, wanting a cut of his action. Oh, yeah, I think he killed that cowboy. There are so many deaths in this issue. While I really enjoyed the art, the -the over-the-top violence really fell out of place. And I didn't review this yet, but I think I'm going to give it about a 5 out of 10. Next up is Bizarro number 1. And this month, Bizarro gets a little magical as our heroes head to Branson and run into Zatanna. Of course, things get crazy as Bizarro pays visit to the Rock of Eternity, Gemworld, the House of Mystery, and more. 
It's quick but fun, but leads to the big event, Bizarro taking away Zatanna's magic. The fun continues when Jimmy and Bizarro do a little Freaky Friday action, and Jim Zaro starts tearing the city apart. It all leads to Jimmy understanding what it's like to live as Bizarro, and the two of them getting taken in by Argus to help break into Area 51. I love the art in this issue, and while the book is getting a little thin story-wise, it was still good fun, and I'd give it a 7 out of 10. And next, Batman Arkham Knight, number 31. This week we see the effects of Calendar Man's plan, but what I really like was the seeing the slew of characters making an appearance, like Catwoman, Azrael, and Scarecrow, to name a few. While Bruce Wayne recovers from a severe beating, Gotham is starting to take a look at Batman and question if it might not be uh, better without him in the city. Jim Gordon doesn't agree and may have sent his political ambitions down the tubes, and that looks like it was part of Calendar Man's plan all along. The book ends with a very battered and bruised Batman suiting up and ready to go. Peter Tomasi and Victor Bogdanovich continue giving fans the strongest of the Bat books out today, but this issue was a lot of setup. But still, I like it, and I like what we got in there, and I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Now I got Dr. Fate number 4. This issue of Dr. Fate actually redeems some of the nonsense that we've gotten so far because we actually see our hero be a hero, and thankfully, he's a lot less whiny here. Really? Even, even though I hate the psychedelic, psychedelic feel of the art, this is the best issue of Dr. Fate that we've, got, that, that we've been given so far. I would give this a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5 out of 10. Boy, that might end up out of Flash Reviews quick, yeah, huh? Yeah, absolutely not. Next, next month, no Flash Review for Dr. Fate. You're a big fan now. Not I hear that fan. you're a freaking miserable guy who gives I just fours. Did, I just did not hate this issue as the thing. Well, Eric, uh, that is what we like to call the Flash Reviews. All right, Eric, we're at the stretch run again. We love the stretch run, and you know what? You're just a man. You're just a man, Eric. I know. I love you. Oh, cool. I I love you on drugs. I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I just took some more NyQuil. I'm just going to keep going until I pass out. Um, Good times. Yeah, uh, we're at last two books. We have two more books. They're both yours. So we're going to end up with a, a double dose of Eric Shea, America's Sweetheart. You started off, Eric. Green Lantern Lost Army number four, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Javier Pina, Chris Sotomayor, and Dave Sharp. Or Sharpie, I don't know. I Letterers, say man. Sharp. <laughs> Something finally happens in this book. Woo! Oh, yeah. While substituting aimless space battles with, a to- with talking in a prison might not mean much to people, it did boost this issue up in my mind to be the best issue because we finally find out something that's going on in this series. After our heroes are in prison, we find out that, our space, that their space pirate captors are stealing the emotional energy from the people themselves, leaving them dead. Luckily, there's a little squirrel lantern locked up the here, who t- too, who can't... Ah, oh God, I can't talk Jeez. anymore. It is getting late, but boy. I, I, don't, I don't even remember writing this. Don't you? Uh, no, locked up here, too, who can just fit through uh, air vents so the next issue looks like we're going to have a jailbreak. Yep. Fuck me, this it's is terrible. It's a jailbreak, Eric. Is that all your, your jumbled up? That's my jumbled up synopsis. Uh, you know what I, I have come to think about this uh, Lost Army? Um, Cullen Bunn, why is he so concerned with showing us the like evolution of Jon Stewart as a leader? I don't know. Uh, because that throws everything off every issue. 
And with, uh, I wish that we could get rid of that with the, uh, here he is, he's in Afghanistan. Boy, John Stewart, he's learning how to, to deal with people, and he's learned from his mistakes of the past. I don't want that. You, you know, know what we I get want? from this issue? Well, I, He doesn't leave a man behind. He doesn't, but again, yeah, that's what you get. But again, these things aren't enough. What I want is to see the goddamn Green Lanterns figure out what the fuck's going on. That's Damn what right, I want. I, I wish by now they had some inkling, and they're fighting their goddamn way back. That's well, this what is like, I want. It's the same thing with the Damien flashbacks. We know John Stewart. We yeah, don't need these. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I know. John, I like John Stewart. I know that he is a um, ex marine that is going to do the right thing in his mind. That's like a tough decision. He'll do it. Um, we saw that in Green Lantern Corps early on. With we talked about this the last issue. Yeah. Of, of the, we've seen this now. I know everybody hasn't, but you don't have to go every issue. This reminds me a lot of the um, zero-year flashbacks of Batman when he was in the, the Army, where they yep. kept going back, trying to show you something else and something different. He was in and, the Marines. Yeah, yeah. well, again, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. For the story, when it happens, I'm like, Jesus Christ, let's get yeah, on with it. Yeah, it's the worst part of the book, and the book yeah. has nothing going for it as, as it is. No, it doesn't. And I think one of the things that I really like is that Relic and Krona, yeah. and you don't even get enough of that. That, nope. that, that is like, that's prime for some fun agreed and you don't get anything in fact they just leave this issue because they're under attack like nope we're gone and it just i don't like it the things i got from this book are how handy the universal translator on the rings come in i love that i do love that yeah that's the best part of the book i always take that for granted yeah you do and when they can't understand badge it's so good (laughs) Uh, because you know a cute little guy he's just you know Chipping and a chunking. I don't know what you'd say. Solid Skittering and a chicken. Solid Sidner. You guys are lucky I took the time to learn your fucking language. Yeah, Bunch yeah. of jerks. I bet you yeah. never took the time to learn yeah, my really. language. Like, you know what? You don't even know what I am, you jerk. <laughs> you freaking jerk. So we, we got the Universal Translator bit, and we find out that the space pirates are actually sucking the emotional energy out of individual prisoners, which ends yeah. up killing them. Yep. And I saw this, and I, fe- I feel like it's a... Um, I don't want to say missed opportunity yet because I don't know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. but this feels so much like what Cullen Bunn is doing with Sinestro with the paling. Yeah. The paling sucked the emotion out of you, and you become – it's almost like a, a zombie infection yeah, where you yeah, become yeah. one of them at, right. at that point. And I would like to think that he was he's doing this to say that the paling existed in the universe before our own, and that's how like old they are. Yeah. But I don't think it's ever, there's ever going to be a connection. I think I'm actually just trying to like make something here that's never going to be. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, is it Namux, right? The uh, little uh, hamster guy. Yeah, if you say so. It's no, a lantern. I don't I, know, really. Is. I don't they, care. They say his name. I'm sure they do. I Boy, just looked over it. The artist, really, did they, were they watching or reading the truth story? Because, boy, it looks like a solar flare. <laughs> and when that happened, I'm like, what the hell is going to solar flare? It looks exactly like a solar flare. And I thought it was ridiculous. Also, they're, they're like sucking the energy out of them or the, the light out of them. Yeah. And, and it is Namux. They give a little uh, little name next to it. It's him. not a lantern I know. I, I just know, like it. Well, there's there's so many unimportant lanterns. Out. I'm like, eh, and I, don't I don't need to know you. That you're He's sucking, dead now. You're sucking the energy out, but then it all comes flying out your mouth and eyes. I think they're wasting. I don't like their collection technique here. I don't like the idea, though, because he's Green Lantern. And uh, I would think that it should be green energy shooting green out. Energy? Because to me, for, when we see the orange thing here, I'm like, okay. Because at this very second, they say how the space pirates are greedy for the energy. So I see this greedy word, the orange. Like, okay, they're sucking the avarice out of him. But no, yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. And then they just they just die. So everybody's yeah, they just die. Waiting. And uh, yeah, bad shows up. And I'm telling you, 
uh, people have mentioned on the site as well. It does seem off because Badge was with Simon Baz. Yeah. And again, they don't understand him, but then they kind of do and they get an idea. But he didn't know Simon Baz. This would Baz be a great time. Be here. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great if he showed up. But again, though, to me with Badge, that's like such a desperate way to try to get people. Oh, man, Badge. I love Badge. Hey, he's such a cute little squirrel. Yeah, oh, man, look at him. He's a squirrel. Uh, it just seems so it seems desperate to me and also at one point he's standing next to them he looks a lot bigger than than he should be like he's a little I, I guy think, no i think he's perfect size in my I mind think they're least. they're um they're sitting down and he's taller than them sitting that seems See, big for me i want this story to go on just because i want this book to become the fortress do you remember that movie with christopher lambert yeah yeah, yeah. i love that movie so much i just want it to become the fortress with the green lanterns how they're going about their lives trying to figure out how to escape this prison yeah it's not going to. Well, but. and then I, I mentioned it earlier. Too. Everybody, go watch the fortress. Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier in the podcast that um, I really don't like Guy in this. Uh, guy, guy is so off. He's not Guy. He's like the opposite of Guy. He's so concerned with the light and the universe, and then he, you know, and John and, lying to people. Yeah, and John lying. Then he's got Kilowog in a freaking sleeper hold. <laughs> Kilowog's gonna tap out soon. Oh, it's just weird. Then they just start kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, and they're so it's, – it's so funny because I, I exaggerate a bit, like I said in my reviews. But I said, all I know is my funniest part in this book is Guy and Kilowog in a cell. Because all the lanterns are separated pretty much. There's usually yeah. about two lanterns to a cell with a bunch of other people with from that universe with them. Yep. And we start the scenes off with Kilowog and Guy just beating the shot. I'm like, unprovoked. But you see the guys around them. I didn't see them throw the first punch though. No, no. It's just Guy and Kilowog talking to one another while kicking the shit out of everybody in their cell. Yep. And, and then what do they You're do? You're my bitch now. What do they do then? Nothing. Nothing. If those guys are going to wake up, it's round two. Yeah. <laughs> this fight's going to go on forever. Except no, no, bad they're, they're all they're bitches now. Oh, well, they might be. All, these these but other universe people are going to hold and their pockets. I'm saying unless they, they're pulling their pants down and, and getting busy, I don't know what bitch activity they can do. They're stuck in a fucking cell. I don't know what guy's doing. They he don't get like, to go right. out in the yard. <laughs> the, this, the freaking pirates don't have the yard there where they can lift weights. They're stuck in this goddamn cell. They don't care about them. They're waiting to die. Yeah. It's just weird, but again, you you get a you know, it's okay action. You have them fighting back. It's back. it's nothing really great. I'm telling I know. you, when we start out, we are we get our lanterns captured because uh, the space pirates suck all their energy away and then capture them. It's just more space fighting, and like the best part of this book is uh, I love the the look of the characters. Yeah, yeah. But we the dull space backgrounds that we've had before have just been swapped for dull white wall yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, they're just walls now. It's like uh, they are against... Not much of an improvement. Javier Pina just not like backgrounds. Uh, but he doesn't want to make it look like he doesn't have one, so they pick where they don't have to Well, have no, them. Javier, I believe, is a repli- uh, substitute artist oh, of is this he? issue. Okay. I think it's Jesus Saez is on the uh, oh, you're normal. right. Yes, it is. Uh, actually, yeah, it might be. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Um... That's about all i got to say about this book. There's yeah. nothing that happens, and it's two more issues, and I'm not looking forward to them. Yeah, it ends up with uh, John Stewart firing everyone up, and then yeah. it ends. Rousing speech. Like all right, said, the end. Jailbreak. 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I put that I would probably have given it a 5. I'm yeah. a big 5 right down the middle. But I'm saying, this is the most that's really happened in the series. Yeah, that's the only okay. reason I went that high. Again, this issue, it didn't offend me like some others. But nothing really happens, and uh, and it's it's a shame because I know, like even Darren, desperately wants some good Green Lantern books, and yeah. this this book to me, when it's done, it's not like it's going to be. Boy, remember Lost Army? How bad it was! I'll go. Eh. Remember Lost Army? You go. Meh. You're meh. meh. Yeah. You're meh. like eh. 
And I think that the, the thing, the story will continue in the Green Lantern book and then have some event to bring back the core. I really do think they're going to bring back the core. Yeah, uh, they have to eventually. Yeah, I can't leave the fucking I, core in the universe yeah, that existed yeah. before. And I, I like Jon Stewart. I like Guy Gardner. You throw in Kyle Rayner in that, I'm into that. Uh, yeah, get him out of that awful Omega again, Man. I don't. I know that, yeah, I jerk. I know that <laughs> people always clamor for new characters, but yet when they get them, they, they don't really like them. But I did like when they were introducing all those new Lanterns they just really didn't seem – they seemed to bail on that a bit. Like they didn't well, yeah, go full I, out. I wasn't interested in them. We had two six who's pretty much the only one who's really kept going. Yeah, yeah. But besides for that one, I don't know any of their names because we didn't do much with them. Yeah. Why do I think Bernard Chang was on this book? Wasn't it, um, wasn't no. it Bernard Chang? I thought Bernard was. Chang was on core. Okay. I, yeah, for some reason, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking of core now. I was just thinking about the, when you were saying the artist. All right, yeah. Last book of the night, there. Last book of the night. Last Constantine the, the night. Hellblazer, number four, written by Ming Doyle and James Tynion the fourth, with art by Vanessa Del Rey, Chris Visions, Ivan Placencia, and Tom Napolitano. <laughs> I fucked it up again. Tom Napolitano. Oh. Napolitano. Napolitano. And I I like the name Chris Visions. That's a really cool name. I you was know? actually going to say that before. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't want to talk. It looks real. When, uh, you know why I like it? Because I like it on the cover. Just Visions. Yeah. It's cool. In this uh, issue of Constantine, we see that our brash Brit is giving up as he spends the majority of this issue drunk off his ass, and it's especially apparent that he doesn't give a shit anymore when he just serves up the people who are haunting him to the ghost-killing monster. It's a lot of back and forth in time with this issue as we see the events that led Constantine here, and by the end we get a big reveal that this monster is actually the woman he once loved, Veronica. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Well, I'd say I seriously miss Riley Rossmo on this book, the yeah. artist that was on one through three, uh, one through two. Yeah. So one and two. One through, one through two. two. Jesus Christ. It's getting late. I didn't mind the art here the way I did in the previous no, issue. No, I actually liked the art. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It's a little different from Riley Rossmo when that, that one through two run. One through that two Riley run. Riley Rossmo had. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it fits well with we'll a lot of the flashbacks. Six. Yeah, I like the, you know, a lot of this is flashbacks and kind of dealing with that as well. Um, I, well, I, I say with the flashback stuff, the only thing I wasn't a real fan of was um, they had a lot of these like Polaroid picture thumbtacks yeah, onto yeah, the yeah, panels yeah. and yeah. then uh, photos scattered around. Like on a, it was very odd to me because like it's a it's a cool artistic choice it's a style thing. I, but yeah. I found myself wondering, I like if there was something more going on that I like. I kept paging back to see do do I have to realize what's going on here? Is yeah, this part like I should be like noticing something and I'm not? Yeah, I just it, it threw it, me it was off a bit. Style thing, but again. Um, you get a little background. You get a background of who the monster is. I like the way they, they did it in a roundabout way like that. But really, this issue didn't do much for me. No? It, it was, no, it was a lot of setup. A lot better uh, than last issue. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It, this one was pretty much like, again, if, if you're just jumping on, on this and you wouldn't know what's going on. And it's just, it's Constantine oh, yeah, it's being no Constantine. Yeah. It's Constantine being Constantine, and you get a little bit of a, it's even a background. More, no, it's not even, like the thing is, Constantine is an asshole, but you know he's going to do the right thing. Here he is like Constantine's like evil twin. To, like he's even worse than he usually is. Because well, he just seemed to me, he's just, at, at this point, he's like us on the side, Eric. Yeah. This week we've just given up. We're like, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. And, you know, we had days, ah, I'm not even going to do a review. If I get to it, I get to it. Last night we record a secret podcast. Yep. Uh, Yes, but yeah, I I didn't get much from this. But yeah, like you said, he basically throws all these ghosts to the monster, and then we find out that it's Veronica. 
And at the end, I was just like, okay, let's get to the next issue. I am not real excited about this issue to make me say, oh, man, I can't wait for next. We just found out about Veronica last issue. Yeah. And it's kind of weird to have this like, oh, it has to be Veronica because we just talked about her last issue. Now, if we would have brought her up in like the first issue, maybe it would have been better. I don't know. But even that seems weird because we've been dealing with this ghost killing monster the whole time. Yep. But we got this. I like this. It's a really interesting story to me because we got the asshole that Constantine was and still is. Yeah. And when he simply gives up on Veronica back in the day because she wants to get out of magic because somehow they've gotten into magic and she can't like hold on to it the right way. She is actually falling through the cracks of reality. Her parents are forgetting who she is. People can barely see her at times. I really thought this was really cool. And, well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They set it up well, too, even with just like a throwaway line of the, yeah, we're, we're in a band, we're kicking ass, and you know what? We, we barely play to people anymore. It's all these demons. And I, yeah. I really like the way that, that was set up. Because it was way. a call back to last issue where they yeah. got inspired by this, like, this yeah. d- demonic band. And, they just, and, and they've gone a little too far. And yeah. Constantine can handle it, but he's not helping Gronick at all. No, he's like, you know, piss off. You know, yeah. if you don't want to be a part of this, I don't want to be a part of you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't give him. a shit about you. And it's it's really sad. I, I don't know. I liked it. And it it's almost as if she, he knocked her up and he's like, I don't, it's not my baby. Yeah. That's yeah. what it really felt like to yeah, me. Yeah, just kind of let, went out for a peck of smokes. Never came back like Lando. No, it didn't even get that far. It's just that, like, you know, she showed up. What are we going to do? What's this we? I, this is yeah. not my problem. This is your problem. Then the mo- motherfuckers throw Zatanna in. Like, I think it's like, I and Zatanna. Yeah. All right. Right wait, after wait, where is she? up with her. Where is she going? Well, uh, we, that's this that whole other good. story we could t- yeah. talk about later. I like that. that. It was just good. a little throwaway. I'm like, saying it was just so crazy to do that. And you're like, oh, man. And then it doesn't happen. And, yeah, you, we'll go back to that. I, did, I like the issue. I'm just really mad because with the story, the way Constantine was at the end, he's like, we've been trying to stop this ghost from uh, getting – the ghost from getting killed from this monster this whole yeah. time. And Constantine's a prick. I just really started hating him here. Yeah. That's, Luckily, that's, though, I, I came back around to Constantine when he finally offered himself up to the monster and we got yeah. that great cliffhanger. Yeah, it's a bad thing when the main character you don't like. Uh, that's yeah. happened in a couple of our books. And, uh, yeah, that's tough. I'm saying you're not supposed to overly like Constantine. No, no. The problem is you're supposed – you're not supposed to ever – I don't know. You, you like him, but you know that he's a dick. It's a weird thing. He has such a weird appeal. He's like the bad guy – that you know has a heart of gold but really doesn't. Exactly. Like he'll, he'll turn on anybody, but he usually always has a reason. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this issue, what, he does, what he does to Veronica doesn't seem like a reason. He and then just, just she's off- not with him, then piss off. Like you said, get the fuck out of here. And then when he just offers all those ghosts up to the monster, he's been trying yeah. to save these fucking things, and it really comes off weird to me. Yeah. But, like, I, I, but it all came together when he's like, oh, you know what? Here, eat up, and you know what? Here, come take me. I am done. Fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. He likes that drink, though. He's drinking that the whole time. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for this book. Yeah, I don't have much either. Um, I don't have any notes for it. I just re- I read it, and yeah. again, it kind of just was, I like it enough. I don't not like it, but it just, again, I just can't even explain it. It's, yeah. it's one of those that I read. I'm like, okay, uh, let's get to the next issue. But what'd you give it? Uh, I'm saying it kind of has the same appeal of Gotham by Midnight to me because I don't hate Gotham by Midnight. Yeah. I just don't care if I'd ever read it again to a degree. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't do anything for me like that. It gets me excited for the next issue. That's what I'm saying. This does not get me excited. Like when, uh, what was this? What's his buddy's name? I always forget. 
Oh, Gaz? Gaz. With the whole Gaz thing. And I'm like, oh, man. I, I want to see if Gaz, I want to see this. Oh, they're going to go. And then this is kind of the last two issues kind of are there. They're just there. Yeah. Just kind of taking up space, Eric. 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I probably would It's still given, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I probably would have given it like a 6.8. 6.8 yeah. to 7. Uh, but yeah, it's not. It didn't blow me. Well, it didn't blow uh, me. It didn't blow me away. It didn't blow me. So I gave it a six eight. If it would have blown me, it probably would have been a nine error. <laughs> I mean, anytime I get a blow, no, no, a that comic, is a perfect comic, my friend. That is a I'll ten. Tell you, that that's the only ten you'll ever give if the <laughs> comic blows you. Perfect like, comic. That's all it is. It's my flash review. It's like yes, the, this Constantine blew me. It was great. Ten out of ten. Bravo. Uh yeah, I, I like I said six eight. It didn't blow me, Eric. So it's six eight. <laughs> uh yes, and that's the books. And you can tell I've had too much medicine. I'm mixing medicines here. Uh, you want to hear what's next week? Well, yes, we're I do. Talk about next week, and I'm gonna tell you. I was down this week. We talked about it. The Twitter thing, uh, the backlash still from Batman. All this shit has really gotten us down. Um, I had a good time tonight. I, yes, I, I like talking about the books. Maybe it's inspiring us a little. Maybe it'll get us going now on the site. Besides these coming next week, I still have to do Harley, and I still have to do Bizarro. Um, what do you have to do? Dr. Fate, Secret Six, and uh, Constantine. Constantine. So, yeah, you can expect those up. Uh, again, if you've noticed about the Twitter thing, we kind of have to go about tweeting things a little different, and we apologize. It kind of has to go route through things to get to our goddamn site. Got to fucking so jump, jump through hoops because, you know, we're tagged as malicious. Malicious, Eric. But, uh, Only next, to your ears. Again, if you want to go to the site, it is weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at weirdsciencedc, and I'm going to tell you what's next week here. All right. Uh, next week, we have Aquaman number 44, Eric. Oh, it better be good. Well, last issue, you, you were a little up on it. it I was up just because it got better than the rest, but it still wasn't a great issue. All right. Next, we have The Velvet Tiger, Eric. Batgirl number 44. I don't um, care about Velvet Yeah, I don't. It's weird. I was really into this book when I took it over from you. Uh, and I was really into it when you took June, it over. Yeah. And it's starting to get back to nonsense, so I hope this brings it back. We got a book that neither of us like uh, that we're kind of disappointed with, Cyborg number three. It better do something for me. I don't know. I I really wanted to love this book. I've been begging for a Cyborg book yeah, for you since have been. New 52 started. And I do not like what we've got been no, given. No, and, and with the sales, I don't think anybody even knows what they're getting because yeah. not a lot of people bought this book, which is very odd. Uh, you have Deathstroke number 10 coming up, and I believe it finishes up the God Slayer, God Killer uh, arc. I love Deathstroke. I'm interested as hell in yeah, this. Yeah, I am. Again, we always talk about this, and every time we mention it, we say how much we like Deathstroke. Uh, it's another book that's it sells okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't hear people, when I'm down at the, the Five and Dime, Eric, Oh yeah, uh, getting, me a, getting me a soda pop. I don't hear people. I don't hear people talking about uh, Deathstroke a lot, but it is good. Uh, Gothamite Midnight number nine. Again, it's going to be like one of those books I read. It's going to be okay because Ray Fox is a good and, writer. And then you can say goodbye to it. But it's going to be more the same. Yeah, we have. My I, you know what? Uh, Juan Ferreira actually told me before that some uh, expect big things for this oh, book. Big so, things. The big uh, things where it got canceled. I'm saying I he had he told me he thinks the next ones are good. Okay. I don't know. It'd be so funny. He's like expect to hear some things about Gotham by midnight because he, ex- he seemed excited. Yeah. Uh, the next one is my favorite book in all of DCU. Eric Grayson 
and it's Grayson number 12. Yeah, I, I look forward to that every month. I love it. Uh, and then followed by one of my least favorite books, Harley Quinn and Power Girl number four. I will not be reviewing that, Eric. Reggie. I will, will not be reading it. Reggie will be reviewing it. Uh, Holy shit. Like, he's going to take that bullet for us? Yeah, he's taking it. He's taking the bullet. He's doing it. Next one is one of your favorites that I believe when this Eternity War ends. Uh, so will the book. He-Man and the Eternity War number 10 you'll be doing. Yes, I think that will end as well after this. Yeah. Uh, the next book is your uh, big book of the week. This will be the first one we talk about next week on the podcast, Justice League, number 44. Can't wait. Uh, another big book, though, I know. You already said that you've already given it a score of a two. I think you told me Superman, number 44. <laughs> you've already decided. You don't even need to read that, Eric. That's, how, right. we, that's how we roll here. Two. Um, a two out of ten. Uh, yeah, it'll finish up the truth arc in that book. And I'm sure Hopefully we don't have any nonsense. Sure, it'll order. be a bunch of nonsense. And now a next book that every podcast, it doesn't matter if we talk this book on the podcast, you always seem to get a jab, a jab in on it. You start yelling about it. It's Teen Titans number 12. Fuck that book. Hopefully it'll be better. I doubt it. We, next one is one of the books that I always mention when I talk to you about being positive. I always have to mention that I am the probably the most positive person about this book. It's probably my second favorite book in all of D.C., that is The Flash, and it's Flash number 44. We're going to get a little more Professor Zoom and his I always uh, look forward to the new Flash. rogues. And now a next one, which is one of our favorite new books, along with Martian Manhunter we talked about today. We Are Robin. We Are Robin number four. All right. See, I love uh, that book. I'm still missing shoulder pads. <laughs> shoulder pads was my Good old favorite. shoulder pads. Good old shoulder pads. I remember shoulder pads. We'll never forget you, shoulder pads. <laughs> I love that. But what's your what was your pick of the week? I always say that I'm going to end like, hey, what's your pick of the week? Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Mine was Black Canary. So if you want to see if those are any good, you can go pick those up. And I really don't have anything it's more to It's a really say down week, though. Oh, it, it was awful. Uh, well, first off, I was going to mention earlier, you have such a down week because what? Um, Doom just canceled. Uh, Lost Army. So right there, yep. two of our books were books that were canceled. You all of them. I mean, the big book, Martian Manhunter, we love. But and it yeah, was the worst one. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, that I didn't like. Superman, Wonder Woman. You didn't like what? What did we like? But, I like Black Canary. You didn't. Uh, Constantine and uh, yeah. Martian Manhunter. But even Constantine, like I said, it was a good book. Yeah. It just didn't grab me the way I really would like a book too. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to blow me. Yeah. I wanted to get a blown chump, Eric. I'm a Who doesn't? man. You don't get those once you're married and have five freaking kids. I turn them down. Yeah. You're I, don't got I don't got time yeah, for that. I, this was a little All day dumb. it would just be blowjob after blowjob. Jesus Christ. Is that from Mike? <laughs> Holy moly. You no, I'm gonna, a flexible guy. I tell Jess. That's, the, that's what you did. You went to yoga class. <laughs> Finally, you, you, you reached your plateau of what you wanted to do. Yeah, I'm uh, done. God damn it, I'm going to fall asleep. You're but, lucky yeah. I come to work anymore. Yeah, really. Really, if you could figure out how to do that, why would you work? You don't need <laughs> anything. You're done. You have figured out the secret of the universe, my friend. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, again, you can look out for the 80 Strike Back secret super secret uh, backdoor pilot. It's going to show up on the feed at one point. It's not point. that super secret anymore. We keep yeah. talking about it. That's right. I'm trying to push it, Eric. I'm trying to skew the numbers. I, I hope people will like it so we can get rid of this comic garbage 
and move on to something that people will like us for. Everybody's against <laughs> us. They all hate our guts. Out of nowhere, we'll I, do it. The males seem really positive. It is. We have, we have some core guys that are really good guys yeah. and probably gals too. Uh, what gets me is we'll do the 80s podcast and then out of nowhere – We'll get uh, John Hughes from Beyond the Fucking Grave, and he'll badmouth us. And then uh, Anthony Michael Hall will hate our guts. Not Anthony Michael. He's a yeah. hero of mine. And all these people. Well, this is what happens. We, our heroes have turned against us in the comic community. We'll go over to the 80s, and the next thing you know, freaking Chris Columbus, he fucking hates our guts. Charles Band's going to stop following us on Twitter. Oh, Charles Band. Yeah, but... Uh, Again, look for that. Look for everything. Uh, I hate to beg, but I'd love it if people would give a couple reviews on iTunes. Hey, I don't hate to beg. Come on, do it for us. You ain't too proud to beg? Fuck no. Uh, Because, yeah. Do it up, please. That kind of helps us out. If you you enjoy what you hear, uh, that only leads to more people enjoying what they hear. And, you know, I'm trying to get our revenue up, Eric. Share the love. This is my business plan. Oh, yeah, but get yeah, that we going. Do, all we do this for is for, you know, nothing, for people's enjoyment so they can go. Most people seem to re- listen to this at work. And, boy, I know how bad work can be. Yeah. And to have any sort of enjoyment during work hours is so good. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to give us a couple reviews or something or say we suck, I don't care. Nope. I don't care. We get so excited when we see comments and stuff like that. I'm telling you, if tomorrow I said to you, hey, uh, four more people gave us iTunes reviews, you'd be so happy. Yeah. You'd dance. You'd dance like Maeve in fucking Black Canary. <laughs> dancing all sexy like that. I'd have to come run over to your house, start dancing with you. Oh, that Mike, sounds awesome. Mike would be there. He'd kind of get between us. We'd be the weird science sandwich going. I've never met this guy. Haven't you? No. It's weird that he gives you blowjobs and you haven't even met him. I close my eyes. Least, you should introduce yourself. Does he at least shave? <laughs> I'm like that girl in Wonder Woman. <laughs> Never even asked. I like, too, in that Wonder Woman where the girl keeps calling Donna. Hey, Donna Troy. She doesn't even ask, like, uh, by the way, what's your name? Actually, by now, it's too late for that. Oh, yeah. You'd you be on that point. That. You can't do that. It's like I, uh, the hey, other day. Hey, buddy. The other day, I don't even think I told you that, uh, that I was at Wawa. And some guy comes up, Jim? Jim Werner? I'm like, uh, Yeah. And he starts talking. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. But I got, <laughs> I got beyond the point in the conversation for me to say, like, yeah, I don't recognize you. Because he's like, remember, remember math class? And we went, oh, yeah, math class. We did a lot of addition. That used to happen to me at the bars all the oh, time when I drank. It's the worst. It's the worst. And I didn't know what to say. And then I got the hell out of there, Eric, and ran home and cried in the corner. You know, you live a weird life. Yes, I do. But you want to end it? Yeah, I do. I gotta go right. blow myself. You're gonna blow your. I'm actually. I just pulled out Constantine. Me and Constantine are gonna go in my bedroom real quick. <laughs> little, little quick one. Constantine's gonna be very disappointed with me in about two minutes, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, how do we end it, Eric? Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. We will see Maybe. you in seven, possibly. <laughs> see you later.